Hey, you have all night tossing, turning, mind racing, trouble getting to sleep, trouble falling asleep. Well, welcome. This is Sleep With Me, the podcast that's here to put you to sleep. Uh, we do it with a bedtime story. All you need to do is get in bed, turn out the lights and press play. I'm going to do the rest. And, and, and let me explain Let me explain to you what happens here, just so you know. If this is your first time here, your second time here, your, your 100th and 80th time here, welcome. What I'm going to do is create a safe place where you can set aside whatever's running through your brain, whatever's got you tossing, turning, you know, wriggling. You say, geez, I just can't get comfortable. I can't, I can't, I just can't fall asleep. Oh, oh. Or maybe you're saying, maybe you say stuff like, or maybe you're yelling or growling or whatever it is. I'm going to try to distract you from that. And the way I'm going to do it is I'm going to I'm going to tell a story. I got a guest tonight, but he's going to come in. He's going to talk about our day to day, and he's going to do it in the most. Uh, he he he's lulling and soothing in a different way. But wherever whatever episode is, we're going to do stuff. We do stuff in a lulling, soothing tone, and we we like to say as as the silver tone likes to sing, we like to say we carry you off on the wings of pointlessness. So the story's gonna, you know, go, it's gonna go, and you say, well, what is, what, tell me, is it like a, is this story like a journey, a travel log? Is it a personal essay? Is it more like cereal, uh, or the moth, or, uh, risk? I say, well, no, ours is a bit more, uh, slower paced. You know, those those stories have a more traditional, uh, interesting angle to them, where where they hook you, and then they keep you. You say this one, it's more like uh, you say, "Hey, come on over. Uh, let me tell you, like an old man, like a, a, a an older person on a bench, maybe a bit like that Forrest Gump." You know, the, the stuff that doesn't get on my nerves about that Forrest Gump is the non-nerve parts. We say, well, geez, if, a, if I was a stranger, I ran into this Forrest Gump, and I didn't know when the bus was coming. He told me one of the segments of that story. And then for this package, you take out any interesting parts like Richard Nixon or Olympic medals or war or endurance against all odds or overcoming you know, physical or mental obstacles, societal change. Take all that stuff out. And that's our podcast. And you might say, Scooter, Scooter, you're not doing the podcast justice. Well, you you can do the podcast justice by just listening and then staying a bit engaged. But hopefully I'll keep the other parts of your brain engaged. You know, do it with just enough soothing, just enough meandering, just enough like... uh we're like a box of chocolates where the chocolate, you say, well, you know, say, well, what kind of chocolates you got left in there, uh, scooter? And then you say, well, so, and then you say, oh, wait, I have a, I have a no bus stop chocolate policy. You know, it's, it's pretty much a universal common sense thing not to take chocolates from anybody at a bus stop. And even if you've got your own chocolates, trust me, you know, b- b- bus driver's code, don't eat chocolates before you get on the bus. You know, you might get, agitate the bus driver. So say, so, okay, no chocolates. I'll just tell you a story till the bus gets here. 
And the nice thing about this virtual Forrest Gump would be he he had pretty good stories. He said, geez, you know, his story would start out with some sort of coincidence. Hey, I walked into this store to buy comic books. Next thing you know, I was actually, I thought I was a superhero. But I was actually in a superhero movie. But then I had to use the super suit they made me to save all these people. And then I had to meet the president, who was a fan of both the superhero and me, and the movie. And then I realized I was in love with his production assistant, and she it was, uh, Aunt, uh, who was it, Jenny. And that was Jenny, the girl, you know, and the, but then she got sent off, you know, to produce, do on the second unit of, you know, for our whatever, you know, landscape shots or something. Uh, our stories would just be that part with the landscape shot. So they say, yeah, Jenny's off. They say, what is a second unit doing? And they say, is there a third unit? Is there a fourth unit? So the goal is to distract you just enough so you're not thinking about all that stuff that's keeping you up at night, but not engage you on a Forrest Gump level or a Michael Bay level. Uh, Terry Gilliam level, you you choose your your director, you know, and you might say, whoa, Terrence, you might drop a Terrence Malick in there. I'd say, well, you know, Terrence Malick, I'd say, I don't think I'm at that level, you know, because they say he's trying. He say, let's not let's not open that. I say, this one you can hang around and look for meaning, but mostly you say, geez, I'm gonna fall asleep, and and you'd say, well, the good thing about Scooter is he doesn't mind, you know. Say this isn't the Badlands. This is, you know, this isn't, uh, so, uh, that's it. The podcast, I guess, is not a box of chocolates. It's not a riveting story, not an art house movie. It's, uh, what'd you say? I guess there's not any movies like that because they take a lot of money to make a movie and effort. But this podcast takes effort. But I exert my effort in the hopes you'll be distracted and fall asleep. So that's why we're here. And I'm glad you're here. And I hope, you you know, you, if you just found this podcast, I hope it helps you fall asleep. Try a couple. See if it fits you. It's not one size fits all. As a matter of fact, if we were sold in a, maybe say, okay, these are the odd sizes or the, uh, you know, I remember when I used to shop, I was from a family of six, so we'd shop at a place where they'd say, uh, you know, the clothing would have a mistake on it. Like, I don't know. How someone would get a black Sharpie marker on so many T-shirts and dress pants. But I'd say, well, it's just one black, you know, and I'd, I agree. And I said, geez, there's a term for that, but I can't remember it. It's, it's not a re- rejected clothing because they're still selling it. It's not unsellable clothing. But I say, well, that's our podcast. Whatever that clothing is that you buy, you get a good price on it. It's gay, you know, it's not, it's not 100%, you know, and you don't want to wear it to a business meeting or as Elaine Bennis learned when that's one Seinfeld to a Christmas party. But other, you know, that's where we're here. And I'm glad you're here and I hope you, and I hope I help you fall asleep. Thanks for listening. All right, uh, housekeeping. You can find a show on the web at www.sleepwithmepodcast.com. All our older episodes are there, uh, along with our show notes. The uh, best way to get you can comment on the website. You can send me email feedback at sleepwithmepodcast.com. You can get me on Twitter at Dearest Scooter or on uh, what's that called? Facebook at Sleep With Me Podcast. 
a couple of, uh, oh, let's see, a couple of announcements. If you guys want to leave a voicemail about uh, your Sleeper Summer project or how someone inspired you or anything, the phone number uh, for our voicemail number, our Google Voice, is re. Or for those of you that use letters, it's 3184-SLEEPY, 318-475-3379. I promised myself tonight I would put a, you know, record a message, so I tried to do it at lunch today. It did not, I could not do it. Uh, we got a Goodreads group over on uh, Goodreads. That link will be in the show notes. I'm I'm about to finish a book, so I, and I have another book that I have to read. I forgot. I said, well, it's a, it's a, but, uh, so I'm going to start reading a book on there. If anybody wants to join me reading that book or talk about, I'm thinking about atonement. I know, uh, we were talking about atonement last week on Game of Thrones. And I know there's a thing. Anybody want to read atonement? Like, uh, next, I'm, I'm a slow reader. So let me know. Goodreads, uh, just search for Sleep With Me group or look in the show notes. Should be on your phone too in your podcast app, the notes and links. Uh, shirts are still for sale. Sleep shirts until July 6th. And it'd be really appreciated if you can get a shirt. You get a shirt and you'll help the podcast out. And another way to participate in the show is with the silver tone hashtag pound silver, the silver tone. And we'll be, you know, using that for show note ideas and stuff. Uh, but the most important part of the show is is, is, is all the support I get, spoken and unspoken. Uh, starting with Chris Post, who posts your center, does our music over at soundslikeanearful.com. Scotty and Jennifer running our incredible artwork and the artwork on all the t-shirts. Alexandra and Laura running the uh, Facebook group over at sleepwithmepodcast.com slash nods. It's a private Facebook group. Uh, they say, well, if you prefer, you know, our privacy over there, Scooter, we're running around in our knickers here. So, uh, and I said, I wonder if the funder from, uh, so thank you, Alexander and Laura, from running that. But speaking of underwear, I want to thank the funders from down under, uh, Harrison and Tom. I'll have links to their stuff if you're in Australia. They're both very talented comics. And they were talked about in this week's Napcast, and I just want to make sure to link it. But Harrison's got a comedy podcast, that comedy podcast. And it looks like Tom, last I checked, he's getting ready. I think Harrison's going to be in the fringe over there. And I think Tom's working on a little tour or a big tour. I don't know. So let's make sure we support them if we're down under because they're the funder from down under. Uh, I want to thank Brian the Boom, who who holds the microphone now on the podcast. Brian, Boom Boom Brian. Don't confuse him with the drummer Boom Bone, but Boom Boom Brian, thank you. I want to thank everyone that's bought a shirt so far. And then I want to thank Brandon for the wonderful email, Michelle for the email, Anna for the email, Susie for the email, Fox, my buddy Fox for the email, Sammy. You're going to be happy soon, Sammy. Faye, Mary. And then over on Twitter, Aaron, the Silvertone, Yante, Libby, Chicago Girl, Diana Trone, Amelia, 
And I just got in, right before I got in here, Amelia also wrote about the podcast as part of her Ask Amelia uh, advice column. So that's cool. Thank you so much, Amelia. I'll link to that in the show notes. Thank you so much. Anybody who mentions but that's so great. Thank you. Thank you. To think I would be involved in any advice involving a do. You know, usually it's a don't. I've been in advice columns, but it's like don't. Or they, they he, you know, he does this. How do I make him stop? Nana, I knew about that, you know. The, yeah, the, all those letters you sent to the newspapers. Sorry, I got my Nana here. So that's over on Twitter, over on uh, Facebook. I want to thank Jamie S., Jennifer B., Patty B., Heidi, Heidi M., Trish T., and anyone I may have missed, I apologize. Hopefully I get you next, you know, coming up here on the next episode. But thank you all for your support from the, from the bottom of my heart. Thanks so much. All right, everybody. Uh, it's a Father's Day night or Eve. So I don't know how many fathers were out there celebrating Father's Day, but happy Father's Day to you all. And to all a good Father's Day night. I don't know if it was last Father's Day or when I talked about the uh, holiday I was trying to sell the beer companies called uh, All Husbands Eve, uh, which was to be the night before, uh, would have been the night before Father's Day. But it would have been a big, you know, beer company. All Husbands Eve, you know, take that, I don't know, very low, you know, beer company holiday. If I ever sell out or, you know, I, I have a big lawsuit or, you know, the podcast stops get made out of the blue, probably not the most likely reason is that I sold to one of the big beer uh, multinationals, All Husbands Eve, the trademark for the new house. But anyway, uh, so I, I was lucky enough to have a wonderful Father's Day. I spent it with my lovely daughter. And, uh, you know, it was, it was, geez, that's pretty good. Pretty, pretty, it would have been a great Father's Day. But then I also got to spend it with my uh, older adult neighbor who, who does it. I said, Ray, do you have any kids? And he said, oh, my friend. He kind of brushes me off. But I, he said, hey, Ray, do you want to come in and talk about the Father's Day we spent together? Because if I do, it'll just sound, you know, I said, geez, I, you know. Uh, he said, oh, yeah, he, he, so hey, I'm going to throw it over to Ray. I'm going to take a break. He's going to talk about Father's Day a little bit, I think, or, or what we did, which was right up Ray's alley. So uh, here you go. You ready, Ray? Okay, so I'm going to pause here. I'm going to turn it over. Okay, come on in. Okay. Okay, hello, 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 everybody. It's it's your friend Ray. I'm here. Now, Scoot has changed things a bit. Well, it's been a bit while since I've been in the studio here. He, uh, last time I recorded with Scooter, we were, uh, uh, leaving Florida and we had the layover in, uh, lovely Tampa Airport and then the Dallas Airport, I believe, where we were recording our shows. But, it, well, so I'm here, I'm, I'm feeling a little bit out of place because, uh, the microphone's been moved, and I might. I said, "I said, oh, I'm just." Uh, but it's your friend Ray here. I'm just so glad to be here, to be talking to you all. 
I've missed you so, my friends. Oh, to know I'm in your ears is like knowing I'm in your hearts. And I say, put it on a card, put it on a T-shirt, and Suda Scooter sell it to me because I would buy that. He's looking at me saying no one else would. And I say, oh, put, put, put me in your ears, put me in your heart. Just don't put me in an aquarium with a cedar chips and have me run around on a wheel because race and you know I can't be I can't be but I'm so glad to be here I've been saying to him I said oh I want to talk to your friends your pod your pod people you're you're casting the pod out there and I said I'd like to be some bait for those people to say chomp 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 I'm going off to sleep and I'd say oh boy and he would say, Ray, you know, they love you so much. He would say, I want to have something special for you and for them. And and then, of course, well, the other thing was I was saying this to him on the phone because I was, I've been dealing with the Gregor. And I say, they got everything resolved on the TV show related to the Gregor on the show, I guess. And I would say, I wish I had that. Uh, what was his name again, Scooter? The the man who was stripped of his doctorate, uh, Clegburn. Clegg, Clegg, what is it again? Clegg, Cleghorn. Like, like, like Foghorn, Leghorn, Cleghorn? I'm sorry. Craster? No, no, no. Oh, Clyburn. Clyburn or some such thing. But I wish I, I wish he was an attorney and he could come to my world and say, well, you're, you're on a, because we are in a, you know, with the things with the Gregor. Now, those of you that uh, uh, just listened to the podcast recently, you might not know that about, uh, oh boy, it's been maybe uh, October 2014. A situation occurred where Scooter was screwing around in the uh, other universes. And he brought back the Gregor, Sir Gregor, he was once known as, but not a... You know, as I've learned these legalese, I might say this uh, characters are you know, only similar to other characters that exist in the other uh, worlds. But because it was a fantasy fiction, fan fiction machine, it, it was a real, real person. And he, you know, he's a, he said, well, how does he talk again, Scooter? Because it's been so long that they, they have a, a, you know, a literal gag order on the Gregor at court not to speak. But he talks a bit like, uh, uh, touch, I, uh, break your, uh, but I squeeze you, I, but I squeeze head, I squeeze it. And they said, well, you can't do that. I said, I can. I said, uh, squeeze a lot of head. I do, 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 I do good. Squeezing head. Make, uh, pretty lady happy. She clapped many times when I squeeze heads. And the judge said, I don't want to hear that. And he said, oh, no, they tried to tell you more. You tell me, I'm all right. And I, so... So they put a gag on, but but when before Gregor's legal trouble, he said, I'd like to be called the Gregor, and I took him under my wing. We lived together. But then Scooter got this crazy idea. He said, let's watch the Thanksgiving Day to parade the three of us. And Gregor fell in love with Miss Adina Menzel, the lovely, I mean, who wouldn't fall in love with her? She was singing a song from a new musical whose name escapes me because I haven't had time to see any musicals. Because, you know, cross-country police chases, trials, you know, in, in different states. In, I'll tell you, the people of Idaho, you, you, you may be living under a dictatorship as far as I know. I said, do you have the power to do that, Judge? 
But uh, so the Greg uh, is still, well, legally, I'm not allowed to say what's going on. And then they said, well, they just started accusing me of things. So, but the legal fund is strong. I, you know, I've, I've been lucky enough, right? Your friend Ray, I've been lucky enough to have, you know, you know, some of my suitors, previous suitors, they said, well, we'll play for the, you know, they'll pay for the trial. Now, I just want everybody, you know, I want to clear a couple of things up. You know, uh, Adina's former husband, if you're listening, you know, we, we, we're we big fans of yours. So, Mr. Mister Ty Diggs, you know, don't worry. This is not a negative. Uh, you know, if if, 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 if if the lovely Adina Menzel is listening, the Gregor does love you. I know, I, I, I know they've had, you know, they say, don't let, they, I've seen publicists there. So I'd say, well, GC, you know, maybe you could help us just come and talk to the Gregor and it might help clear things up or calm him down. And then the uh, Travolta family estate or, or whatever, you know, we'll see you in court. You know, you'll have your days in court. We'll, we'll be dealing with you. And what the Gregor did, I I, I can neither be judge, Gregor's judge or jury. And in some sense, I say it was okay. So that's all I have to say about that. Oh, but my friends, I'm so distracted. You know, sometimes Ray gets stressed when he's dealing with uh, people from another universe and, 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 and crime and trials and some such thing. And I love the Gregor, just like your friend Ray loves all of you. But we're here to talk about another thing that your friend Ray loves, Father's Day. And your little friend Scooter, he's just, oh, he's little Andy. As we've been, some of us have been calling him from time to time. And he said to me, he heard me, he, he said, Ray, are you back? Are you home over there? And I said, I am, you know, I'm on a release program, you know. And he said, well, and I said, I don't want to burden you with the trials and the tribulations of me and the Gregor. And I don't want you to feel total responsibility for people, you know, pulling him out of his universe because I did agree to adopt him. So but he said, Ray, I want to do something with you. The listeners miss you. I miss you. And I got a little idea. Would you like to do something with me? And I said, does it involve manatees in the water? And he said, no, we already did that. And I said, oh, well, I miss that manatee. But I know if we went back to Florida, the manatees would be in the Gulf, probably finishing the mating or the pupping. Oh, I guess they had already given birth. So I don't know. But I said, well, oh, my friend, that's what I really said. I said, oh, my friend, what, would you want to do something with your friend Ray? Oh, boy. I said, what, 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 what would you like to do? He said, well, how about a little surprise, Ray? And I said, you are going to surprise me for, for he said, Father's Day is coming up. And you're not my father, and I do have a father, but you're a father-like figure. And to many people I know, and, uh. You know, he said, Ray, you, 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 you know, you, you, you're an exemplar or some such thing. But he said, I just want to spend, I got a little surprise for you, Ray. And I got to be honest. I said, okay, Scooter, I'll talk to you later. And then I had to go sit down and, and catch my breath because I was just touched. Oh, I said, my heart, he want, you know, I like Scooter. And, but when someone tells you they're going to do a surprise for you, my friends, it just feels so nice in your heart. And I said, my friend Scooter wants to spend Father's Day with me, and I want to spend it with him. And I got, he said, don't really talk about his kid, his daughter. But I said, what a wonderful day. Oh, 
And I had myself a little cry. You know, Ray, I said, I said, I, said, I might be a little crying a little bit right now. I said, oh, what a nice young boy. And I said, you oh, so so then I was counting the days till Father's Day, but I, you know, I was busy with the, the Idaho, uh, you know, Republic of Idaho, whatever you, and I said, I'm sure the people of Idaho are wonderful people. I, I know Scooter's uncle, uh, which uncle? Well, Uncle Paul lived there and his aunt, Mary, Mary, Mary Beth, right? And Mary Beth, I think, lived there. They don't, I don't think they listen to the podcast, but, uh. I said, okay, Scooter. So I counted down the father days till Father's Day, and last night at midnight, the day arrived. Now, I knew Scooter would be asleep, but actually he was working on the podcast because I double-checked. I said, I said, could I be the first person to wish you happy Father's Day? And he said, you could be the second after my little sweetie pie. And he, I said, oh, Scooter. And I, 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 he said, are you ready for tomorrow? I said, yes, I am, my friend. Could I bring you over some scones for breakfast? And he said, that would be lovely. So then let's just cut to the chase. The next morning comes this morning. Now, Scooter, he was working on the podcast till one in the morning. So he said, Ray, wake me up at nine. We'll have some coffee. We'll have some scones. I'll brush my teeth and we'll go on a little surprise. So the morning came and uh, we, 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 I made some uh, mixed berry scones just to Trader Joe's pack. You just add water, believe it or not, and then boom, you got scones. And they're kind of like lumps, which you cook, and then they taste good. So I said, oh, boy, we're out of the game here. And we had some coffee. And Scooter even took a shower. He ironed a T-shirt. I said, oh, boy, I and mean, I dressed all right. And he said, Ray, you look great. And we've been having this funky weather, and, and I, I, oh my goodness, my friends, I forgot to say happy first day of summer, too. It's the first day of summer as well. And it was warm here, now not hot like you people have it. I'd say maybe it topped out at the 80 degrees or so. So I wore myself a pair of nice dress shorts and a nice polo shirt. And my friend Scooter and I and, and, and a th- lovely little lady headed off. On an adventure for me, I said, where are we going? And the two of them, they just made that face. They said, you'll find out, Ray. And we drove to the city of Oakland, which uh, Golden State Warriors uh, 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 just won the uh, NBA championship with teamwork and hard work, good coaching, years of, of, of building up to this. So I wanted to congratulate them. Uh, Scooter also said something to me because he, he, he couldn't go to the parade. He had to work, but he said, I said, uh, I saw him after. And I said, he said, Ray, I wish I could have been at that parade because I got to tell you, the beautiful diversity of the people going to that parade was amazing. It really is a dubs nation. He said, he, he said he was on the bus, he was on the trains, and people were headed there. And he said it was the most loveliest thing. And he said he said it was probably better than the parade. Just seeing all, all the lovely fans of the of of, uh, of the of the Warriors and Andrea Iguodala and Steph Curry and Clay and all those guys. So that was a nice thing too. And uh, but so we headed to the city of Oakland, uh, and I said, "Where are we going?" And they said, we're going for for a two-for-one. We're going, he said, we're going to a musical and to something fun. And I said, holy goodness gracious, 
And then they said, Ray, put this over. And they made me close my eyes. But I, I said, I, I have a sense of where we're going. But I, you know, I played. I said, well, I think I've got it figured out. And, uh, and I said, well, we could be doing this. And, and in the city of Oakland, it has a crown jewel. What a lovely city. Now, we don't live, we live close to Oakland. Uh, but the city of Love, Oakland has this lovely man-made lake in the middle of it called Lake Merritt. And it is just a crown jewel of a lovely city of lovely people. And I said, I bet you we're going there because he didn't get on the freeway. He just said it straight. And then we parked the car. They had me, you know, masked up. But I said, okay, I think I know what we're doing. And then the trap, the, the, and then we parked the car. And then the surprise was sprung on your friend Ray because we got out of the car. And little Andy and his his little lovely led me. I I said, I think I know where we're going. And they said, well, you don't know where, what, what we're going. And I said, oh, boy, I'm still feeling so excited. And we walked along the grass, and you know, I said, well, is Ray going to trip? Can I trust little Andy to guide me where we're going? And then the, the grass turned to a path, and then we stopped, and I'll be honest, I heard a, a, the sounds of children and parents talking and uh, people saying, well, excuse me, sir, you know. And then my, uh, I'm, it was a shirt, but that was a sweatshirt that was over my face, but it was removed. And lo and behold, directly in front of your friend Ray here, what was what only could be described as a giant shoe. No, I'd say a, a, a woman's shoe, but I'd be guessing at it. And it would be, it, was, it wasn't a shoe you would live in. It did have a door going through the middle of the shoe where the heel... You know, where the heel would end. I don't know what that's called. I'm not a shoemaker. And the shoe had a roof, and it even had a, uh, I said, okay, what color was the shoe? I think it was a taupe. I know Scooter was talking. He said, oh, I'm, I think I'm taupe soft water taffy, salt water taffy. And this may, and I guess I, my friends, I guess it's a boot. And I'd say, oh, wait a second, old Mother Hubbard, did she, she lived in a shoe, but I think it was a boot, and she didn't know what to do. But I knew when I saw this shoe, and it had a roof. I think it was a blue tile roof. And then beyond was a sign that said Children's Fairyland, which is a place in Oakland, uh, just like a place you have in most places. It's a universal almost type thing. Where you have a little thing to say, is this a theme park? Well, kind of like a theme park. You know, it has your, like, uh, houses with the three little pigs. It has your nursery rhyme type things. Usually an active, interactive speaker system. And I remember when Scooter, when, when little Andy was just little Andy. I think they called it Enchanted Forest by him. But then they went and they said, Enchanted Forest Water Safari. They added a water park, which he said was quite good. But why couldn't it have just been the Enchanted Forest part? That's all I got to know, friends. But most people have a fairy tale based, like a theme park, more for the little kids. But all ages this day were enjoying things. And a beautiful signage. Now, they just had came into some money a couple of years ago to spruce up the park. So everything has a nice coat of paint on it. 
I noticed there was a purple genie floating above the sign. Not the genie from Aladdin, but a, a, quite a nice-looking genie, I must say, pur for purple. I said, that's creative. Don't just make it a blue genie. You know, the late Robin Williams, may he rest in peace, he was the blue genie, and that was enough. You know, this genie was purple. It had on a turban and long gray gray ponytail. So I said, well, that's an original genie. Thank you, thank you for, for genie designer. Uh, but my surprise was not for, for finished because we did not go in the main line to go in the park. We went to the side of the thing that says performances. And I said, oh, my goodness. What 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 are we doing? And they said we're going to a musical, and then to the to the to the fairyland. And I said you're telling me we're going to a musical inside of fairyland. And I said like one of the musicals they put on the little stages, correct? And they said oh no no Ray, this is at the amphitheater. It's a it'll be another little surprise in a few. And then they gave me a sticker, and it said the day the crayons quit. The day the crayons quit, and I said, oh, what a title, what a title, I love it already. And I said, I think I've seen the cover of that book, but I don't even know what's inside, so I don't even know what to expect, my friends. And then we headed off, and we had to quickly go through the park. We split up, you know, restrooms. I said, Scooter, for Father's Day, I know you drink way too much coffee. Let me get you some more coffee. How does that sound? He said, excellent, Ray. So I got him a coffee. I didn't tell him this, but I said, hey, but make it hefty calf. This guy's heart's going to explode. He's a, he's a, like a madman. Uh, and they said, uh, no, 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 sir. We don't do that type of thing here. No adulteration of coffee. And I said, then make it all decaf. And then I said, no, no, Ray, it's Father's Day. So little Andy's the father here. Give him his coffee. If his heart explodes, it explodes on Father's Day. You know, it can't be all miracles. But with the, with, with the grace of goodness, he'll just drink this coffee. And, and I said, what is this play? Let's get good. Crayons are quitting. And then the three of us sat down. We had lovely seats in this theater quickly filled up. And it was a nice size, size theater, beautiful decorations, buzzing with the uh, anticipation or lack of ability to anticipate and be patient. A family celebrating Father's Day with musical theater. What could be? And I know some fathers are like, well, I'm too top to it. And I said, well, good, just just go away then. We're here to celebrate. And I went to this young lady. She was sitting next to me. I didn't know. I said, well, excuse me, young lady. Do you know what's bothering the crayons? And she said, oh, no, no, I do not. And I said, well, I would like to know what their beef is. Why would crayons quit? And I said, now, don't be frightened, but this young man over here, little Andy, he, uh, he's a crayon cracker. And, and the mother said, a crayon cracker? And I said, oh, actually, he, he has the, uh, because he's a lefty, and I don't think he knows his own strength, he's always breaking the crayons. You know, I have the pleasure to go out to eat with him sometimes with his, his lovely little, 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 little thing there his little daughter, and he'll always sit down to do a little, she'll say, Daddy, would you color, let's color together. And I'd say, well, don't you want Ray to cut? And he says, don't be desperate. The kids, they don't go for desperation, Ray. Act like you don't want to color. You'll be invited to color. 
And I said, why does that work? Now, why don't, why can I use that in my regular life, but not with little kids? I said, thank you, Scooter, for the reminder. I'll probably, probably try that on the waitress in a little bit. But anyway, I, and then he breaks the crayons. By accident, he said, I don't know what he does. It's not at the tip. He breaks them right in the middle when he's using them. I said, whoa, Scooter. I said, do you have some sort of crayon-related superpower? The crayon cracker. And he said, Ray, that's a little too much like graham cracker. You'll mix people. Cran cracker. And then the next thing I know, this woman dressed all in red. And I said, oh, okay, this is a musical performer, clearly, because she's making eye contact. Uh, she's doing the thing, I don't know what you call it, where she's act acting. I said, she said, hello, everybody, you know, a little intro to the show. Now, um, let me get let me get credit where credit is due. And I know, say, Scooter's going to say this. Now, the, the name of the play, the play was presented by the Bay Area Children's Theater, Children's Fairyland. And it was called The Day the Crayons Quit, the musical. And I guess it was based on a book by uh, uh, Drew Daywalt and Oliver Jeffers. The book, music, and lyrics. What a talent, what a talent. Austin Zombro. And this particular play was directed by Nina Meaning. Me this this particular play was directed by Nina Mian. And oh boy, was it, what is it, it, oh, 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 oh. I don't know how many that O's is, but give them all to the play. Uh, so so after the, the, the young woman, she did a wonderful introduction. She said, all us all us a Twitter. Then this young man, he was an adult, but he was an actor playing a young man. He was Duncan. Duncan, I think Duncan. How do you say that, Duncan? And he was a you know a little boy, and he did a little you know the what do they call that, Scooter? Scooter, what do they call it when you, the beginning? When you, you know you're always singing it from your in town. You'll get your in town. Ba da da boom. But anyway, the beginning part of the musical, he knows he's just ignoring me. I think, but uh. They do that. He did that part where he was talking about, you know, ordinary world, they call it, about being a boy. And then he said, well, I need my crayons. Then his crayons come in. And they were, uh, there was about five lovely young young adult actors. I'd say adult actors. Now, when I say young adult, I say, oh, 14 to 18. These were adults. Uh, millennials, possibly, I don't know. But there was a young woman playing a blue crayon. There was a young woman playing a green crayon. A young woman playing a red crayon. A young woman playing a black crayon. And a young man playing the pink crayon. And if that weren't enough, and then they started singing. And they started dancing. And I'm not going to give away the plot at all. But your friend Ray's got to tell you. Now, now it was, I said, well, this is pretty, pretty darn good. And I had a little, you know, and I said, well, geez, I, I'm relating to this. I'm enjoying it. But then I said, well, what, what, what about the rest of the colors of the crayons? And then the actors, they would go off stage and come back as another crayon. Oh, oh, oh. Because I said, well, this young man playing the pink crayon, for example, I said, he's pretty good. But then he came back, and he came back again as a beige crayon, and then he came as a peach crayon. Now the peach crayon part was my favorite, and I'm like, holy moly, the song, the comedy in the end. But but he was also very good. The pink crayon he did, a, and the beige crayon was funny. And I said, this young man is a good actor. 
And then not to try to top him, but the blue crayon, she was a little bit of a comic foil type and, and full of herself in a, because she was the most popular. She was Duncan's favorite crayon. I don't think I'm giving anything away there. But then she comes back as a, as a yellow crayon, a totally different. I said, whoa, whoa, she was so good as a comic foil. I said, well, she's not that great. And then I said, whoa, boy. Uh, she, she, uh, she, she was very good. She is a yellow crayon too. A totally different character. I said, well, boy, you, you've won me over. And then the green crayon, she stayed green crayon the whole time. She was kind of the, uh, the, the, the voice of reason in the whole play. And that was a tough role for her. And it was also a tough role on the, the crayon character. And she played that beautifully. And then we had Duncan. He played. He just played Duncan the whole thing. But he had his whole little journey with, with dealing with the crayons and saying, "I'm in charge." And then, and then we had the red crayon, who was the young woman that came out to introduce the play. And later on, she played a purple crayon that was just lovely. And then we had the young woman, but she played the black crayon, and she was kind of like uh, tired of being the lines. But then, and I said, "Whoa, she is good." And then she came back later. She played an orange crayon. I said. Now, one wonderful detail I did notice on her outfit, she had a black watch when she was a black crayon, an orange watch when she was an orange crayon. I said, who thought of that? Good gracious, good job. So, and, and the play, it was about an hour long, and it was a nonstop enjoyment. Uh, just the right mix of silly and, and, and sweet and beautiful music. And then after the show, towards the end of the show, the black crayon, she sang a big number, and they gave us all little stars to hold up, and we were waving our stars, and it was it was so very nice. And then the and, but then we walked out of the plane, all the young people, the, the millennials, I would say, and they might say, "Well, I'm only you know, I don't know. They could be thirty years old. I don't know." But they did, and I said, "Oh, what a lovely job you did as the green crayon. I'm so proud of you. I'm Ray." And then I said to the young man, the pink, I didn't see a Duncan now that I think about it, but that was, I, I said, geez, I wonder where Duncan is. Now I'm wondering. I didn't, I feel bad I didn't wonder where he was at the time because then Mr. Pink Crayon was there, Mr. Pe Peach Crayon, the show stealer. I said, oh, my friend, you are a show stealer. I said, you're like a, you, you, I, and say, oh, you remind me of the actor. I would tell you the the young man who was in Cabaret. I think that's what made him famous. And it, well, I'd say he reminded me of a young Alan Cummings. There's something about your spark. And your, uh, your I, I'd say, is Alan Cummings a rye? What do you say? He's rye, W-R-Y. Because I think you are a rye in a good way. Not R-Y-E. Or maybe it is, I don't know, but you're great. And then I, I said to the young woman who played the black and the orange crayon, I said, bravo, 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 my dear. And I said, I kind of, I said, what? Well, she said, I was talking to her because I said, I thought I recognized her. And I said, you don't happen to listen to this guy's podcast, do you? And she said, and I said, okay, what's that? And, and we came, I said, oh, okay, great, well, bravo. And they had another show. I said, break legs, guys, great job. And then we had to go for a little restroom stop. We went over actually a bridge that went over a little railroad track. And then we went down into an old west little village that had, the, I think it was the Paul Bunyan restrooms. And I said, well, where's the ladies' restrooms, sir? 
And I said, well, what is this? Only? I said, what is Babe the Blue Ox? And, and, and they said, relax. He said, relax, Ray, the pod guy. My little buddy, Andy, he said, relax, Ray. And so we used the restrooms, and then we played around in the Old West, had a little play set. And then we went and got in line. You know, all these parks, they have a little train. Now, I'll tell you one thing about Fairyland. There's a rumor about it. Is that Mr. Walter uh, Disney went and rode this train and saw this park and said, well, I'm going to copy this ten times better and then make it a hundred times better. No offense to Fairyland. And uh, make a little place called Disneyland. But I don't know if that's true. And I don't know if it's true. It's it's like, it's like apples and oranges. This is a little thing that takes you in nostalgia brain. And you say, oh, I remember seeing this little, mi- mu- little Miss Muffet plaster. Little Miss Muffet on a tuffet eating her curds and whey. And then a spider with a rope hanging above her. But it was nice to see it up, kept up nice. I said, wow, this is both like the uh, old stuff, but with nice paint. I said, it looks so nice. Okay, so after the, so the train went on its little circle, two circles, actually, get two nice little circles. And we were in the little tiny train car, the three of us, and we took a little angling so our knees wouldn't be touching. And I know how little Andy is with his space and other people. He says, oh, no, no, I like it, but my space, I like to keep it my, but I'll snuggle up with that. Uh, but, but we, so we got off the train and then we went on, they had this little Alice in Wonderland land. Well, I don't know if it's, you, you go in a thing and you can either go down a slide and you're in a little tunnel type thing and then there's uh, drawings on the walls. And then you look out of a little window, well, like bars. I said, what is this? Is this bars? Were, were we in a little thing? But I think it's just so people don't quite, you saw a little Alice pretending she was falling. And then you go to the next ones on the right, you see the tea party. And then, then Sco- Scooter jumped out and said, Ray. And I said, well, goodness, what are you doing? You're going to scan it. And I said, and then you go through and there's the queen and they're playing croquet. And then there's a little maze with the soldiers, the uh, card soldiers, which was nice. It was a, a pretty easy maze, but it was cool. And then you go from there, you go over a little. Now, the nice thing is they have free flowing water, little tiny streams. You know, I said, well, that is lovely water features. Uh, always cool, especially uh, razor big on the trickling and the gurgling of streams. So they had little swishing and gurgling streams. And this particular one we crossed on a little boat. It said it was the Noah's Ark, but it was a little. And I said, are there any animals in here? But there were not. But at the park in general, you will find some little animals. I don't think they have a petting zoo. But I said, well, geez, I'm a, and, and it's not a zoo. I know it's little Andy Scooter, he hates zoos. Has he told you people that? I said, why don't we take the little one to the zoo? He says, I don't go to zoos, Ray. And I said, oh, well, tell me more. Why Why don't you go to zoos, Scooter? And he said, he, he said, I don't, I don't like zoos. And I said, who doesn't like a zoo? You just haven't gone to the zoo with the right person. And he uh, he says, no, 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 I don't like them. I feel uncomfortable at them. 
And then I, I said, well, you don't feel comfortable anyway. You've told me that. And he said, no, 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 a different uncomfortable. And I said, oh, like a political uncomfortableness. He said, no. And I said, like a sympathetic, empathetic, compassionate response to the poor little animals. And he said, well, a little bit more. He said he thinks he was an animal at a zoo at one point. And I said, well, I said, well, you, I said, oh, you remind me of an animal at a zoo a lot of times, my friend. And he said, Ray, I said, my favorite animal at the zoo, you know, the one you remind me of, which I will remain nameless. And then he constantly bothered me. What, which animal do I remind you of, Ray? And I said, well, you don't let, you're free. Don't think about your past life trapped at the zoo. I hope I was not your zookeeper then, because it, if I was, you would love zoos, because I would have been so good to you. And he said, Ray, you're a strange man. And I said, well, I would be a wonderful zookeeper if you were my porcupine. Just kidding, you're not, you don't remind me of a porcupine scooter. But after that, so we cross Noah's Ark, and then they have this dragon slide. That was very uh, done in a style of pagodas with with the Chinese uh, street festival dragon style. Very cool, beautiful, beautiful green and reds and gold colors. And it's a slide. No adults, a little bit disappointing, but the little one, she 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 had great time. And if she heard me calling her the little one, she'd say, well, I'm not, you know, I'm in the third grade now. But I still said, well, you're little to me, you know, but but I'm little to, you know. Anyway, now I, I get into these things about people's ages. I said, Ray, just age is but a number. That's how Ray feels. And then after that, we went to a little chapel, which I said, well, this is uh, interesting. And it had a little organ. Now, that was disappointing because that the organ did not work. And they had some of the organ in it across from the organ. And I said, well, geez, it's too bad. I know uh, little Andy loves those musical machines. I think they're called Wallitzes or some such thing where you put a quarter in and it plays like a marching band music. Maybe they're called calliopes. I don't know. But but he, he loves those. But it was not one of those. But it had stained glass and some passages from Psalms and Job or some such thing. And I said, well, geez, this is a nice that no one's making a fuss. I said, well, and I said, what's well, it? And it was a nice little chapel. I said, I wonder if anyone's got married here. And I said, young lady. And she said, she said, no, Ray. Uh, Papa Ray, that's what she calls me. So we looked at the chapel. And then the next thing after the chapel was a crooked old man. And I'm, you know, I'm a, I'm a fit, fit man. I'm not crooked one bit, you know. But I said, I put my arm around the crooked old man. He had quite a look on his face. And then the, his crooked old house, I said, well, geez, I don't really know. I said, I think this is one of those sad fairy tales. And I said, a crooked old man and a crooked old lane and a crooked. I said something like that. I don't want to think about it. I feel bad for you, my friend. I had my arm around him. And a lot of the kids thought that was funny because I was telling them, I said, well, you're not so crooked to me. You're just, uh, you know, eh, you know, intensely angled or some such thing. And I said, Are you, do you have a crooked heart? Uh, do, do you have a crooked soul? 
And then Scooter said, Ray, Ray, easy on, you know, don't, there's a little kids here, don't, no, no philosophy. And then we skipped over, there was a little play land because they said, let's go to the Peter Pan play land, which was a fake ship and it had a crow's nest. It looked quite dangerous. Again, kids only, but it had like a, you could stand, you could pretend you're swabbing the deck and it had a sand pit. You could jump off the boat. And then we went from there. We started following the yellow brick road, follow the yellow brick road, follow, 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 follow. Come along with your friend Ray down the yellow brick road. And we were skipping and skip, you skipping the three of us and singing and people were laughing at us. And I said, come along, follow the, uh, and then we came along and the yellow brick road ended in uh, the Emerald City, Oz, uh, obviously. And it had, uh, it, it was a stage. They must do a Wizard of Oz. Oh, wait, let me check my flyer here. Uh, they have a puppet. We missed the Hansel and Gretel puppet show. Now I bet you that was wonderful. That was at the Open Story Puppet Book Theater. And then they have uh, Baba Yaga. Oh boy, I can't believe we missed that too. Uh, Children's Theater presents Baba Yaga in the Force of Russia. A witch named Baba Yaga lives in a hut that walked on chicken legs. Uh, Join Vesalia and Ivan on as a journey to the forest where they meet Baba Yaga and escape her cells with the help of the escape her spells with the help of the friends they find along the way. That was at Aesop's Playhouse. Oh, here's a storyteller who was going to present some tales. He was at the uh, Emerald City stage. We missed that as well. Because we were at the play, we missed a lot of things. They also have an animal of the day. Come up close and learn about one of our animal friends. Uh, which one of fairy lands, furry, feathered, or woolly creatures will it be today? That was at the Humpty Dumpty wall. I know Scooter would not have wanted to have done that. And they also have an arts and crafts center. Well, let's read about the puppet show. Uh, can the uh, Hansel and Gretel, can these two famous children defeat the wicked gingerbread witch? Oh, may they be turned into cookies themselves. With a song in your heart, good will always triumph over evil. Oh, good will always triumphs. Is that a strange sentence? Is that just Ray? Goodwill always triumphs over evil. Uh, so those were the shows we missed. But we still played on that stage for a little while. That was fun. And then we saw the Three Little Pigs house and Scooter put on a little show there. He was huffing, he was puffing, but he was saying fee-fi-fo-fum instead of I'll huff and I'll puff. And, you know, sometimes with him, I don't know when it's like his brain or he's doing it. I'm saying, is he doing that to be funny or is he really confused? And should I just keep my big mouth shut and, and just let him go? And then I almost I said, let's go to, uh, is it, uh, and then I noticed all the children, they, uh, all the children always laughing with him or at him or both. And I said, I don't know how he does it with those children. It's just like they they like him. I think it's because he's, and he said, Ray, I wish it was like that with adult. Well, you know, he said, I wish I had your power. And I said, well, I wish I had yours. And he said, well, my power only gets the laughter of children. Yours get, and I said, well, you know, one for the other, my friend. We're just like a couple of Aesop's. And then after we were at the uh, Three Little Pigs house, we, oh, we, he took some pictures. I said, well, take some pictures of these books. 
there was some funny books. I'll have to have him, Scooter, put them in the uh, show notes because there was a funny book in the brick house. Like, uh, I can't remember, Architecture for Swine or some such. I said, that is funny. Oh, books over a fireplace. And I, I said, is the wolf, I forgot to look on the roof to see if the wolf was up there. I don't remember. I guess Scooter was playing the wolf. But, uh, and then we saw there was a little dragon that you could sit on and take a break. Uh, but we weren't about to take a break. Then we got to, and I saw a little stream going through the middle of the park. I stayed by the stream. And I noticed Scooter, he's big and looking at water. It makes his eyes go glassy. And I said, pay attention to your daughter. And then there's, now I've noticed the other thing when I used to, you know, when I knew, I knew Scooter when he was younger. I don't think he talks about that, but we were from the same, uh, but we crossed each other. Early. Now there was a rundown zoo in Syracuse, New York that they rebuilt. But when in this, maybe this is the incident. Maybe there was an incident at the zoo. Maybe Scooter was not an animal, zoo animal. But I remember that zoo, it had a, a lot of zoos, they have a, a fake whale. And either, usually it's like he, inside is an aquarium or a terrarium, or they some, could sell you some ice cream or some such thing. And as I said, here at Children's Fairyland, they've redone, so they had a nice, beautiful blue whale. Inside it, though, was a fake aquarium. I said, well, that's a little bit of a disappointment. Because you go down the stairs into the whale's mouth, a bit like Jonah, uh, but, you know, without the digestive juices and some such things and the, you know, metaphorical journey. He said, is that a stage of the belly of the whale or the cave of the, the cave of the mother? Some, I went, oh boy, Ray, where is your mind? It's in the gutter. Anyway, excuse me. But after that, after the cave, we, we went to a hump. Oh boy, Ray. It was a hump to slide down. It was an artificial grass hill, like raised up in the middle, and you take a little piece of cardboard and you slide down the hill. So we did that for a while. And that was nice to just sit up there and listen to the sounds of joy drifting on the wind. Children, and you know, there's one thing I'll say for uh, Walter Disney uh, compared to this fairyland, because the fairyland, I think it costs less money. Not a lot of tears at Fairyland. And not a lot of grouchy pusses. Now, it was only one in the afternoon. So maybe the grouchy pusses come out after, you know, three or four, say, hey, I told you not to, you know. And I say, why are you pulling your kid? You know, that didn't happen there. Where I, where I, where, and Scooter's usually the one to get involved in those things. I say, Scooter, this guy might be a maniac. He's always sticking his, his nose in, you know, trouble. And then, we, so, but then we slid on the hill. And then we went through, there was a mill and some goats and some guinea pigs, some animals to look at. It, it was like different. I said, I don't know any of these fairy tales, like a, a, a porcupine doing laundry and maybe some turtles having a debate. I said, is this the wind in the willows? I, I'm not familiar with the wind in the willows. It always mixes me up. But, you know, we went through and they had a little place for ducks and they had a nice uh, few other things. And then we used the rest. Now, you know, you've got to use the restroom. As, as a man, Ray will tell you, we got to use a restroom. And so we, we we split up at Humpty Dumpty's wall. Now, I don't think this place had one of those family restrooms, but I went, you know, 
we split up, and then I ran into the young woman. I guess the other show had, had let out, and uh, I ran into the young woman that played the uh, orange and the black crayon. And I think she she said she was looking in, into the uh, and and I noticed she was watching something. And I said, "What is that? The goats in there?" And she said, "There's this little baby goat. I like to come over and 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 watch." And I said, "Well, Gcia, I got to tell you, I was taken with your performance. I really enjoyed watching you perform." And she said, "Well, you should watch this goat perform." And so we watched the goat, and uh, we, inter- you know, I said, "My name's Ray," and she said, "Ray, you're here to celebrate Father's Day." And I said, "I'm here to celebrate a father, but it's not myself. Uh, I'm here to." I was surprised by my friend Scooter, and then Scooter texted me because he must have seen me talk, and he said, "We're going to go on the." Uh, there was like a mini Ferris wheel, not a Ferris wheel, but anyway, he he was off. And I said, my friend Scooter and his daughter, that's who I was. She said, I noticed you during the show. You were a very good clapper. And I said, well, "Well, you're not supposed to be complimenting the audience, my dear, because you were just, uh, I got to tell you, that last song, I really felt something when, uh, you know, you were singing about how hard it is, you know, to be a black crayon and always be the outline and say, you know, I want to feel bright too. Like I want to be on a beach ball. And and I said, I, I, oh, I loved your song. And then I said, I know I'm, I might be gushing, excuse me, but, uh, and then she said, wait, wait, wait. And then the, we watched it because the uh, baby goat, it was, a, it was bathing itself. It was just so, so cute. And then I said, yeah, yeah. And we, we, we just sat there and enjoyed it. And I, and, and then, uh, and then I went out and I told her, I said, oh, well, you know, I, I really liked, you know, that I got to see you in two roles, you know, as the the black crayon and then the orange crayon. And the orange crayon and the yellow crayon were having a little bit of a disagreement. And she said, well, you just looked like you had the greatest time at the show. And I said, well, I, I, I said, I love musical theater. And she said, do you perform? I said, no, 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 I'm a fan, my dear. My fa- I'm the one. And she said, well, then you're the most important person. And I said, no, 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 stop it. Stop it with that. And I said, well, geez, I could tell you really love performing. And that's an important part of it. I could see the smile and your beautiful face. And excuse me, you know, and I said, and I said, you couldn't contain it. You can't contain your, 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 your love of being out there. And that's an important thing, my dear. And I said, you got to tell me, like, are you working like a full-time job and then you're performing all these things? And she said, I am. And I said, and then I started clapping and then she got, she said, you stop it. And I said, well, I'm here with this maniac and his daughter. You know, his daughter's wonderful and he's a wonderful man too. But I said, you know, I was going to have a, I was going to buy him a soda. Where could I buy you something to drink to celebrate your good show? And she said, well, I got it. This was only our second performance. So I got it. And I said, well, wait a second. This was your second show. And she said, well, technically the one you were at was our second show, but that was our third show we just did. And we're going to run through how, how things went. And she said, but maybe, uh, you know, after you split up with your friends, you could buy me, so, you know, something to drink later on. And I said, well, how about I buy you something to eat and drink, my dear? Because I need to keep you healthy for playing multiple crayons. And also, I, I said, geez, I can't believe, you got to tell me. 
I would love to hear the other roles you played. And I looked at, you know, I don't want to share any personal information, but I said, well, you've played some, so, some wonderful, wonderful things. And so it says, okay, well, we'll talk about it. And then I went back to Scooter and they'd finished up on the little, uh, the fake Ferris wheel thing. And then it was like, okay, it's in. And then we went and we got ourselves some deep dish pizza. Now I know this is Chicago listeners. Now this was not, uh, I don't know if it's Chicago style, but it was a good deep dish pizza. It was nice. It had just sausage and pepperoni, and we had a salad first. And I said, Scooter, let me buy you lunch. And we we, we, we went back and forth about that. And we also talked about, uh, you know, tipping. And we just had a silly lunch, and we were joking around. And we got to watch a little women's sock on the TV and say, geez, look at that. It's inspiring. And then we went and we got some uh, some ice cream. That was nice. And then that was the, well, for, for, for my day with Scooter and his daughter, that was the end of the day with them. And maybe, you know, maybe I had a crane or two over to hang out. Maybe I, maybe I hope maybe a little party, cast party. And I said, well, I just, I'd like to, you know, I'd like to see, anyway, not important, my, my, my friends. Not important at all. What's important is that all you know. You know, first of all, you fathers, happy Father's Day once again, or post-Father's Day. A happy summer. I hope all of you are going to participate in the sleep of summer with Scooter, because I think it's a wonderful thing he's trying to do. He's secretly trying to figure out, I think, how he can help people help each other and help yourself at the same time. But I think he said, well, geez, I've tried to help people, and I'm not so good at it. What if I could get better? At helping people say, hey, why don't you do this? It's a great idea. So I hope you just, you're either inspired or inspired, or you just say, hey, I'll try to read a book. I'll try to knit an Afghan or some such thing. That is great. So I want to salute you for that. And I just want to say it is, I missed you guys so much. Oh, 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 your friend Ray has missed you. And I'll be back. I have a little, you know, a little downtime uh, this summer. In the, some of the Gregor's trials, you know, I just have to go deal with this Idaho nonsense, but I've talked to people. And actually, the, 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 the oh, the, the, one second, okay, the crayon is texting, okay. Oh, boy, holy mackerel, okay. Uh, Scooter, can you go see if they, do they she, just, 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 can you go outside and tell, I'll be right over there, okay? Thank you. Uh, you know, I've got a, a crayon situation on my hands, okay? Uh, but uh, where, where are we going? Oh, boy, right, some of the blood just left my brain, my friend, so I'm trying to think. And uh, But uh, your friend Ray is so proud of all of you. I may have some non-scooter adventures this summer, and I'll say, well, I'll pop in and I'll tell you about them. Because he said, you guys miss me, and I just, oh, whoa, whoa. Oh, so nice to be missed, and I missed all of you. And I just want you all to gather close. I'm going to hug all of you, all of you across the world. Now, I, I, I don't want to, you know, I want to give an extra hug to the people of Australia because Scooter says that, you know, the you're very vocal fans, you Australians. So a little extra hug from Ray. I'll, I'll put you in the crook of my elbow. You know, on the inside part, that's a nice part to be hugged on. But all oh, the rest of you will be getting a nice big hug from me, too. Okay, Cran, she's here. Okay, why? Well, 
I'm going to give you a nice big hug. And that is from your friend Ray. Sooner than soon. But keep me in your ears. Keep me in your heart. You know, uh, Ray is here. Sleep so well, my friends. Go to sleep. Go to sleep. Ray is missing you. But let your heart go peep, peep, peep. And good night. Good night, good night, good night. From your friend Ray. Okay? Good night. All right, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, uh, set your sleep timers to 60 minutes or less. Pack your playlist. Make sure you're subscribed to the show because it's time for the podcast that the sheep listen to when they're tired of counting themselves. It's time for Sleep With Me, the podcast that puts you to sleep. And as I said about a week ago, tomorrow, Wednesday, uh, our own mystery bar, Jonathan Mann, has his own podcast launching on another podcast, the Truth Podcast. But our own Jonathan Mann. Well, Jonathan, why don't you sing a song and set it up for us? A duck, Penny, and Jojo. They're in a band that's a going and no, no, nowhere. Till they find a drum machine transports them into their songs. And now they've gotta make their way Through the words and the music and the melody They're the song and knots They're the song, song, song and knots Out in the song of verse that they're lost They're the song and knots so get over your podcatcher, go over to iTunes, subscribe to The Truth. So thetruthpodcast.com is the website if you just want to go to the website. But make sure you're subscribed and make sure your ears are ready for Song of Knots. It's like Quantum Leap meets the Beatles in the Yellow Submarine. But to me, it reminds me of Saturday morning cartoons, a magical drum machine, Song of Knots. Just get, I mean, I can't, I can't wait. Uh, I mean, this is right up my, I mean, I'll be listening during the day, of course. Well, no, I think I'll, maybe I'll listen. You know what? I'm not even kidding. I'm going to start listening when I eat cereal. I'm going to go back to sugar cereal and I'm going to listen to song nuts. And then I'm going to cry for no, you know, and then I'm going to have a, what do you call that? Well, then I'll watch too much TV. So song nuts, the pilot is the truth podcast this week. Make sure you're subscribed. Support the Mystery Bard. Support Jonathan Mann. Support Song of Knots. And let's get ready for a journey. How about that? Uh, so get out there and subscribe. And speaking of subscribing, if you want to support the show, the easiest way to do it is if you shop on Amazon's user Amazon link. Just go to sleepwithmepodcast.com slash Amazon in the U.S. If you're in Canada, you can go to sleepwithmepodcast.com slash Amazon CA. Or if you're in the UK, Amazon UK, we get a small percentage of any purchases you make there. And you would not believe how much that helps us. But a little bit helps a lot. Uh, I'm not kidding. So use our Amazon link, sleepwithmepodcast.com slash Amazon. And let's get on to the show. Uh, hey, all night tossing, turning, mind racing, trouble getting to sleep, trouble staying asleep. Well, welcome. This is Sleep With Me. The podcast that's here to put you to sleep. We do it a bedtime story. 
All you need to do is get in bed, turn out the lights and press play. I'll do the rest. And what I'm going to do is try to create a safe place where you can set aside whatever has been keeping you up at night, whether it's uh, thinking, you know, something you're feeling or sensations, noises, travel, you know, breaking your skin, whatever it is, I'm going to try to take your mind off of it, all right? And how am I going to do it? I'm going to send my voice across the deep, dark night, along with my intention to kind of put you to sleep with no pressure. No pressure, man. And really, that's a big part of the package. If you're new here or you need a reminder, this is like an obligation-free podcast. You think like you see obligations a little bit, but when someone says you're obliged, that sounds way more serious, you know. Just by shortening the word, I feel like I should have on white gloves with frillies. You see, did you just change it from an... I time-traveled into the 1820s just by changing from obligation to obliged. You know, I feel like I should be, you know, adjusting my lapels or something. But, uh, you know, there's neither one. You're neither obliged nor obligated when you get to this package. You You don't need to listen. You don't need to fall asleep. You don't need to remember anything. No pressure, man. And I don't know why I invoke that voice uh, from, from, I think that's like the stereotypical 60s guy. But I guess because he was in that uh, Cars movie, which, you know, was great. But uh, just just to say that there is no pressure, that's uh, kind of one of the ways a podcast works is I'll, I'll do some talking here. I'll try to put together a metaphor in the next five minutes. Explaining something to relate to the podcast, but it'll be you know like a incomplete. You'll say, "Well, he tried. He did try to make a metaphor." Yeah, but it, and I guess maybe I'm under. I'm trying. I guess so. I feel like I'm under an obligation to make my metaphors make sense. It just lacks the you know, you know. I just don't like the. Uh, it's not for lack of will. Let's just say that. But that's where it works. You say, well, he's trying to put that metaphor together, but he can't quite squeeze it in there. And you'll say, well, but he's nice enough, you little fella. And you say, well, and they say, well, she said, he says, it's not bad. And then you'll drift off. But that's okay. This is a situation where it's perfectly okay. I don't mind one bit. In fact, I strongly encourage it if you can. Uh, but at the same time, he's just talking about this. That this isn't a this podcast isn't a sleep solution. It's like a sleep offering. Like I'm offering this to you, and maybe it'll put you to sleep. Uh, but maybe it won't. Maybe it'll just be your companion in the deep dark night, so you don't have to fall asleep. And because it's not a solution, you know, you're, you're, you're the same. No, you're not obliged or obligated. You know, take the uh, the doily laced gloves off. And if you can't fall asleep, don't worry, I'll be here the whole time. Uh, giving you a little story, I'll do some meanders, I'll use lulling, soothing tones, pregnant pauses. I don't have slow motion talking like in that Disney movie. That was funny with the sloth. And I think I looked up whose voice that was. It was an awesome job, whoever did that voice. And could we ever get sick of Mr. Bateman? I don't know if I could. I, I don't think I can. Uh, but but so, what was my point? I got I got distracted by his his, his uh, the sloth and the fox once again. Yeah.
Um, but, but you know, you're, I'll be here doing stuff like that, p- picturing stuff in my mind, trying to translate it into, uh, you know, words, you know, slowing down. Sometimes I'll speed up. I, I try to, you know, normally in day-to-day life, I tend to be a spaz. If you're new here, if you listen to three episodes, you could probably pick up on the subtext. You'd be like, well, Scooter can keep it calm on the show. But he's definitely, he's he's probably had a few spaz attacks before. And I'd say thank you so much for bringing that up in public. Uh, so, you know, whoever just brought that up in my, that I've tried to repress since spaz attacks. Yes, I, I have had spaz attacks. I've had a few. I did it the spaz way. But, but I try not to have them on the show. And if I do, it, I'd edit it out if I did or I'd say, well, I, I do, to, to, then I'd talk about it. I'd say, well, she's to, where is it? I mean, what's, what's with it? spaz is a pretty good word, but it, actually it's too loaded. And it's another thing. I, I do have, I'm not in touch with my actual emotions, my, my real feelings. Uh, or, you know, I have trouble with intimacy with humans, but with words, I, I, I'm like, you know, I'm like the Dr. Phil of uh, word, word human relationships and also J- Dr. Joyce and Dr. Uh, the, you know, uh, Ruth. And, you know, you know, please don't judge me. But, yeah, say, well, I just have, I mean, I can detect right away. I said, well, I should pull back on spaz because that's a little, I can feel it inside me, a stirring. It says that word, it's just been through too many things. It's been used. In unkind ways, I'm trying to take it back for us and say, you know what, normalize it. I I, st- I am a spaz, you know. I've gone through the, you know, the John Hughes insults. You know, there's a geek, which has been, you know, that's that's been rescued. Thank you, nerd. I mean, those are that's pretty much the jacks of the twenty, you know, twenty. What are we in the twenty first century or twenty second? But whatever. Uh. So you get, what are the dorks? It might be a dork because they think like, so geeks and nerds, they have useful skills. I'm not sure. I guess I'm not sure of the meaning of dork. I think it, but then, I, then there's spaz and that's where I, you know, say, well, I got a little dork. I don't have the skill, the useful or the uh, intelligence of the, you know, I'm just on the spaz end. He's like, oh, and the tough thing is, it's cruel being a spaz, you know, uh, you know, because you, you're all, if it wasn't for the spazzing part, you could at least delude, at least the spaz, I was able to say, well, if it wasn't for me being a spaz, I'd be a normal kid. I mean, everyone would have a good laugh at that, but I think there's one other one. Geek, dork, spaz. But let's rescue those words. I don't know if, I, I guess I can't, if I can't define dork, I can't really rescue it. I mean, I think the dork is probably in the spectrum, you know, probably is in the middle. And I'm sorry, dorks, you know, you're kind of on the spaz on my, you're on, you're on my side of the thing. So I'm trying to pull it, pull it back for you. I just can't define it. I think actually, unfortunately, you might be like a geeky nerd, but without the stuff where I'm almost like that, but then I just do, you know, but I have the spastic tendencies where you're probably more reserved. So I guess I am a dork because I would go, you know, I would always vacillate between the two, you know, because then Nana would say, why are you spazzing? I can't do Nana's voice right now, but 
You know, you spaz out, you get to it, so then I dork it down, you know. I don't think either one is, I guess you could be an extrovert and be any of those things. I don't know. Say, oh, wait, I'm doing a podcast here. Holy moly. Sorry. Sorry about that. New people. Sorry. Got a little caught up there. But in a good way, I say, you know, it wasn't like morose. Like, I mean, there's a, there's a lot to say about our society, but you say, geez, well, you know, maybe you could reclaim some of these. But I guess this, you know, I think we're pretty close because I feel good about it. And this is where I'm not kidding around. And you can have a chuckle at this. Like I said, when I'm on my own, I'm practicing pl- plenty of auto shot and Freida. You know, way more than the two minutes I'm practicing the other other auto auto stuff. Um, yeah, sorry, mom. But but I, I I've been wondering about it because I'm like Jesus. Maybe I should like maybe I, when I'm on maybe I should be more spastic. I should embrace my spastic side instead of like. Uh, trying to contain it down and i mean there's a part of me right now even though i know this is a podcast it's a pretty safe place to say what are you saying you're going to be more spastic and then you know rolling aside and then and, and i guess this is where the metaphor comes in at bedtime i don't know if it's possible to even have this kind of i mean this feels like a, a somewhat i don't even say this is a rigorous debate but this is a gentle unpacking of these uh, childhood words. Uh, to say, hey, let, let's 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 like create some softness around these things. Uh, but at bedtime, it's mostly them just shouting the pejorative versions of those things, or the hurtful versions, or you know, saying, "Well, geez, if you weren't such a spaz, Scoots, you know, you wouldn't remember." I don't know if anybody listened to that episode. How many people listened? To, there was an episode where I had a spaz attack as an adult. With someone I had a crush on at Trader Joe's when I was trying to ask her how to say Worcestershire sauce. And that was a spaz attack. And then I ran away. And uh, and that was the end of that crush, you know. Uh, well, unfortunately, it didn't kill the crush, you know. It just, uh, it just killed my delusions of the crush. Okay, that, and this just killed the mood. But, but at bedtime, that all stuff could feel like a really big deal. But here, I think uh, the skill set I possess is that I'm not in your brain. And I happen to have this lovely thing we'll call a toolbox, really a brain of lunatics, uh, that allow me to kind of jump around here and maybe find some relatability to what's going on with you and say, hey, let me distract you from all that. Let me let me calm it down a little bit. I'm going to use, the, you know, some pointless meanders and my creaky dulcet tones here. And then I'll just keep rambling, you know, so so that at bedtime, instead of listening to you, you kind of listen to me. That's the obligation I was talking about at the beginning. You're not obliged. You know, the only real obligation is, I think that's the wrong word. It's my pleasure here. I'm going to be here doing my best. And it might be, it might not be a perfect job. And, and this podcast doesn't work for everybody. You know, I hope it works for you, but I, but all I'm going to do is try to take your mind off stuff, be a little silly. You know, we'll transition into more fictional-based stuff here a- after this part. So you won't have to worry about, you know, you're like, Jesus, how much time does this guy spend overthinking about his existence? And I'd say, how many how many hours are in the day? Because add to like four. Uh, so 28 hours a day. Uh, yes, when I'm sleeping, too. Um, but yeah, well, let me take your mind off of stuff. 
Uh, this is just a, basically a podcast. You kick back. You let me, dr- my voice kind of drift away. You kind of say, well, you see, yeah. You see, just say that. And that's the honest truth. I'm doing my best here. I kind of, you know, uh, dancing around, keeping the spaz sacks under control. It's like a slow-mo. I guess this is it. It took me this long to get there, but it does relink. I'm a slow-mo spaz attack. And that's what I do. That's what this podcast kind of, the, the intros, I guess, are a slow-mo spaz attack. Re-empowered, you know, empowerment. I wish I could find a way to say that with some kind of, where it didn't sound gimmicky. But we'll just say slow-mo spaz attacks for good. So I'm glad you're here. I really appreciate you stopping by because I can see the sensibility and having a level of skepticism about this podcast. But thank you for coming by. I really hope, I really yearn to help you fall asleep. All right, let, let, let's move on. Uh, housekeeping, uh, we're on web, www.sleepwithmepodcast.com. Older episodes can be found there. You can comment on the website. You can find me on Twitter at Dear Scooter. Email feedback at sleepwithmepodcast.com. Or on Facebook at sleepwithmepodcast, I think is what it is. What it is. Uh, if you want to support the show, uh, we're looking by the end of June. And I don't know. I, I guess I'm not good. By the end of April here, we're trying to get about uh, 300 more donors at a variety of levels. Or maybe 250 people at a dollar a month. And then I, I don't know the, to make the math work at, at not a dollar a month. Uh, so if you can think about supporting the show, go to sleepinthemeepodcast.com slash patron. That way we can keep bringing you 12 episodes a month. I want to thank uh, Chris Posty Posterson from Sounds Like an Earful who edited this episode and does the theme music. I want to thank Scotty and Jennifer on our artwork on our honor. I want to thank Jonathan Mann on our lullabies. We've got a Facebook group over at sleepingpodcast.com slash nods, N-O-D-S. And I want to thank our moderators over there. I want to thank Julie C., Jennifer B., Rachel L to the G, Lie to Lie, Alexandra and Laura. And we have a subreddit. I want to thank Latitude, who runs our subreddit. And Latitude, if you need any help over there, uh, let me know. But uh, that's over at sleepingbepodcast.com slash reddit. And I believe that is it. So if you have any questions, uh, you know, hit me up. And let's let's keep this uh, train moving. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, I'm I'm uh, proud to present a guest that has not been on the show in a while, and hasn't been just been behind the mic, you know, just rocking the mic here. So I'm going to look up to trends though, because he said, "Hey, you do the trends," and he had a specific request. So I'm looking up here. What do I use? I forgot to have I use already, but uh, Tweetbot maybe United States. California is that on here? No. Uh, let's see if. Uh, okay, well I, I'll have to do that one. Okay, so I have it. I'm taking a picture of it. Uh, so without further ado, I'm gonna turn the mic over to my neighbor Ray. And as far as like people, when I think how I want to be when I grow up, he's he's smiling at me. Uh, this guy, he, he he always looks in the bright side of life. Without a doubt, I'm not even being sarcastic. 
And I don't know how he does it. He he walks through life with his standing upright and, you know, engaging the world. And he's, he, oh, he's fake wiping a tear. He may be actually wiping a tear. But if you're new here, Ray's my neighbor. He He's an older guy. If you saw him, you'd say he's, I don't know. He won't, he doesn't, he doesn't, I don't think he cares if he, we know how old he is, but I'd guess, what are you, Ray, like 62 years old? Uh, he's shrugging. He's about the youngest 62 you could ever imagine because he's probably not 62. Now he's laughing. But he's a neighbor. He comes on the show every once in a while. He's obsessed with Disney theme parks. I think we could say that, right? And he he also he's done some other stuff. But he's gonna. I'm just gonna turn the mic over to Ray. So uh, hold on one second, uh, and we'll shift seats here. Hello, hello, everybody. This is your friend Ray. I'm so glad to be on. Little Andy, little Scooter, has me on the show. He said he said such nice things about me. I just said, oh. Oh, but still my heart, this guy, when I met him, he, I mean, he was in a bit of trouble. He was having some hard times. But I saw something in this little Andy. He doesn't like me. The pod boy, we could call him. I think that's what Bernie the Butterfly likes to call him. You see, that's my Bernie the Butterfly. And little Andy, he was like, uh, the spark had gone out, I think, in his, you know, in to see the spark relit in this young man. And one day I do hope that you have what I have, because you know what, my friends, and this is your friend Ray, it's so good to meet you. There's new new people here listening to the show, I've heard. And so it's just an honor to be here, to be able to, to, to talk to you all. And I'll talk a little bit about myself, and then I have an agenda, you know, to put you to sleep with me yammering, you know. But this little Andy... You know, he was a little bit lost. The spark had gone out. I think he had kind of said, oh, but why bother? And even your friend Ray, I said, hey, kid, you know, he would just give me this look. I'd say, what, are you bringing out the garbage, huh? And I meant it in a both a serious and a metaphorical way. And he would say, yes, the razor, Or he'd just say, you know, he he does a lot of nonverbal. He would nod this very hard nod he would give me. And then he would walk back down his driveway. And one time I said to him, and you should have seen the look, I said, one day we're going to be friends, my friend. And he didn't get, he just, he, he said, he said, uh, but then other times, he, you know, he was inconsistently moody, I would say. Oh, I guess that's just moody. So I would see him and I would be out enjoying the sun or even enjoying the stars of the moon all the clouds, and I, you know, just out, out outside uh, saying, hello, world, this is your friend Ray, I love you so. He- hello, birds, hello, tree. Oh, the flowers, you know, it's called living life. And sometimes he would cross paths with me, and he'd be in a wonderful mood, he'd have a little bit of funny things to say. And, you know, I can't speak for his journey, but, uh, you know, oh, this podcast has really changed him. He is, you people that listen, the kind things you say to him and the fact that you just fall asleep to him. Oh, it means the world to him. And he just, he's so filled with gratitude. And I know he's like a rock within an island within a rock on a frozen tundra. In a frozen lake, you know, where his heart is frozen within all those things. 
But I think that's all starting to melt, my friend. So we'll, we will see. But I got to tell you how much I appreciate you because you really saved this life, all of you. And you wouldn't, you know, collectively and individually. So, and I know you say those things to him. Oh, thank you, you know. And that's what the, the wonder of gratitude and kindness that I've tried to tell him as we've, you know. I said, just give it a smile, Scoots. They said, you're grinding your gears, you're grinding your gears, trying to control the world. And But anyway, th- this is your friend, right? You know, I, 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 I got more time. I get, I get him in my free time. Uh, so not like you, we have to wait around for the podcast to come out. But uh, So I'm his neighbor, Ray. As he said, my name is Ray Perkins. And I'm, uh, you know, I may or may not be 62 years young. Oh, boy, but I don't even, age to me, just meaningless, you know. I say, hello, morning, uh, good night, night, and I give the night a kiss. And I say, I might not even go to sleep tonight because I just want to hang with you. Uh, but your friend Ray's here, you know, to share, and, and, and this was all an experiment. I don't know when the first time I was honored to come on the show was. Uh, but you know, Scooter, he likes, he likes theme parks. He likes rides and he likes totem, the theater of the mind or whatever, and getting in the zone. You know, that's what I do at theme parks. And, you know, that's the key, you know, so cause sometimes I'll go to see movies with Scooter and he is a big movie fan and I am a movie fan. We're imagination fans. And I know you're here because you're the same way. And so that's why I love these Disney parks. And I know the company's not perfect. Believe me, I'm not a pol- I'm not an apologist. And I'm not a Pollyanna. And I know these things that are incredibly expensive, and the playthings for the first world, you know, for us in the first world, you know. So I take all of it with take everything I say with a grain of salt and a grain of sugar, a dash of sugar and a grain of salt, or however you would choose to 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 describe it. You know, you you but but your friend Ray, I love these Disney parks. Oh 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 my goodness, I love going uh, to a Disney theme park, and I like to immerse myself. And so, if you're new here, I'll just lay out a couple things. I have a couple things: a sunscreen. That's rule one. Uh, comfortable shoes. Uh, if you've never been to one of these theme parks before, you do you do an obscene amount of walking. So, you know, do some walking before you go. You know, so walk in a couple, if you can do, if you're going tomorrow, so walk, you know. But, you know, get get up and get walking, you know. Because then you'll be enjoying it and you won't be like, oh boy, this is killing me, this walking. Uh, so you need you need sunscreen. You need comfortable shoes that are worn in. You know, no, don't buy new shoes before you go. You get blisters. Uh, you need a nice hat. Uh, you need you need to take your patience, a double dose of patience, because you know everybody's on vacation, and we all know money's tight and time's tight these days. So, you know, people can take the vacations very seriously. If you ever seen little Andy and his family on vacation. Uh, they have a, a, a philosophy, a hurry up and have fun. That's the philosophy. Uh, so those those are some things. Now, some specifics with the theme parks. These are the Disney parks. You got Walt Disney World over there in Orlando, Florida. And I know a lot of uh, letters have come in. When's Ray going to Harry Potter land? And I say, I'm working on it, all right? I, I cannot talk or disclose 
But so, you know, within the next six to eight months, Ray should be reporting for you from these Harry Potter places, ideally. Uh, but, you know, I've shared a couple little theme park tips as your friend Ray and people have taken me up on them. So I want to share them again for anybody that's new. If you go into these parks, you know, they're intense. And we're, tonight we're going we're gonna to go to the one of the parks in Anaheim. In Anaheim, California, you have Disneyland and California Adventure. Now, they're a little bit more calmer than the ones in Orlando, you know, because it's hotter there and it's bigger. But, but either way, when you go to the park, and this is a tough thing when you're on vacation, so it depends on your own personal priorities. But, Ray, I like to get there when the park opens. You know, unless I've had a busy, busy evening before or something, you know, I like to be there. I go to the park for a little while. It doesn't get busy for a few hours. I go back to my hotel. I take a take a tub, a shower. I go for a swim. One of you know, maybe I do a little exercise, a little sauna. Uh, but without a doubt, your friend Ray likes to take a little nap. You know, get a little nap and it all pull the ho- you know hotel covers over my head. Blast the AC, you know, put on the dark blinds, and I sleep for an hour or two. And especially in Orlando, then you go back. But, you know, Anaheim can get hot, too. And then in the, you know, late afternoon, early evening, you go back to the parks, you have dinner. It's a little bit cooler. And you do some things, and you see the fireworks or one of the shows, you know. Uh, so, and I think that's all for my tips. I would say if you do those things, you know, take a nap in the middle of the day, get there when it opens, then you can go on the rides that would have lines all day. Uh, you know, that that's it from your friend Ray. Okay, so my friends, uh, tonight we're going to be talking about California Adventure, which is this park uh, down in Anaheim across from Disneyland. And it's literally across from Disneyland. Now, those of you that have heard my other things, it's mostly about the Disney World because I made a couple trips there a couple years ago. Uh, but the difference between Disneyland and California Adventure and the Disney World is it's literally you walk out of Disneyland and it's about two football fields and you're in the California Adventure. So that is a nice option to have. And now, my friends, maybe one time soon I'll be talking about Disneyland. I, I'm not sure. But a California Adventure is this. Uh, now, your friend Ray, you know, I, I don't like to play favorites, but this park here is, is a, well, it used to be a hidden gem. It was this maligned park. I think because uh, people had certain expectations and the Disney Corporation, you know, had an expectation of making a bunch of money. And so initially, it wasn't a very successful. Now, this was, uh, Ray had not gone, uh, let me, uh, I'll do some rambling and then I'll get to a point. But uh, I did not, I'm not sure when it opened. I don't really know any facts about the park. But it had opened and then I think they had tried to do it inexpensively. And it kind of languished for a while. And at some point during the languish, but after it had been open a while, I said, well, let me go down to this, Cal- let me have myself a little California adventure. Uh, but then within the last four, five, six years, the Disney people said, you know, this park needs a little bit of a remodel. 
And so they did this lodge remodel, and they remodeled a lot of things and refancified some things. Uh, they put in one of the most amazing shows. Your friend Ray will tell you about this show. It was the best show, I think, in all the parks, uh, the Disney parks. But then they put in Causeland, which is this amazing place. Now, one thing is it made it a lot more busy. This park is now a much busier place, but it's fine because uh, this, you know, they know about the crowds and things. And you just got to remember to stay calm, you know, when you're at these places. Uh, but, uh, you know, Ray's memory is not perfect, but I think I'll take you there if you don't mind and kind of describe to you my early memories of this uh, California adventure. I think I may have, may have gone once or twice. Oh, so so what I think I'll do, you, this you, Scooter just called me in the other room. Sorry about that, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, he, and he he said, Ray, would you like something to drink while you record the show? And then he said, I, I prefer, he, I don't think he's ever told any of you this, but Scooter prefers to drink. Now, now you know, he, he has this thing with Trader Joe's, you know, where he was chasing after Trader Joe's. And he's always telling me, oh, have you seen the pro? And he said, I have such a, you know, great. Well, I always see, he never tells me that. I say, Scooter, uh, how's Trader Joe's? And then he was there. And then when he's, you know, I always get him when he's distracted, when he's taking out his groceries. They say, well, so uh, how how are things going over there? And I can see his, uh, and as I say, do you have a little crushy poo on someone working over at Trader Joe's? Uh, but anyway, he just brought me a drink because he, like, he says he swears by this Trader Joe's uh, coconut and aloe water or something. It's a drink. He only drinks it when he's recording the show. He doesn't, he says, that's when I drink it, when I'm recording the show. Uh, so anyway, he brought me a drink. So that was nice. A little, little Andy's bringing me a drink. But so California Adventure, it's across the way from Disneyland. Now, you might say to yourself, why is it called California Adventure, Ray? And I would say, great question, everybody. That, And I think that is one of the issues they experienced when they first opened this place. It's in California Adventure. It's called California Adventure. And you say, you know, I kind of, when I go to a Disney thing, I expect a little more you know, I, I, I don't know. And I don't know if this was pre-Eisner or post-Eisner. I'm not sure. And, you know, Ray is not, you know, I don't live in the world of absolutes around Michael Eisner or anybody else. Uh, so you don't got to say, you know, I, I, see the, I see the world in the shade of beautiful, wonderful colors. But if you get into the sink, I say, well, it's all gray to me then. You know, I'm not going to say... Uh, good things or bad things about Michael Eisner, but I, I was not sure why they would call it California Adventure. Uh, but I'm sure the people that worked on it worked very hard. And, and the idea is, and if you think about it, you say, okay, Ray, well, it's not going to have Mickey Mouse in those things. And this was before they had purchased Pixar or, you know, and way before Lucasfilm or Marvel. Uh, which are going to go down as two of the greatest. Uh, well, you see three acquisitions or mergers or whatever you call these things in the history of corporate business. Uh, you don't get any bigger than those three things. Uh, but so, uh, okay, so California Adventure, it's made based on the uh, uh, real and the, the law of California, the state of California. So you have different sections of the park uh, themed to different historical 
Uh, they have like a little Hollywood section. And this is just the first time I went to, I did not go when, when I would open, but then it has like a, a forest type section, a, like a, a desert section. It has a bug section. You know, Kel, every, every place has got bugs, but that's the children's part. Uh, it has an old boardwalk seaside amusement section. And then I think it has, uh, yeah, that might be it. It has a little San Francisco Fisherman's Wolf place to eat. Uh, now, when before they remodeled the park, let me walk you through uh, before and after. Because they have, you know, these Disney parks a lot. And most of the time they have a main street, right, where you do your shopping. And you can buy your sundries. You can buy toys and T-shirts. You used to buy film and cigarettes back in once or once in a blue moon ago. Uh, but mostly where you're buying your souvenirs, you know. And when the park first opened, I don't, oh, okay, I remember now. It had a big, big letters that said California. And then you'd go, you could take your picture with those letters and then you'd go through the turnstiles. And there's a bridge for the monorail that was like the Golden Gate Bridge, I believe. But like a small kind of chintzy version, which I, I never I never very much appreciated. Now, I'm not sure if that's still there or not. But it, when you first walked into the park before they remodeled it, on both sides of the main street, it, it was not perfectly designed. But it had these wonderful murals, these murals of... Uh, Oh, no, that's the wrong thing. What are those things called with the little tiles you make? The little broken pieces of tile. For some reason, I cannot remember. Uh, but it had this beautiful mo- mosaic. That is the word. This beautiful, huge mosaic murals. Oh, and Ma- I can picture Mary Blair if she could have seen these things. They were very, very impressive. Now, I don't know what happened to them. Maybe they're gone. And I believe, now, now I just remember being impressed, I don't remember the details, but I think it was mostly, you know, the history of California and the wonder of California. Uh, but then beyond the murals, like the stores below, I don't think it was perfect with like the traffic flow. And so other than the murals, it was kind of a blah street. And then as you got to the end of the street, I think there was a couple sun sculptures. But there was no, 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 the, the theme park designers, they use this term, not my, not your friend Ray, but they call it a weenie, you know. And it's something when you go to the theme park, you see it in the distance and it says, hey, come over here. You know, they didn't have a weenie there. Uh, like in the Disney parks, you have the castle, you know, or in the animal kingdom, you got a big old tree, the tree of life. In Epcot, you got the ball. Uh, in the MGM studio thing, you got the main Grauman's theater. And in this one, you had nothing, you know. Uh, so in the remodel, they, they, they fixed that. So you'd go down the street, but there was murals. Uh, but I think one of the things was it was set in the present day. And so that was the first thing they fixed. When they redid the park, they, they made it look like Hollywood in the 19, you know, in the heyday of Walt. So they built this beautiful theater with a big tower that's a weenie uh, based on the Carthay Circle Theater. I don't know if that, that's what they called it, the park. I don't know what the one in Hollywood is called. I don't know if it's called the same thing. 
Uh, but that's your weenie. It's this beautiful, beautiful, old-fashioned-looking building. It says, hey, come on down and see us. And then the main street, you know, it has, uh, you know, shops and things in the exterior. It seemed to that period, 1930s, I'd say, or 40s. I'm not sure. And then now they have old-fashioned streetcars and, and things like that. Uh, so it really gives you a sense of place instead of having beautiful, beautiful murals, which was good. But you say, what, what am I in the present day? I could go to freaking uh, Six Flags and be in the present day. Uh, so for Ray, this is a positive. Other than losing the murals, I like to be immersed and I say, okay. And then now, now when you get to the end of the street, not only do you have the theater, which is a couple of nice restaurants, and you got a place you could get ice cream, you got coffee, and you got places you could buy your sundries. Uh, but they also have this little plaza there at the end of the street where you can see not just one, but two shows. Now, Ray loves his shows. And one is like a jazz singer with a backup band. I think it's called like uh, uh, Five in the Dimes or some something. I'm not sure, but it's this lovely young woman. With a beautiful voice and then backup singers. And then they also have a show because they have an old-fashioned Los Angeles-style streetcar with the newsboys, like a newsies-style musical show with these young men uh, hanging off the car and singing and dancing. And, and, and then, you know, they don't go on at the same time. So that's like, oh, you know, moving. I forget what they call that, but, uh, you know, the motion Kinetic motion, I think, is called. And so that is exciting. Now, my friends, when you get to the theater, you, you also see another weenie, which is this mountain. It looks like a wolf, I believe, or a bear. I think it's a bear, a grizzly bear. It's made out of rock like you'd see in Yosemite or something. And I think it's called Grizzly Peak, and that has water coming off it, and it's surrounded by greenery. And when you get to this spot, you have a choice, like a lot of these Disney bikes. You can go right, you can go left, or you can go straight. And your friend Ray, I'm torn on where to take you first, because I don't know if I'll have time to take you through the whole park. But this would be your same choice when you first came into the park, you know, either either the earlier park or the older park. It would just be a lot quieter. Uh, back in the day, there would be, you know, a lot less people. So let me just talk about that, because one of the things Ray loved when there was less people was they have this Pixar parade uh, during the day. And when the first few times I went there, you know, I, I could have myself a little drink and I have myself an ice cream. And the Pixar parade would come by. I wouldn't have to worry about where I was going to sit a stand because there wasn't that many people. And now you got to kind of find a spot, a jockey for a spot, but it's not that big a deal, my friends, you know. And then they also used to have the main, the old-fashioned Main Street Electrical Parade from the old Disney parks, the old-fashioned one. And it was it's a, such a fun thing. Uh, so that was very exciting as well. Uh, so those were two nice things back in the old days. But now they have a Pixar Parade still, which is very good. And that happens in the late afternoon, and that's a lovely thing, so you should check that out for sure. Now, if you're arriving at the beginning of the day, like Ray Wood, you know, but I'm taking you on a leisurely journey, you know, of imagination. Uh, but if you were there when it first opened, you would probably just go and you'd wait in line. 
And then you would go to Claus Land to ride the radiators, the cause ride, because that gets very, very busy because everybody wants to ride it. It's a fun ride. And that's based on the movie Cause. So you could go check that out. If you're first thing, well, you get a pass, a fast pass for that, but you, you also have to wait in line for that. Or you could split your party up and one person gets the fast pass as everybody else goes and rides the ride. And the other most popular ride is at the back of the park. It's a Toy Story ride in 3D where you, you interact. Uh, I think maybe I've talked about it before, but, but that can get busy. Uh, but since you're here with your friend Ray, you say, well, geez, Ray, what are we going to do? Should we go left? Should we go right? Or should we go straight? Now, I'd say, my friends, huh, that is a tough question. I would say, well, any, many, many, mo, you catch a mouse by the toe. If he howls, let him go. Any, many, many, mo. Oh, dear, it went straight. I was either hoping for left or right, to be honest, uh, my friends. But let's go straight. So you go straight here and you walk past the, the Carthay Theater. It's this big off-white structure with tile and you can see people eating out on the balconies. And as we pass that on the left, the, the Grizzly Mountains on the right, it's got water sounds and greenery. And then we'll go up here. And, and, and coming up on our left is uh, Bugs Land. And in Bugs Land, it's a nice little place. You, get, you got a 3D movie, Tough to Be a Bug, with the characters from the movie A Bug's Life. And that's a very fun interact. you know, one of those 3D movies with stuff. You know, where it's like a 4D movie, I would say, my friends. And so that is worth checking out. And then they have a little kids' rides there for the younger kids. But all the kids, you know, I, I'm not sure of the age limit. And I wouldn't say go there at the beginning of the day, but at some point go in and check in. Now, you also know that nowadays they have all these applications where you can check what the wait times are. And that makes it nice. Say, oh, there's no wait over there for the ladybug ride. Let me go do the ladybug ride. Uh, and then they have, you know, so they have a little ladybug ride. They have a little ride where you ride around in walnuts. That's like a kind of like a tiny uh, wheel, what else called wheel of fortune or whatever those things have been. And then they have, uh, they have a little mini roller coaster for the little kids. A couple other things. It's worth checking out. And it's beautifully themed, so that is another nice, so so that is the Bugs Land. And then you'll also see on the right as we pass the Bugs Land, there's a very nice restaurant there, I don't know what it's called. And they have wine there, and they have a little lounge that you could sit on and people watch. Now, poor Scooter, he can't go to these places anymore. Uh, so I don't tell him, but I love to just sit up there and, and have myself a, a little drinky-poo and look down there. And do a little people watching at some point in the day when I need a little distance, you know. Uh, and also, now, if you, if, you, if you do like to have a little drinky-poo, you go over there at, at right around dusk because there's the cause land. It's right across from it. And right at nightfall, at a certain time, you can ask one of the workers, the wonderful workers at these parks, and they'll tell you they'll turn on all the neon that the, the wonderful Pixar people, Lassiter and all those people, have designed this cause land. And it is an amazing place. I don't even know if we should go there on this trip, my friend. Maybe I'll take you there. So, But maybe that'll be another trip. I don't know. But if you keep walking past the cause land. So the cause land is new. 
And there's actually three ways to go in there. You could go in there here on the left, and you see a little meter. I guess we'll go into Causeland. Maybe more detail another time. But as you go in here from the left, you you go in. You got a little meter, a little meter ride where you ride in a little. Uh, I think Maida sings, and you ride in little pickup trucks, and it's a fun little ride uh, for kids and families, and you can laugh a lot. And it features the comedy singing of the cable guy. What I think that's his name. What's his name? Cable guy? Or whatever the comedian is that plays Maida. He's a very funny guy. And then on the right across from Maida, you have, like, the shim of the shops from the movie. So you have the uh, hippie guy. And the military guy, and I think you can buy some treats and some, uh, some what do you call them, uh, uh, souvenirs. And then as you keep going further, you get the uh, the motel from the show is on the left. Now, it's called the Cone. You see, this is where Ray, but it's, you know, the Cones, the uh, Cone Hotel or something. And usually you could meet, uh, and, and the whole thing is seen. There's signs everywhere, and, oh, it looks like you're literally in Cosland. And I'm not kidding. I don't know if there's a place in the Disney box where you're so immersed. You, like, you are literally, and you can see uh, the cause, uh, race of five, what is his name? I'm not good with these things, my friends, but... uh uh, Buddy, is there a character named Buddy? I don't know. But so you go in and you could go to the Cone Motel, but instead of staying there, which I always think would be nice to sleep in the park, you know. But they have different cones that sell things in cones. So you could get a, I think there's a waffle cone sandwich. I got churro, a cone of churros with some dipping sauce. That was nice. I think you could get a, probably some sort of ice cream cone at one of them. Uh, and it, probably for breakfast too, but I don't know. So that is the Cone Motel. And you, like I said, you can meet some characters there. I've seen the car and made us there sometimes. And their eyes move. It's the car and they move and talk to you. You take your picture with them. It's very nice. And then on the other side is uh, Flo's V8 uh, restaurant. And it's a nice sit down I think you order, I don't know if you have a waitress, but it's a nice little restaurant. And they have good food there. I've never eaten there, so I can't say, but I I hear good things. Uh, But by the time you get there, you're in the heart of Radiator Springs. I mean, you would not believe. You got the Leaning Tower, Tires, and Luigi's Shop, and you have Flows, and you have all these signs. And then in, in the distance, you see the Cadillac Range. And that's where the cars ride is. And you would not believe it. It is just so, so impressive. Uh, in so much detail, this little mountain range they've built there with the force perspective. And it has all the details from the show. And that's where the cars ride is. And you go for It's one of those rides that is both fun and it has scenes from the movie. And I will not spoil it for you, but to say it is worth the wait. Or worth getting there when the park opens so then you don't really have to wait. Uh, so that is the Causeland. And, you know, there, there's tons of things to shop for, so many photo opportunities. And, and during the day, it looks like one thing. And then at night, when the uh, neon lights go on, it looks like a whole nother thing. And I guess they had another ride with floating tires that they closed down. 
And I think they're about to replace that with another Meta type ride. And if you take a left, when you get to the hotter radiated springs, you can go down to, uh, you can work your way back to Bugsland, which is nice. Uh, but otherwise, you could just spend some time in there and look at the details. That's what your friend Ray would tell you is just uh, uh, let yourself be immersed and uh, look around and read the signs because there's so much salt went into it. And you could just pretend you're a tourist. You could pretend you're a vehicle. Uh, just don't collide with anybody, you know. And that you're there for cause, land, and have yourself a snack, have yourself a meal, have yourself a smile, you know. Uh, that's what you're there for. Uh, so, my friends, that is uh, quite, that's. But now the thing is, you now you could go and you look at. Uh, you can start looking at the Cadillac Range, and they even have little, uh, like almost like pullouts where you could look at the range, and they have little signs identifying the different mountains in the Cadillac Mountain Range. And if you walk along the side. Uh, Behind Flo's V8 Cafe, which is, you know, modeled after the gas station there. And there's some nice seating out back, and you can watch the people on the cars ride. Radiator Springs Races, that's the name of the ride. And you can go, and then you can work your way, and we're going to exit a different way. You kind of bend around, and you go through this little arch. And if you look back through the arch, that is a great place to have your photo taken. Because you'll have the range behind you, and it's just this, oh, it's just good. But then you come out into this plaza, and you're in the Fisherman's Wharf section. And this is another good place to eat. And if you like a beer, they have a little beer truck. But but they also have, like, different, uh, they have uh, uh, bread bowls uh, and sourdough sandwiches with sourdough bread. Uh, They have a a Chinese-style restaurant. And then they have some um, a Mexican-style uh, restaurant with real good chicken. I like the chicken there. And I believe they even have a little tour of the bread, how they make sourdough bread. But it's just this nice big plaza. There's tons of places to eat. They have a female, uh, they have a female mariachi band that performs, and they are wonderful. I cannot think of the name of the band right now, but it is so good. And then, you know, they put on a show and they have the mariachi outfits. And I don't know if they're trumpets or trombones and and they sing and they do a dancing and they'll sing happy birthday. And they'll go around the plaza and they probably perform six times a day. So that is just a wonderful thing to see. And so that's your little fisherman's wharf section. You can get a lot of pictures there. But now we're going to go to Ray's favorite place. And I don't know why it's my favorite place, my friends. Uh, but you, you cross over as you exit fisherman's wharf. You're going to take a left and you go over this bridge. And you have a nice view there. And then there's a giant uh, fun wheel. What are they called? Uh, Ferris wheel. Humongous. I think they call it the Mickey's fun wheel. And then they have a roller coaster that looks like an old wooden roller coaster. It's a metal roller coaster. That's called California Screaming. And I think they've, like, uh, remodeled this place a few times. But it's meant to be, like, a Victorian era now, I believe. Uh, or a 19, you know, turn-of-the-century boardwalk. And I, I don't know why I love it so much, my friends. Because it, I think it gets a little derided or something. But... uh 
I like they have like this California style uh, boardwalk music playing. And they have a little restaurant that I had dinner with little Andy at a lunch where they have, you know, and other people, young people, you know, children, where the princesses come and, and they talk to you. I think it's called Ariel's Restaurant or some such thing. And no, Ray's never d- d- dated a fake character. Just so people, well, oh no, wait, I did date Belle one time. A woman who played Belle, you know. But, uh, you know, I don't do, you know, they're trying to work. It's not race business to talk to people that are trying to do the jobs. Uh, so Ray just goes there to see the delight on the young people's faces. So that that is always fun. It's expensive, though, expensive place to eat. Uh, but to get to see a young kid, you know, interact with all the uh, princesses from the movies. Now, some people might say, oh, boy, Ray. And I would say, oh boy, right with you, you know, it's a parent's job and, and, you know, it takes a village to to build a child or whatever. So we are, we're all responsible for teaching them uh, things that are going to give them a healthy self-esteem. But imagination is also, you know, balanced with, uh, you know, real role models. I, I hear what you're saying, you know, but, but a little fantasy, uh, as long as it's balanced that I, I understand you could be objecting to that. You know, because as I said, I have, you know, a little bell, you know, bell related. But anyway, let's keep moving. So you pass the Ariel's. There's a place you can get treats and ice cream. I think there's character artists. Uh, they even have uh, one time at the holidays, Santa Claus is dressed up in like a Hawaiian shirt. That is always funny for Ray. And Andy will say, you're going to sit on Santa's lap. And I say, with you, my friend, I will. And then Santa says, oh, no, not both of you, you know. Oh, oh, oh. Uh, but then you could go down and you can go on the roller coaster. And it's a nice little roller coaster. It goes pretty fast. And it goes upside down. So that is fun. And then they have a a, a, a marine, tra- uh, Triton's fair, what are those things called? Uh, merry-go-round. Now, it's not a, it, it, again, I said, what are they? It's a nice little merry-go-round. But you feel like they were trying to save some bucks because it doesn't have anything antique about it, you know. And I think you know, your friend Ray, you know, when you're going to do a merry-go-round, at least do some faux antique, you know, with a, a music machine. It has some beautiful paintings and some beautiful sea cat creatures you could ride on. Uh, but I say, when she's, couldn't you do, couldn't you done a little bit more? And I think this part of the park is going to be upgraded at some point from what I hear. Uh, but then you go down there, and those are the things. There's a set of restrooms if you need to go behind the uh, carousel. Don't go behind the carousel. You know, there's restrooms there. Uh, but then if you pass through, there's places to get some fast food type things. Then you have the Toy Story ride, which always has a line. There's a Mr. Potato Head out front that's interactive, and he kind of talks to everybody. He's a carnival barker. And the Toy Story rides in 3D, and it's like a, a fun ride, interactive. I don't want to spoil it for you. Uh, but it's definitely worth of it, three or four trips if you can find it when it's not a big ride, which your friend Ray will tell you, just go when the first park first opens and go on the popular rides, and then you don't got to worry about it. I don't know if they have FastPass, but you could always check an app, you know, and say, oh, there's only 20-minute wait, let me go on that ride. Uh, so that's that, right? Then you can go on the Ferris wheel, which is a wonderful thing. It is a giant Ferris wheel. 
and it has the cars that swing back and forth. It also has static cars if you don't like to swing. But, you know, I always feel like an action star or about to be an action star when I'm in one of those things. So I like that. Then there used to be one of those rides where you get shot up really fast, but they closed that down. And that didn't feel like a very Disney ride anyway. And then as you keep walking, and it's all along this beautiful little fake lake, you know, that Ray, Ray loves that kind of scenery. But if you keep walking after the Ferris wheel, it kind of quiets down. I think there's a swing ride, uh, or I know there is, made after Fantasia. That's fun, you know, uh, just like at Box of All Our Youth, where you get in the swing and it spins you around. And, you know, your feet are swinging freely. But behind the swing ride is this another area to eat. And I'll tell you, folks, this is my favorite place in the whole park, I think. There's tons of places to sit. It's all covered, all outdoors. And they usually have like a big band playing live music. And it's a quiet, tucked away spot. And then they have like a lot of different food options. They think they have a pasta place. They think you could get pizza, but, you know, the pizza at the box is not always good. And then they also have, like, a Mediterranean-type uh, option with, with uh, you know, with, with, with some shish kebab-type things. So then that is always nice, you know, to have something that has a little bit of rice and, uh, you know, maybe some baba ganoush. And, you know, Ray loves to say baba ganoush. And, you know, now the nice thing about this uh, board, boardwalk is, you know, when the when the lights go down, then they have those, now they're newfangled, but they look old-fashioned, those beautiful white lights everywhere. And it just takes you away, gives you a sense of place. So what Ray loves that. So you could have a nice meal there. And then there's a restroom. And then you could proceed along the banks of the lake a little more. And there's more old-fashioned uh, seaside rides, you know. Uh, there's a goof, goofy-themed, like, roller coaster ride. Uh, it says, oh, it's not bad. And it has Goofy. And who does not love Goofy? I, I for sure love Goofy. Your friend Ray loves Goofy. I'm a big Goofy myself. And then there's like a, these old, you know, like a gel bouncing jellyfish ride and these silver things that kind of spin around ride. And I think, I don't know, there might be a couple more old fashioned rides. And, uh, and then if you keep going on the left, there's a place to buy corn dogs. I never got those. Those were on my list and I never did it. And then there's a little mermaid ride, which is like one of these old Disney rides. You sit in a clamshell. And the ride never the line because all the it's just one giant train of seats. So so there's always people getting on and off. And if you're with anyone that loves the Little Mermaid or you like to sing the Little Mermaid as I do, it's a great great little ride. It has the animatronic figures from Little Mermaid, Ariel and Sebastian, and uh, what was the woman the, the diva? She is so good. And uh, it's a nice little ride. It puts you in a good mood, you know, under the sea, uh, under the sea, you know, and uh, Kiss the Girl, all the good songs from that show. And you could ride that, since there's no line, usually maybe five minutes you'd be waiting, that, that you could go on that ride. 
Now, my friends, we don't, I don't think I, you know, I'm going over time here talking about this adventure, California adventure. We're having a nice little adventure. And usually your friend Ray is just taking, usually I'm not taking on a tour, you know, usually I'm uh, t- describing one of my trips to the park. Uh, but, you know, if if this was a day, we'd be pretty worn out. You know, that's a full day we just went through. But as your day winds down, uh, there's a show right across the street from this Little Mermaid ride. It's called World of Color. And it takes place on the lagoon. And I think you can get your fast ticket, fast pass tickets, you know, to sit in a certain section or stand. You actually stand for the show. Uh, but, oh, my word, this show is, it's beyond spectacular, ladies and gentlemen. And I saw it years ago, I think. Uh, but then I saw it just recently, maybe a year ago. And it was, I cannot believe it. It was before Star Wars came out. So, yeah, it was maybe a year ago, maybe nine months ago, uh, Ray was down there. And it's this show, it's hard to describe it, because it, if you hear it, you, you can't understand it. It uses uh, high-powered fountains and high-powered lighting and projection technology. I don't know if there's any, there's like a shooting fire all on this lake there. It's like, oh, oh screen, water and mist screens where they're projecting in a water and mist. And they're projecting onto the rides with like this H. I do not, I, I could not believe how good it looked. And the wonderful Doogie Hauser, uh, what is that young man's name? I want to say Barney because that was the character he most recently played. But uh, uh, Neil, Neil Patrick Harris, he narrates the show. He is just a killer, you know. And he plays the foil to, you know, some of the Disney characters. And, you know, he's a lover of these uh, Disney things, so so it's a perfect person to have all. Uh, but you, you got to see it just that they're using all elements of the park. So it's like in about 5D, my friends. You have fountains going up uh, with, to set to music. You have mist. You have uh, you know shooting fire. Uh, you have sound effects. You have lights going on rides, and you even have these. I, I do. I can't figure out how they're projecting, but they're proje- uh, you, you wouldn't believe it. I never seen anything like it, my friends. And that show, it, it, I can't. I can. It's called World of Color. I think I said that it is so good, my friends. I, I was stunned, absolutely stunned. Your friend Ray was stunned. It was that good. Uh, my jaw was dropped. Uh, when I saw this show and uh, not just from Neil Patrick Harris, you know, there's all these things and it spans all the shows. I think Olaf goes in the singing and this dancing, you know, there's Walt making a speech there's pixie dust, all everything. And then that just makes a way to end your night there. And I think that's a good way to end our night together, my friends. And maybe, you know, your friend Ray will come back again sooner uh, to finish out this trip to uh, uh, California Adventure. How's that sound? Okay. This is your friend Ray saying goodnight to you. Uh, Good night. This has got a big box of board games here. I was going through so thankful for these games. There's Audrey. That's a good one. This game is called Ahab's Wife. I said, oh, jeez, yeah. 
And then this one's uh, Jed, the man afraid. I said, that is a, sounds like a fun game. This game, I, at first I thought it was like a, a Cheers game. It's called Kelsey, but and I said, oh, no, no, it's a more it's more interesting than that. The game of the month is uh, Stacy with an I. And we have a Jonathan, uh, it's a ukulele-based game. A Lauren game, this investigating investigation game. A Gina game. Is it is this a is it's a game of the positions? Say what's your position? Okay, well I'll take this position, but holistically. There's a Jen game. That's a good one. The Carl game. That's my brother's favorite game, even though it doesn't have anything to do with him except for the name. Uh, Moana. That's another game. It is it's 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 kind of, it's, in, it's intellectual pursuit. There's a Lori game and a Harold game, and they're both about pets, but they're different. And this game is called The Adventures of Miguel and Stephanie, and that's a nice game, too. And then there's another, this is an interesting one, it's called Maggie and the Eagle. I don't know. And this one is a medieval game, it's called uh, Renee. And the guy's waiting in line. And this game is called Say Hey to Kimberly A. I said, well, that sounds like a good one. And then this one, this game, I think it might be a Welcome Back Cotter spinoff. It's called Welcome Back Carly, the game. And this one, this is called, this game is called The Shout Out. The Shout Out to, is it to Henry. And they said, that hey, sounds like a movie. And it's, it's got a big smiling Henry on the cover. A shout out to Henry. And this one is called, this is a game of skepticism. It's called Regina. A game of skepticism. I say that is a game for intelligent people. Uh, this one, I don't know if it's about uh, the game, the magazine, or the, it's called uh, Ellen Cracked Up. It kind of says the same amount of symbols as Jimmy Crack Corn. You remember Ellen Cracked Up also has Cracked in there. But Jimmy just Cracked Corn. I don't even know what the heck that means either. This is, this is a game. It's kind of like uh, that hippo. It's called uh, Alexandra and the Cluckers. And you're trying to get, I don't know if you're trying to feed the chickens corn. And this is a game of, of art. It's called Annalisa. I said, that's a good one. And this is a game, kind of like the operation game, but with neuroses, you take them out. It's called a Christopher B. game. And this is a children's, based on a children's book, a game for adults. It's called uh, Andrew and the Bedtime Story. And it's got, it's got a picture of me in there. I said, that's cool. And this one's called Sama. And it looks like a fun game. I haven't read the, uh, and this is called the Judas, Judas Quest, this game, Judas Quest. I don't know what I said. I heard they were making a Galaxy Quest TV show, but without, uh, the great Alan Rickman, I don't know. And this is a dating game. It's called Demetra and the Girlfriend. And I said, well, doesn't she have a name? And I said, well, you forgot to ask when you printed the game. And I said, oopsie. 
And this game, this one here is a Jennifer J game. It's kind of like jumping jacks, but without jumping or the jacks. This one is called U- Alan the URL. It's a modern game. And this one is a Catherine B game. You organize, it's like you run a beehive. I said, man, don't uh, tell uh, whatever that uh, freemium company is about that. Uh, they'll, they'll scoop that right up. And this one's a game of uh, your, your foreman. It's called, it's called the Wendy game. And I said, that seems like it. I said, that's something. But again, again, I said, isn't that a freemium app now? And this is a game of growing up. It's called Matilda. I like that one. And this one is interesting. This was called the Anti-Brady Game. Jan, the Anti-Brady Game. And this is this another out-of-the-box. It's in a box, but it's an out-of-the-box game. It comes in a box, so I have some games that come in envelopes. I'd say they're out-of-the-box. But this is called a Game for Winter, Summer. And then this one is called, this is another winter-based game. It says Fun in the Deep Dark Night it's by Betty. And this one looks good. Fun with Phrenology by Denny. I said, it could be a fun game. I wonder if it's educational where I'll learn phrenology. And this game is called uh, The Funny Bunny. That looks like a good one. This game is not about the Teenage Witch, but it's called Sabrina. I'm going to have to read that. And this one's the Andrew game. But not this Andrew, another Andrew. And then this game's called the Elizabeth game. And I said, well, that sounds intriguing. I'm already intrigued. And this one's called Diamond Finder. It's Jennifer's Diamond Finder. I said, that's interesting, too. And I said, that's it for the games. I'm so thankful for these games. And I thank you and good night. And that one, that's enough. There's like these board game reviews here. Uh, Texas Beck says this this game that uh, soothing boredom's a game. Mumble and stumble through stories and tangents, and you can fall asleep. Uh, sounds like a good game. Uh, this one is by M R G R N M N Immergen. Works like a charm. Uh, that's the name of the game. I don't ever write reviews, but I feel compelled to for this gem. Sleep issues, board game issues. And playing, you know, small box and big box games. But this game makes me say zonked. Uh, it's great. Love the game. That's cool. Uh, this is a college counselor. And they, lo- they this is the game. Love it. Well, this is Love It got two... Oh, no, this is Love It with one exclamation point. I never played a board game before, but a friend recommended this, and they love it. They like playing the character around the scooter drones. The games last about two weeks. It never feels like you get to the end because it's so good. And they fast-forwarded to the end. It's kind of nonsensical, like board game reviews and stuff. But they don't want to sound like a board game fanatic, but it's great.
Uh, so if you have a tough time with other board games, you know, go for it. Great job. Yeah, that was College Counselor. Then uh, DJC4123 is reviewing the board game called Love It with two exclamation points. And this is a positive. They say it's so boring. They're not even sure what the game's about. They say, well, that's, that's great. Uh, this is Nina J. She's reviewing the game Miraculous. Now, that sounds like a riveting game. First time they've ever bothered to write a review. Wow, it's big time. This Miraculous sounds good. This game has made my board game night so much better. Had to chime in. Possibly six stars. For countering, you know, the lonely word, frustrating world of board games with a kindness game. So that's miraculous. And Nina J. Uh, this this by, by, by board game reviewers, and name sounds like a Crestwood Dash. That sounds like a game. But they review the podcast as a godsend. That must be a new game because, you know, podcasts, well, they've been around for a while. And, you know, they scoffed when they first heard it. I mean, yeah, it's a big name for a, pod, a podcast get board game. Seemed ridiculous. But then they were like, you know, they wanted to play a board game at 3 in the morning, and then they did, and that was it. Incredible. Uh, over here we got uh, Escarvello 3, who says uh, they, they like this the best, best board game on iTunes. So it must be an app. Or maybe it's a board, you know, like one of those Monopoly uh, uh, designed game versus what it, what you can accomplish. No finer board game. You want to you want to sleep. You want to toss the game, or you want to settle back and roll the die. Bravo. And they also play the game as a mystery bard. Uh, this uh, review is written by uh, Lily uh, Lily XD08, Sleep Saver. Uh, they can't go to sleep without playing a game of Sleep Saver. Uh, nighttime Lifesavers, Sleep Savers. Uh, and then this one is by Coast and Ostin. I like that. Coast, that should be a game, Coast and Ostin. This game's called Like, that's the name of the game, and they really like the game Like. That's cool. Uh, here's one NJ, NJG for hire or something. NJG for hire. Uh, they're reviewing the game awesome and they love it totally. Uh, then Jet Echel, uh, Jet Echel, Jet Echel, uh, there does its job perfectly. That sounds like a, that's a, that sounds like a tough game. Incredible! They don't. Even, they can't even. Sometimes the game's so mind-bending they don't even know what's going on. Incredible twice. That's cool. So thank you, all board game reviewers. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and friends beyond the binary, it's time for the podcast by the podcaster that can't find his coconut water. They said, "Did I bring it?" I just. I just was looking for it in a panic because, of course, I thought it was spilt. Uh, but it's time for sleep with me. The podcast that puts you to sleep. You don't need to know the details, do you? Uh, housekeeping. Uh, we're on the web, www.sleepwithmepodcast.com. Older episodes are there. You can comment on our show notes. You can email me feedback at sleepwithmepodcast.com. Get me on Twitter at Dear Scooter on Facebook at Sleep With Me Podcast. 
I want to thank Jonathan Mann, who just did that lullaby. You can commission a song of any sort from him at jonathanmann.net. I want to thank uh, Chris Posty Posterson from Sounds Like an Earful, who does our theme music and edited this show. I want to thank Scotty and Jennifer on our, on our, on our artwork. I want to thank all the patrons who made this show possible over at sleepwithmepodcast.com slash patron. If you want to support the show, go ahead and join them. It's a blast, man. <laughs> I want to thank our Facebook. We have a Facebook group the listeners do. Sleepwithmepodcast.com slash nods, N-O-D-S. And I want to thank our nodderators over there. Julie and Jennifer, Laura and Lida and Summer and Sarah. And I also want to give a shout out to Kate K, one of our newer listeners and a wonderful, wonderful person. I had a couple of nice conversations with online. And you get a podcast if you get Kate to check out Poetry Now. Now, I know how many, how many of you listeners are either poets or love poetry. How many of you listen to Poetry Now? Uh, well, how about now? How about you uh, subscribe to it? Kate's the producer over there. If you want a little dose of poetry, how about some poetry now? Get you subscribed right now. Subscribe to Poetry Now so I can stop making these jokes. But it's Poetry Now. And if you do, it, it's Poetry Now, one word. Uh, find it in your, your podcatcher, uh, whether it's an Apple podcatcher sometimes. But if you have a chance to subscribe to it in iTunes and review and rate it, that's always nice. Uh, to support our good friend Kate. And that's it. Let's get on with the show. Uh, hey, you up all night tossing, turning, mind racing, trouble getting to sleep, trouble staying asleep? Well, welcome. This is Sleep With Me, the podcast that puts you to sleep. Also, I always run out of air when I get to a podcast that puts you to sleep, and then I have to pause and take a breath. Hey, FYI, FYI. That, that was, I just took a breath. You couldn't hear it. That was a tiny breath. Like that one. I've been getting, that's how, many, how long it took me. Like, it took me about 300 episodes to be able to breathe on the podcast. Uh, Tay, Tay, who, who, is, who is that? Chocolate Rain Tay. I learned a lot of my breathing techniques from that wonderful song. And I support him on Patreon, though I can't remember. Is it it's Tay, I think. Uh, anyway, welcome to Sleep With Me, the podcast that puts you to sleep. We do it with a bedtime story. All you need to do is get in bed, turn out your lights, and press play. I'm going to do the rest. And what I'm going to do is uh, carve out a safe place. Uh, and it, just despite the fact that safe places are getting poo-pooed as of late, I, I, I tend to say, hey, bedtime, uh, virtual blanket fort. Uh, is what I'm trying to create here, or a metaphorical and figurative one as well. Because uh, it's a safe place where you can set aside whatever's been keeping you awake, whether it's uh, thinking, listing. If you're on a ship that's listing, oh boy, uh, if I've been there, believe it or not, and, and I, I couldn't sleep either. Uh, it could be feel, emotional feelings, physical sensations, uh, stuff from the, the distant past or just something that just happened. could be noises in the room right now. We're changing routine. Whatever it is, uh, you're traveling, you're on a plane. Hey, what's up? Uh, you, what seat you got in the plane? Uh, but whatever it is, I want to take your mind off of that. I'm going to use lulling, soothing tones, pointless meanders. Sudden, sudden, sudden expected pauses. Oh, you know, 
natural natural word accidents just like that a little you know rear end not a rear ender what do you call that when it's words you say just stumbling over my own words exactly thank you brain Sometimes I feel like I'm stumbling over other people, you know, left behind words that people just say. They don't even clean up after, not only do people not clean up after their dogs, you know, you can't see it. Unfortunately, you know, I've been graced with the uh, power of word stumbling. So I stumble over other people's, you know, sentence fragments. You just leave your freaking sentence fragments lying around. And let me just transition right there, because that's something that can crop up at bedtime. That voice that we just heard, what's what's wrong with you? Why do you, why do you gotta, you know how much better things would be if you didn't constantly fragment your sentences? And meanwhile, you just pulled the covers up to your chin and you're saying, and then you don't know whether to engage that voice. I call them brain bots. That's one of the ways I use them to describe around here. They all have different jobs. They're like little droids. They're they're part of some sort of maladaptive, adaptive, maybe. I don't know if they're related to evolution. Uh, But I do know this. They never evolved sleep mode. So as soon as you get into sleep mode, they they like say, oh, it's all quiet. We'll have the full attention of this person. And they say, well, yeah, why? Like, uh, what kind of person fragments their sentences? That's what I was saying before that podcaster interrupted. And you say, well, I don't know. I'm not sure I understand what a sentence fragment is. Like, I just try to communicate, like, I'm just trying to communicate. I'm just trying to do the best job I can. Well, that's not good enough. I'll be honest with you. You don't even know what a sentence fragment is. You know, the kind of person that doesn't fragment their sentences, they will look it up and figure out how to stop it. And you say, well, I'm just going to, like, I, I, can I work on my sentence fragmentation, fragmentations tomorrow because I'm about to go to bed. I had a long day at work. Maybe, did you ever think maybe my sentences are fragmenting just from, uh, you know, to, to, I'm just tired. So then my, you know, my sentence go from fully formed. Which part is, when it's a fragment, is it missing a noun, a verb, or one of the other things? Is it, do I need something transitive in there? And then, well, there you go. You're just deflecting the truth with humor. You can't handle the truth, so you got to deflect it with humor. Aren't you funny? Well, no, I wasn't trying to be funny. I was just saying, like, uh, I believe it or not, I just, I'm just about to puff my pillow. And I've had, I had a cup of tea, and you're really killing, you know, tea doesn't give you a buzz, but you're harsh. In my, if I had a tea mellow, you just harshed it. You're still using humor to deflect. Okay, well, I, 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 honestly, I don't want any truth at bedtime. I don't. If I could, if bedtime could be a no truth zone, could we get out? Could we work on that? Okay, well, we're just afraid that this is the best time for you to hear the truth because it really sinks in. And okay, so this could go on for hours. For me, it does sometimes, and maybe it goes on like that for you, or maybe it's something different but relatable. It could be just a you know something you know, sparking up or whatever. Uh, my job as a podcaster is to take your mind off of that. And anyway, I guess one of the reasons I, I, I am somewhat adept at being inept is that uh, my my brain tends to work that way. I, I, get, I got a lot of stuff going and believe me, at bedtime, it gets worse. Uh, so what I'm going to do here is I'm going to finish out this intro. If you're new here, welcome. I'm glad you're here. Uh, Yes, yeah, so the podcast is a, is a distractor. Uh, like I send my voice across the deep dark nights. Did I say that already? I guess I got a. 
those are really those part those brain bats. They were tough. Those are tough customers. And now I'm just still thinking: Should I keep talking if I'm fragmenting my senses? Will I be judged later? And I know I did an intro about the Oxford comma a long time ago, and then a woman showed up with a doily, I think, right in my studio. She was a apparition from my brain. And she was a she said, remember that? Was anybody here for that? She said, I'm a practitioner of the Oxford comma. And I said, you and every person that won't swipe me, that I swiped, they all say the practitioners of the Oxford commas. You say, Scoots, what's your white whale? And I'd say, well, presumably women that practice, they use the Oxford comma. I guess I'm a total, you know, I, I, uh, it, it does something about me that, uh, you know, they say, well, you know, I, I practice, I, you know, I don't practice, I practice the, the, uh, the, I don't even, yeah, I don't, I don't practice, I, I think I do practice, I've been trying to practice Oxford comma, you know, to be, to sneak it by them, comma, and, you know, get their attention, comma, and, you know, maybe say, get a, get a possible swipe in there, what do you say? Maybe I'll add that practitioner of the Oxford comma, wink, comma. That's not funny. That's not, uh, you're right. There goes a part of my brain that's actually, that was a good humor critic part of my brain. Uh, But if you're new here, let me reset. This is a podcast to take your mind off stuff. You don't have to listen the whole day. Like, I'll be here for an hour, and I'll tell a little bedtime story. I think maybe this one will have a guest on, and they'll they'll talk. And they're, they're a little more uh, chill and friendly than me. Uh, but all you got to do is lay there and kind of listen. And you don't really need to remember what I'm talking about. You don't. You can set your sleep timer for 45 minutes. You can set it for, set it for 60 minutes. Or you can listen to the podcast and a playlist through the whole night. I'll be here rambling. That's what I do best. And that's what I'm, I'm, I'm going to try to do. So just kind of take your mind off stuff. Uh, like the question would be, like, as I've been uh, stumbling here over other people's sentence fragments that they've left out. So so I don't know what 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 is keeping you up at night, but I'm going to try to take your mind off of it. And you could listen the whole time. If you can't sleep, I'll be here. But I'll do this bedtime story with, or the guest will. And we'll be giving it our alls uh, to distract you. But you're under no obligation to listen or remember any of this stuff. Just kick back and relax, and maybe we'll make you grin, or maybe it'll take your mind off. If you're new here, you know, despite guess sometimes it takes two or three tries to work. Some people, it works right away. Some people just use it time to time. And some people have already stopped listening. Some people are still listening. Uh, and, and if you're listening and grating your teeth, I'm sorry. It just, I know it, does, it don't work for everybody. But, you know, I'm just doing my best to take my mind, take your mind off of whatever's keeping you awake. But if you're new here, you know, you could just give it a few tries. Hopefully it helps you fall asleep and take your mind off of stuff and just fall asleep whenever you want. I'll be here. You don't you know, no pressure to fall asleep, no pressure to listen. Uh, but I'm glad you're here. And I really hope I really yearn to help you fall asleep. All right. All right, before we get to the story here, if you can just remember to use our Amazon link, sleepwithmepodcast.com slash Amazon. Huge way to help the show. And let's get on with the show. Uh, hey, everybody. It's uh, Trending Twitter Tuesday. Actually, dude, I'm probably going to do some trends tonight. 
Uh, when this episode is getting recorded, it's uh, like about 8 o'clock, uh, Sunday night, uh, August, uh, end of August. I don't know the date, the last days of August. And I figured we'd have a trending Twitter Tuesday. But he said, well, let me bring on a guest that everybody's been waiting for. And we had a false start recently. So I'm just going to turn the mic over to my neighbor, Ray Perkins. Actually, if you're new here in the last few months, it's been a while since Ray's been on. I don't want to hurt anyone's feelings that has guested, guest hosted this show, but Ray is probably, without a doubt, the most beloved guest ever to be on the show. I don't know if this is irony, but I'm pretty sure Ray, within my family and the people that know me, my neighbors, my podcast, Ray's beloved guy, because he, he's a, so he's my, he's my neighbor, Ray Perkins. He's somewhere between 50 years young and 90, but he's laughing. But I really, honestly, I have no idea how old he is, and I don't really want to know. Unless unless he's 50, and then I'll say, holy moly. Uh, But but Ray's like the grandfather you... uh, you couldn't even imagine, you couldn't even imagine, and that's no knock on grandfathers. Ray's, and I guess maybe I'm being a little superfluous, but he's the most well-adjusted person I've ever met in my whole life, with a few exceptions, which he's taking exception to. He's not mic'd up yet, uh, and I don't want to talk too much about it, but, you know, just in case, so, so Ray's been on the show probably at least 10 times, so definitely most frequent guest, maybe more, he's saying. And usually Ray comes on to talk about his vacations because he's a, he's a, he's an older adult, uh, and he's reti- I don't I guess he's retired. We don't talk about money because uh, I can't talk about money. You know I get crazy, uh, but Ray likes to go on vacations, particularly to Disney theme parks. Is Ray's thing? He, actually, he was on in April talking about Disneyland and Disney California Adventure. And I wouldn't say Ray's my best friend. No offense, Ray. Just the age gap uh, is uh, like, and he's just he's 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 everybody's friend. Uh, but Ray's an incredibly uh, like caring man. You know, sometimes you'd say certain people would say too caring. Uh, he's also he just has this way about him that I, I I stare at him in jealousy, and then I go and get in bed and pull my covers up, and I close the window. And I try to black out the parts of me that say, why can't you be? But, but you know, he, he's, a, he's not an inspiration. He's inspiring, but not an inspiration just because I don't have the same ability. He's, he's just a great guy. That's I guess that's the easiest way to say it. And I hope you, I hope you like him as much as everyone else does. But he, he's, he's, he's really good at talking in detail about these theme parks. That's his thing. So without further ado, uh, Ray Perkins, everybody. Hello, hello, hello. This is your neighbor, Ray, your friend, Ray. Ian Scootis here, little Andy, as I like to call him, having me on the show. And my friends, my friends, my new friends and my old friends, it's so good to be in your ears. My name is Ray Perkins, if we have not met before. And as little Andy said, Scooter, you know him as Scooter. I know him as little Andy. He tells me don't call him that. But he doesn't mean it. Uh, But I happen to be the neighbor of this young man, the young pot boy. And I also happen to be, I don't know if you could be the adaptive parent of two two adults, but, uh, you know, the Gregor and Mikey live with me if you listen to the podcast for a long time. 
but they won't be appearing on this show. You know, I won't be talking about them because this summer I had the pleasure of joining little Andy's family and little Andy and myself. And, 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 and I realized there's concerns about privacy and giving everyone the space. So I won't be talking about his family, though they are lovely people. I say, uh, you got yourself quite a kid here, this this little Andy. And everyone in the family, they they say, you, you didn't know him back in the day when he was a uh, and then they say words, you know, but they they, they, they they say, well, sometimes they just give you a look like, oh, boy, what is he going to say next about little Andy? I tell you, your friend Ray would love to spend some time with these nuns that are appearing on this new show uh, that were t- teaching little Andy. But, but so I'm Ray Perkins. I'm your neighbor. I'm your fr- Hello, my friends. It is so good to talk to you. As I said, it's good to be in your ears. And I'm your friend, Ray. If you allow me to be your friend, I'd love to be your friend. Uh, but I have the pleasure of coming on the show and talking about our trip to Florida. Now, little Andy and I and some other people went down to Florida, Orlando, Florida. And I know little Andy, he talked about it a little bit because he had big plans. Uh, you know, his expectation meter was, maybe it was the nuns that damaged his expectation meter, or it could have been the genome. But he sometimes he has unrealistic expectations. But that's why Ray, I said, Scooter, let me come along. Let me help, uh, you know, point out the sunshine to you. He said, you don't need to point it out. It's bearing down on us. It was quite, uh, you know, I love the heat down there. And, you know, I love to swim. So so we went to Orlando, Florida. And I had helped little Andy plan it out because we wanted to see the Harry Potter lands. Your friend Ray was looking forward to it. Now, I don't know if we'll talk about the Harry Potter lands tonight, but I'll be I'll be here. I have free reign to come back on the show to talk about a trip over. Uh, Scooter had thought we would record every night at the hotel on the trip, but he so now he's a little stressed. But I said, don't worry, little Andy. So we flew to Orlando, and I don't have I don't have the details in front of me because what I do have is the Twitter the Twitter trends, you know, my friend. So it'll be a trending Twitter story here. And I guess I'll set up uh, the overall impressions of vacation because that's what Scooter did. And that's what I would like to do for you and me. And, you know, you know as, I, as I think about the trip, it lasted almost two, le- two weeks long. And, you know, your friend Ray, even that's a long time to spend with someone. But not with little Andy. It's it's like... Uh, it's it's it, you know you know remember he did a show called Adventures in Babysitting. Sometimes that's how it feels like uh, Adventures in Adult Babysitting. Uh, other times it feels like I'm on, on the VMAs receiving an award and he's giving me a look or saying you know coming on stage as I'm trying you know because I try to meet people. Your friend Ray, you know if someone's working somewhere. I want to chat them up. I say hey, well how you doing? Your name? What's your name? Oh well, that is a lovely name. And I noticed you have lovely hair, if you don't mind me saying so. Oh, and where are you from? Okay, that is really Argentina. That is a lovely place. Lionel Messi is, uh, oh, yes, yeah. Uh, and now, you, you, what do you do here? You, you, you're standing here, you're tending these brochures? Are you a protector of brochures? And when I start to do these things, a little Andy, he just does not like it at all. He says, Ray, why you got to talk to the people? Come on, Ray. 
And I say, this is my friend, little Andy. I want you to meet this lovely young lady here. He doesn't want me to be here talking to you about your brochures, but I'm sure your brochures, you're sure about your brochures. Oh, you don't work with for the brochures. And, and so, so long ago, I stopped trying to, to do any, you know, interluding with Scooter. I, I just try to be friendly. I said, well, he's my friend. We, yeah, and, and then I said, well, you know, sometimes it just comes. I said, well, what do you, do you, you employees, what do you have for lunch here? Because I just had a sandwich that was out of this world. Uh, and oh, you eat at the, oh, there's a Cuban restaurant, Scooter. We should go to, we should go to that. Now do you go to this? So, so, and that's how it goes. But little Andy, he, he sometimes he'll stay. It's strange. Sometimes it, to me, his behavior is strange. To him, it's normal. He'll stand 20 feet away from me, looking at me, talking to someone. Then he'll pace around. Then he mutters. He does a lot of muttering and, and, and not even things that I can hear. I, I think he's muttering to himself. Uh, so, but, but it was a great vacation. Those things aside, I look at those things with a light heart. Your friend Ray, you know, he, he's, he's, he's your tip of the day. You have a light heart. So give your heart some, pump some, pump some helium into that heart, my friends. You know, let your heart float around, fill it. You don't even need to fill it with joy. I mean, I know little Andy, but so we went to, he easy, he keeps peeking in here. So he, he wants me to stay on because I said, I want to do a show, an overall show. And he said, Ray, they want the uh, Harry Potter box. And I said, Scooter, we can't, you can't give them what they want instantly. And plus I have many observations. And he said, don't make them about my behavior. And I said, oh, little Andy, how do you make a sleep podcast? Holy moly. I said, oh, boy, you, 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 I'm surprised you sleep at all. And then he, he breathes and then he pay, you know, he, he has his moments. He, he's a, he's a lovely guy. I, I tell you folks, I'm just giving him a hard time. And I also know my friends that, you know, the failed vacation locations that he talked about that we did, we get to stay. Oh, what an adventure. But, but I getting it when we stayed at the hotel that was just opening. But let me tell you. Let me see a run through because some of this was planned at the very last minute. And, uh, you know, cause Scooter, he's not the best with money, but he loves saving money and he loves finding deals. So, so he was like, Ray, I got to be, he goes, I, I, I ran the gambit, Ray. And I booked a different hotel almost every night. And I said, Oh boy, you should have checked with me before you did that. But he said, you wouldn't believe the deals. And he showed me the prices. I said, holy moly, how do you do that for under $100? Uh, I said, you are, um, you you do know how to make the deals. Uh, and I said, did you, do, do you know those deals of the rooms next to the elevator and the ice, the ice machine? And he said, Wraith, they give me those rooms no matter what I pay. And I said, oh, I forgot you're, you're the guy. They look at you. They see you, they size you up, they say, ice machine, give him the room next to the ice machine. Poor Scooter. He just exudes ice machine. Or ele- They say, well, we should, should we give him the elevator? Well, which room? And they say, Sally, which room were those bratty kids in? Give him the room next to that one. And he he, he just, he's, he's just one of those guys, a little bit like a Ziggy, yes, Scooter is. Oh, he says no one would know what Ziggy is. Ziggy, Kathy, you wouldn't know who that is. 
Skoda has this tweet about Kathy. I don't think he's tweeted it yet. I keep telling him, did you do that tweet about Kathy? And he said, no, Ray. But anyway, so we flew there uh, together with some other people in his family. And then we stayed at this hotel. Let, let me just give you, let me give you the, let me give you the mood here. It was, you know, exciting. It's not exciting till you're on the plane with Scooter. So getting to the airport, I forget it. Okay, he was worried about his dog, but we had all that taken care of. It was all planned out. Who was watching the dog? Uh, then, of course, he was worried about sleeping uh, and equipment. He said, you know, making sure he had his podcasting equipment. And then it was sleeping. Then it was getting to the airport, but we had all that planned out. And he said, why don't they, you know, he was a little worried because he said they haven't come out with the car sharing where you could book it ahead of time. But I said, don't worry about it. It's going to be fine. We'll be fine. And we we figured out a way to say, oh, well, could you, we were using each other's codes because I haven't been, now I love these car sharing things now. But I was using, you know, so we were doing codes so we could save money to get to the airport. And so we went to the airport, San Francisco International Airport is where we flew out of, SFO. And we arrived at the airport there. And, uh, you know, his brother's girlfriend, she worked on one of these terminals for one of the architecture firms. And I was uh, just blown away. You know, they have nice, quiet rooms. and and uh, but, but So we went to the airport. It was uh, late breakfast time, I believe. Was it was it breakfast time, Scooter? I think so because he had a croissant sandwich, I I believe, at the airport. And then we checked in, and it didn't seem to be anything. Any anything? I can't remember what airline we flew now. But it was it was it was one of the ones where they uh, the planes are still not uh, like uh, up to date. So there was no charging and no entertainment, but, but no, you know, but everyone working there was very nice. So we flew to Atlanta. I do remember that maybe, or was it Arizona? I don't know. I think it was Arizona because you scooter. Remember on the way back, you had a crush on someone on the plane. That was Arizona. Okay. He's telling me to be quiet, but it was Arizona, Phoenix, Arizona. We flew through. Does that sound right, Phoenix to Orlando? But I think that is what we flew, though it could have been Atlanta. Maybe we made two stops. I don't think Scooter would book it with two stops. He, could, You know, he's too risky. But we flew through Phoenix in both ways because I remember he had a crush on someone, and I also remember that uh, there was uh, a uh, – we, we ate at the airport, and I remember saying uh, – Okay, well, it it fancy signs, but the food over here, no offense, but but it just wasn't. Uh, and there was also, oh, if you work at the in this terminal at the airport, I do have a complaint. Now they had these different, uh, you know, everybody needs to charge their things nowadays. And the airport seemed to be grappling with this, which I don't know. I don't understand that because you shouldn't be grappling. You should have like a. I don't, I don't get that. It should already be, the charging situation should be solved. Uh, I don't, like, figure it out already. Your friend Ray doesn't get mad about many things, but uh, because they had these two, char- they had these, like, uh, charging counters, 
with about uh, eight seats on each side, and all, all the chargers were broken, the USB plugs. And then they had regular plug-ins, but they only had four of those on each side. They had about 22 USBs on each side. Every single one of them was broken. I say, holy macaroni, who is in charge of this? Bring them to me. Uh, but, so we flew from Phoenix, and we got into Orlando about 7 p.m., I'd say. And then Scooter was a little bit worked up again, but we were staying at a Disney hotel. Now, we weren't going to a Disney resort, which was interesting uh, because you got a young one. And, and then you get on this uh, the Disney magical bus. And Scooter, this gets Scooter irritated, too, because he says this is a monopoly, not, not, not Disney monopoly, because he likes, he says, well, like, uh, he, he anyway, he, he gets all bent out of shape about that. But we took the bus to the Disney Caribbean Beach Hotel. And, oh, boy, was this like, uh, this was the one that has all pastels. Now, I'll be honest, my friends, uh, you know, your friend Ray loves Disney. I love the Disney parks. I love going to them. I love now the Caribbean Beach Resorts. We may just have to spend the entire evening here because, uh, well, we, let me just say, temper your expectations. So the insides of the rooms are are nothing to sneeze at. So, so I'll be straight. Your friend Ray will be honest with you. Uh, but the outside of this Caribbean beach resort, and, and of course, you, your friend, you know, I live in the real world. I just like to go away to a fake world when I'm on vacation. So I realize that this isn't the real Caribbean, and it's just uh, buildings painted pastel colors but your friend Ray still loves it oh and we were staying at the one I believe we were staying at the beautiful turquoise and pink rooms and uh, it was with so you get we got there we did some checking in and that went fine and they had pine they have a nice sign for the Caribbean beach resort with uh, pineapples and of course, Scooter was worried because he, you know, he's striking his deals on whatever deal sites. So he was afraid we wouldn't get rooms, but we got our rooms. And then it was like a late evening by the time we got checked into the hotel. Probably, if my friend, I don't know, eight, 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 eight p.m. or so. And it was still, you know, the heat was. Uh, it was a lovely night, I remember, because then we walked. They said, "Would you want to take a?" A shuttle to your room or you could walk. This is how you would walk there. And so we took a walk uh, to the room and we got checked into the room. And it was, uh, you know, the rooms are not that great. They're not huge. But we put our stuff in the room and then we walked from the room. Uh, and now this is when it gets good for your friend, right? First of all, you get the night noises in the crickets and the bugs and all those things going. And then Disney is the, uh, they do a really well, good job, my friends, of keeping, uh, you know, they use these retention basins, but they make artificial lakes. So this Caribbean Beach Resort, I think it's built around two different, like, uh, little retention lakes, and I don't know what they're called. I know this Castaway Key, I think, is a place there. But we walk down to the water. And there's a little beaches. Now you can't go in the water there. And now you doubly can't go in the water. But they have nice beaches with little hammocks there. And then every group of hotel rooms has its own little quiet pool. 
uh, which, you know, we, we, we didn't actually swim in any of the quiet pools, but we went, uh, I think we put on a, I wonder if we put on a swimsuits. I don't know the answer to that. And then we walked to the, 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 uh, food court, which they call, uh, old Port Royale. Now, now poor Scooter, he was in for early disappointment. And he may have talked about this, but he had heard they had a, like he had remembered when he was a little boy, he went to this hotel and he, he had gotten cinnamon ice cream there, soft serve cinnamon ice cream. And he, he said it was, he was, he was just hoping to eat that ice cream. They did not have that ice cream. They just had the, uh, uh, run of the mill, uh, uh, like college frozen yogurt thing. Like you would get in a college. And it's a bit like a food court where you look around and you say, well, do I want pizza, burgers? And the food, they're doing, they're trying, I think, because they Scooter's big on wanting vegetables because yeah, if he's going to drink 35 sodas, he wants to have some vegetables. And so he, he got, he, I think he had a nice piece of chicken with, uh, some beans, black beans, and uh, vegetables. So that is not a theme park meal. Uh, and probably about 12 sodas uh, with his dinner. But we got to sit at dinner. We got to eat it outside. And the sun had gone down. They were showing a movie. I believe it was Cinderella or... Uh, I believe it was Cinderella. And they're showing a movie next to the pool. And so uh, we were sitting there eating and the little one was there and she was, you know, excited to be on vacation. And then we went swimming and the thing, the pool has seemed to like the Caribbean pirates of the Caribbean, 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 my friends, it's two different words, I guess. Uh, the answer to where you're being is Caribbean, I guess. I don't know your friend Ray's trying to be funny, but it's now working. But they had two little water slides there, one little one for the little kids, but that was a fast little water slide. And there was no line for that one. Now, this was another place where Scooter gets irritated. Was they had another water slide, which had to go up the staircase, and Scooter doesn't like standing water like that other people's feet have touched. I don't know if he's, I don't think he's talked about that on the show. But so if there's a puddle and he doesn't, if he has bare feet, he gets nuts. And so there was a lot of standing water, which I said, hey, Disney, what's going on with this standing? What's with these puddles? I don't like puddles either. And now I got Scooter. And I think the Scooter also doesn't like, he doesn't like kids bumping into him. So so, so waiting in the the, the line for the, uh, what do you call that thing? The water slide was was a little traumatic for him. And also he doesn't, he doesn't do well. You know, your friend Ray, I love to swim. I love to talk in a pool. You know, I love being in the pool. I love being around people. Now, Scooter, he likes to be under the water, and and that's also true of him. And you know, so he 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 had some time at the pool, but he wanted to give. He said, "Let's get back to the room and go to bed already." And I said, "Well, Scooter, it's such a nice night." He said, "Well, we got to reset our clocks, Ray." And so we spent a little time. I got to meet a couple of people that were working there, but I didn't have you know time to make any real new friends. 
but I did. I really did like the pool. Now, in the, the in scooter would tell you, well, it's just a pool, right, with a bunch of fancy stuff around it. But they had a lot of different places to lie down. Now we were there at night, which I highly recommend because because there's no sun. Uh, but they did have like a little, uh, it looked a bit of like the inside of the ride of Pirates of the Caribbean. It had cloud cannons that shoot steam, you know, uh, water mist. That was cool. It had a zero gravity entry, which I know is a big thing that people like. Uh, and Scooter says, well, what's the big deal about it? And I said, well, Scooter, it's easy to get into. You just walk in like just like you're walking in water. So why do you got to be against uh, zero gravity entry? And he said, Ray, I'll give you zero gravity if you. But so then we walked back to the room, you know, after we dried off. Scooter probably got another. Uh, I think maybe. Did, I wonder if we had any dessert there. I think he had plantains. I don't know if that's considered a dessert, but that was with his dinner. But I think he was a little bit down because he couldn't get his cinnamon ice cream, which I can understand. I said, well, cinnamon soft serve. And his Aunt Molly, she had been the one that recommended it a long time ago, he said. She said, oh, they have this cinnamon soft serve. Her family, Molly and Ed, lovely people, by the way. Oh, Molly and Ed. Now, they... they uh, they live by Scooter's mom and dad, a couple of building cabins down. So I'm always sorry, my friends. Scooter, Scooter had a, he, he dropped something. So I just had to pause it there. I lost my, so, so, so Molly and Ed, that's Scooter's uh, aunt and uncle. And I believe occasionally the daughter, Abby, listens to the show. Abby and Chris, they're a lovely family. Uh, lovely people, and then her sister Betsy and the, the, the brother John. I also have uh, now John. He has a big family, and I think he's he's moving uh, to the to to Los Angeles. And uh, and his cousin Betsy, uh, he's giving me the high sign to talk about uh, Disney. But I, I believe his cousin Betsy, she 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 used to be a librarian. His in Molly's was a librarian. And then Molly, you know, Scooter, one of Scooter's best friend's moms worked with Molly, just in case you need to know any of these things, my friend. You see, I'm like Ancestry.com or something. Your friend Ray, you know, you got to listen. I tell Scooter, you know, you, didn't you read that book, Scooter, I gave you about make small talk? Uh, pretend you're the host of the party. And he says, well, that's a lot of work, Ray. And I say, it's a pleasure, Scooter. And he says, well... And I know he had had his, uh, we had talked about his soda and his uh, introversion. And I know introversion, it's a tough thing, poor Scooter. And especially when he's with me and I'm like a human extrovert. Uh, I put, you know, when he, he, Scooter says to me, Ray, seriously, are you afraid to be alone? And I say, now when it's time to be alone, I'm not. But when it's time to be alone, I'll be alone, Scooter. But so that night came and went. We did not get the cinnamon soft serve. And we had a lovely walk back to the room. And and you do a lot of walking at these parks, as we talked about. So before you go, and if you're new here, you might not have picked up some race tips for these theme parks, which over these next six to eight months, uh, 12 months, however long Scooter Plans are leaking these shows out and having me over to record, but, you know, I, I talk so much, I can't wear my voice out. You know, that's my uh, my bread and butter. But we walked along this, uh, uh, what do you call it, this lake there. 
And we went back to the rooms and we all went to sleep. And the next morning, Scoot is always the first one up, you know. I mean, not normally. He's not a morning person, but he, he uh, you know, with this stuff, anything involving a clock, anything, he's like, okay. So he was already up and he left and he went to go deal with some ticket things because he was trying to understand uh, what, what, uh, what we were going to do for the day, because obviously he can't be, you know, he can't stay in one place. I'll tell you what, if you want to test Scooter, just sit around in a hotel room with no plans. Oh, holy moly. Uh, those are the things where he, he, he gets, so he left and then he came back. He said, Ray, let's go get some breakfast and we'll bring it back for everybody. And I said, oh, what a nice thought. What a nice thought you have. And I said, Scooter, did you ever play I'd Tell My Teen Self? Uh, and he said, no, because I would have to tell my grandma, my preteen self, Ray, before I would tell my teen self, I'd have to get prepped. Uh, so I'd have to tell my, and I said, okay, never mind, Scooter. You're not supposed to think about it so much. But I would say, would you ever tell your teen self to go get some breakfast for everybody? Because that is nice. And he said, I don't know if I would. I, I, I wish I would. And, and anyway, so we had a nice walk to breakfast. And Scooter picked up this, they have this crazy breakfast thing, which reminds me of the McDonald's Big Breakfast, which I could go for one of those, you know, your friend Ray. Uh, but it has like a bunch of things, you know, for one price. And, you know, Scooter, he mainly needs the coffee because he had already drank his room, has the two, you know, they usually give you enough for two cups of coffee. He had already drank that coffee. So I guess that was another thing, was he had to get to the breakfast so he could drink a cup of coffee while we were there, then fill it up again, and then drink that when we were walking. And actually, I think he had had a half a cup of coffee left back at the room that he could mix back in with his coffee. But we had a nice walk in the morning, and that is another time for nice walking at these Disney parks, uh, these hotels. And Scooter said to me, he said, Ray, I want to do some walking with you later. Because this hotel, like we had said, it had these, like, uh, we could see on the other side. Like, so for for Scooter and I's hotel, I don't remember what the name of the place, the they called them villages, you know, based on the different islands in the Caribbean. Uh, but he said, you know, this will be the night of that we go walking because he had seen these uh, boardwalks that went through, like, looked like the trees and things, like a little nature walk. And I said, oh, you'd like to do that with me? And he said, I would, Ray. So then we got the breakfast and we brought it back to the rooms and some people ate and then we got ready to go uh, do some things. But we'll talk about that another time because then later in the day, as evening approached, uh, we went back to the room again. And I think, I don't know if people slept. It was late in the evening. I think Scooter probably had to get a show out uh, or get a show prepped. And then we, you know, we chilled out for a little while. And then we went and it was time to do some walking, Scooter said, because it was dinner time. And when you're at these Disney hotels, you don't really have a huge amount of choice. You know, with, with you can only get this old Port Royale. And so then we went to head to dinner and Scooter said, well, who, would anybody like to go with a, a walk with me uh, uh, through these boardwalks? And uh, I said, you know what, Scooter, I, 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 someone had caught my eye that I, I thought I knew and I wanted to tell her, you know, to, to say, hey, so so 
But uh, and, and I said, he said, please, Ray, please come with me. So I said, okay, Scoot, I'll go with you. But no one else would go with us. But it was this boardwalk. Like, you know, when you go one of those nature walks where you're walking in the wood, it's like if you're going through a bog or something, they'll have these. Or if they want to make it accessible for all people to be able to go into the woods. And it went through some light woods along the side of this thing. But it was it was uh, dusk, my friends. And oh, boy, were we in for a lovely, lovely experience. Because we walked through there, and, and Scooter thought it would be, he thought there would be a bridge across the lake to the eating place. Now, it ended up there was not, my friends. So we walked all the way to the other end of the hotel, but mostly through the woods. And, and Scooter, but you know, God bless his heart, he's always looking out for you listeners. And he said, oh, Ray, if I could get some time to come back here and record in these woods, I could get some really good night sounds. Now, the thing is, this vacation was exhausting for this young man, so he did not get that done. Uh, but we sat there, and as we got deeper, we realized that uh, it was getting darker faster than the sun was setting. And so very soon what had happened is it it, uh, it started to, to thunder and lightning. It did not start to rain, though. And so we were walking, and then we wrapped around the end of the lake through uh, and saw some other beaches. I think Scooter took his shoes off and walked in the sand. And then we walked around, and, and it ended up there was another lake with another whole set of hotel rooms. And I said, thank goodness we're not at those are so far away. And then uh, I don't know if they had any boat train. You could rent a boat here. And I think one time we did see some people that looked like they were fishing. Uh, but there was no boat transport. Uh, but so then we came around to another boardwalk type thing and it went over through a little swampy area. And then it got really dark. So we were watching this thunder, like heat lightning, I guess is what it was, my friends. And it was so beautiful. Oh, the heat lightning. And I think it was real lightning. And then because there was thunder. But just watching the sky with those colors, like the uh, sun had set. So there was the colors of sunset, and then there was these purples and the, the, the dark grays of the clouds and iridescent blues. And it was like a strain, the strain to just not tear up at the moment and say, oh, my goodness, this is lovely. And I think there was also when we were on this boardwalk, I believe during the day, there's some playgrounds or something for the children. But then we walked and then we stopped again at the pool because the lightning had gotten more intense and we were on the water so we could see it reflected in the water and uh, we had a beautiful view of the villages and things. And then we ate dinner, but let me just skip dinner because then we were back where we were. Now, Scooter said he had his little one. He said, I want you to do this walk with me back around. She said, how far is it? He said, oh, you got to see it. And right as we got to the lake, uh, my friends, they started with these fireworks, and it was a mind-blowing fireworks. And they said it was some Star Wars-themed fireworks, so we got to just uh, we got an entire fireworks show. And this is one of the reasons your friend Ray loves these Disney parks, is it feels like you're going somewhere special. Where else do you go when you get fireworks? When you just out and you had Mother Nature's fireworks, and then Star Wars fireworks, my friends. 
And so then we were able to sit on the beach for a little while and push each other in a hammock and watch these fireworks and watch people holding hands and people out for walks. And, you know, your friend Ray was able to say, hey, how you doing? We're just here. We're, we're, uh, we're hammocking around here, barefoot and breathless. Uh, did you see those Star Wars fireworks? They were, I mean, holy R2-D2. I mean, I almost be BB88, BB8 my uh, dentures. I don't have dentures, by the way. Just I said that as a joke. And I said, I said to myself, I said, this feels like Disney Parks Alive, like this is living. And then we walked back through the woods. And I don't think there was any bugs at the time. I don't remember any bugs. I remember Scooter, as I rarely see him, the, the podcast Scooter, you know, he was there. When there's things like lightning and iridescence, holy, he's an iridescent fan in purples. He's like, he said, look, look at those colors in the sky, Ray. A quiet comes over him, and he's enthralled. I, I think that's the proper use of that word. He is enthralled. And then the same thing, we get deep into these woods, and there was a bench. And at first we were joking, you know, his little one didn't get some of the jokes. We said, oh, this is like a lover's bench here in the woods. You know, but he would only be hand-holding, yeah, because it's a Disney, you know, Disney property. But Scooter, he, he, the, you could see the, the, the whole atmosphere, the, the noises of the night, the trees around us in a, you know, in a towering sense, the thickness of the air. He just stood at the uh, edge of this thing looking out. At, and I don't know what he was, it was like he was, like he was crossing over. And he was just soaking it all in, every bug noise. And uh, every drop of humidity in the air, and I, and me and the little one, we were just looking, looking at him. And I said, "This is the same guy that was pacing around the hotel room two hours ago." And then we walk back to the room, and we had one more day at this hotel, but uh, it was very much to to to, to say about it. Uh, other than that, and then we moved. I don't know, my friends. Are you Scooter saying I'm low on time? So I, I, I don't want to overdo it. Uh, but I believe we, we, we got an Uber uh, to another hotel. I'm trying to think what we did. Uh, like, because we, we only had, we had, you know, his deal was up at that hotel. So we had to get out of there. So I think what he, he had done is, you know, we had to put the bags in storage or some such thing, I think, so that he could... Uh, and then, and then we went and did something and then headed back to the hotel scooter. Is that right? I don't know. But we went to another hotel uh, closer to Universal after that. And we had a lovely ride over there, I do believe. And then we checked. I think we did check in earlier in the day. So we uh, we got our bags, checked in with the Bell people because we were there before the room was ready. And that was the first time Scooter found out the next hotel. He said, okay, so I, how am I going to get my bags from here to my next hotel? And they said, well, that hotel's not, is that hotel open? It's not even open. And then that was when his eyes glazed over. And then we checked into that room and then we were lucky enough to take it to like a little boat. So we got to go on a little boat ride on a river. 
And Scooter, the river was a strange color. And Scooter said, is this a natural color of the river or is it is there some sort of dye in here? And they said, well, why don't you ask the boat driver that, Scooter? And then he just stared at me, slack-jawed and, you know, like, Ray, what, what am I going to do? But, I mean, I guess that's your front race first report from vacation the first couple of days a little bit, mostly about that hotel and Scooter. And but overall, I, I would say, I, I can't say that, you know, he we know he drank a lot of soda, but he did a lot of observings for my friend. So it was a good trip. It was a good trip overall. And, and I'll be in here checking in about a vacation. Like I said, he wants me to bring the vacation to you, you know, over the next year or so, you know, to keep the vacation going. So this was your first check-in from your friend, Ray. So good to hear from you, friends. I am so proud of little Andy, and I'm proud of all of you that have been listening to the show or spreading the word about the show or supporting the show or just, you know, saying, let me give this show a try, like, uh, to listen to little Andy. It is his dream, you know, not the dream he dreamed of as a boy, but he loves telling these stories. And he loves trying to, to figure it out. You know, he doesn't just do these stories like off a whim. Even when he does them off a whim, he, he looks at it like a little bit like a puzzle. And he's a puzzling person. So it's interesting to see him persist because, he I mean, that's the sad thing about him. He never really persisted. In this podcast, you don't know the persistence that goes on behind the scenes, my friend. So the, the, the constant... uh effort he's putting in i think you do though so so and your love is felt by him even though he doesn't understand those things so well your friend ray is here to help him with that and he you know he's sometimes he he's an up and down young man so he says uh and we're trying to teach him what hope is and help him learn about hope and as he said on this vacation we went on his relationship with the podcast was changed because before we went on the trip he was very stressed. Uh, he said, I don't know, Ray, what I'm going to do because I can't make this work. You know, I can't get the people to, there's this responses and it's not working. And I don't know what it is. Uh, you know, people don't, there's, there's all these costs and, you know, paying for this and how much time it takes and uh, what am I going to do? And I said, Scooter, you'll figure it out. You figured it out so far. You'll, you'll just, just, just keep at it. But he said, I don't know, Ray. Like, I, I, and he said, I just need to figure out what I need to do. And sometimes when he says that, I think he means, you know, that the, that uh, he's deficient. But then he went on this trip and he said, uh, he just showed me some of the messages. Uh, you know, he, he doesn't reveal anybody's privacy, but he said, listen to this. You know, this person just had someone in the life pass away. And he was touched. I could see it in his eyes. And then he said, this person's dealing with this health issue. Holy moly, Ray! And this person's dealing with this, this, oh, this issue that they've been struggling with for their whole lives, Ray. And the podcast is helping them fall asleep. I can't believe it. And it really had this profound impact on him, where he said, "Ray, I know this show works best three times a week. I know it works best when I put my full effort in, and even though." That's a lot of efforts. That's what it takes to make the podcast that puts people to sleep. 
And he said, I don't know. I'm not going to force it anymore. I don't know how I'm going to do this uh, and, and sustain it, but I'm going to. And, I, you know, at the same time, I'm going to take care of myself. But uh, he said, I'm going to keep doing it. And then when we got back, he said, I forgot how much I love making this podcast to, to put people to sleep. And he said, well, I love that you love making it, my friend. And I love coming on here and being able to talk in your ears here. He said, thank you for uh, indulging me. And I'll be back soon. This is your friend, Ray. So good to be back in your ears. Taking you to sleep uh, is a joy and uh, a pleasure from your friend, Ray. Good night. Yes, these are some new shrubs I've been uh, checking out. Uh, I want to see. I'm thankful for them because uh, they support the show. Shrubs just support the show. These new shrubs, Robert M. Thanks and good night, Nicholas M. Thanks and good night, Jen R. Melanie P. Irma P. Alexandra C. Anne Marie M. Kelly B. France C. Jelene, Jelena, uh, thank you. Jason M., thank you. Rhonda M., thank you. Carl T., thank you with the W. Edward B., thank you and good night. Diane L., thank you and good night. Katie F., thank you and good night. Anne L., Annie L., Anne L., thank you and good night to all. Serena M., thank you and good night. Uh, Caitlin O., thank you and good night. Lily N., thank you and good night. Sabrina, thank you and good night. Doug, thanks and good night. Betsy T., thank you and good night. Ann, thank you and good night. Uh, June, thank you and good night. Lila, Lila, thank you and good night. Marissa B., thank you and good night. Suzanne L., thank you and good night. Uh, Lee K., thank you and good night. Kayla, Kyla, G., thank you and good night. Teresa R., thank you and good night. David P., thanks and good night. Mermel Dad, thank you and good night. Joe S., thank you and good night. Eric S., thank you and good night. Emily R., thank you and good night. Sasman, uh, thanks and good night. Naomi, thanks and good night. Uh, Danielle G, thanks and good night. Maggie C, thanks and good night. Lisa W, thanks and good night. Uh, Sarah H, thanks and good night. Tracy P, thank you and good night. Charlie M, thank you and good night. Diane F, thank you and good night. Heidi L, thanks and good night. Momers uh, J, thanks and good night. Uh, Karen, thanks and good night. Denise, thank you and good night. Chris C, thanks and good night. Georgina, thank you and good night. Uh, Camille, thanks and good night. Avery, thank you and good night. Emily, uh, you, thanks and good night. Madeline F, thank you and good night. Sally M., thank you and good night. Luella, thank you and good night. Uh, Katie K., thanks and good night. Victoria C., thanks and good night. Millicent F., thanks and good night. AJ Y., thanks and good night. Patty R., thanks and good night. Jesse J., thanks and good night. Uh, Abby P., thanks and good night. Jerry W., thanks and good night. 
uh, Aileen M. Thanks and good night. MFM uh, podcast. Thanks and good night. Oh boy, thanks so much and good night. Heather S. Thanks and good night. Victor with K. Thank you and good night. Taylor R. Thank you and good night. Uh, Denise uh, R. To the H. Thanks and good night. Aaliyah. Thanks and good night. Alex F. Thanks and good night. Cheryl Z. Thanks and good night. Charmaine T. Thank you and good night. Travis P. Thank you and good night. Uh, Tam L. Thanks and good night. Beth B. Thanks and good night. Scott T. Thanks and good night. Matt A. Thanks and good night. Jennifer P. Thanks and good night. Susan. Thanks and good night. Justin J. Thanks and good night. Suzanne W. Thanks and good night. Sarah K. Thanks and good night. Uh, Rihanna C. Thanks and good night. Brian E. Thanks and good night. Joseph T. Thanks and good night. Sonia K. Thanks and good night. Heather S. to the M. Thank you and good night. Tanya C. Thanks and good night. Uh, Michelle. Thanks and good night. Jan C. Thanks and good night. Uh, PayPal. Thanks and Melanie, Melody S. Thanks and good night. Uh, Juliana C. Thank you so much and good night. Helena B. Thank you so much and good night. Uh, mine. Thanks and good night. Uh, Julie D. Thanks and good night. Aristeo, thanks and good night. Tom H., thanks and good night. Gerard T., thank you and good night. Glenn W., thanks and good night. Uh, Laura Y., thanks and good night. Uh, Namaskar Yoga, thanks and good night. Christopher W., thanks and good night. Tyler P., thanks and good night. Sally Ann B., thank you and good night. Jessica W., thank you and good night. Uh, Danielle D, thank you and good night. Uh, Lauren B, thank you and good night. Uh, Tara L, thank you and good night. Kevin G, thanks and good night. Bill K, as always, thanks and good night. Uh, Marina, thanks and good night. Spencer D, thanks and good night. Uh, and that's it. Thanks and good night, everybody. And you know what time is podcast recommendation time and Night Vale Presents has discovered another wonderful, wonderful podcast orbiting human circus of the air. That's in parentheses of the air. Uh, this is one of my daughter and I's new uh, drive to school podcasts. The first time we listened to it on 1.5 time and I was driving, so I couldn't reduce the speed. And I don't make many guarantees, but if you like the, this podcast, sleep with me. The Orbiting Human Circus, you should definitely check it out. I mean, it takes place at top. Hey, just, just listen to the first episode. I don't want to ruin it for you. I mean, in a good way. It's surreal. It's funny. It's I mean, even at 1.5 speed, we found the lead character very sympathetic, my daughter and I, and hilarious. So check it out, uh, The Orbiting Human Circus of the Air. Uh, that'll be in the show notes. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls and friends beyond the binary, it's time for the podcast to really try to put my whole heart in. I mean, I guess sometimes I take my whole heart out. I won't be shaking it all about, but I will to get all the heart stuff out. So I guess I am. I'm putting my whole heart in, uh, and then I shake it all about in a hokey pokey like manner. You know why? Cause it's time for sleep with me. The podcast that puts you to sleep.
And tonight's episode of Sleep With Me is made possible with help from Chris Posty Posterson from Sounds Like an Earful Studios, who does our editing and theme music on this episode. Jonathan Mann on our lullabies. He's at jonathanman.net. Honor, honor, and honor artwork is Scotty and Jennifer. And then the listeners have a Facebook group over at sleepwithmepodcast.com slash nods, N-O-D-S, and that is run by Lauren Lida, Summer and Sarah and Julie and Jennifer. Uh, thank you for being here. Uh, hey, you have only tossing, turning, mind racing, trouble getting to sleep, trouble staying asleep. Well, welcome. This is Sleep With Me, the podcast that's here to put you to sleep. We do it with a bedtime story. All you need to do is get in bed, turn on, uh, turn out the lights, and press play. I'm gonna do the rest. I don't know. I didn't. I didn't mean to say turn on the lights. Don't get in bed. Turn on the lights. And then turn. You could turn on the lights and turn out the lights. Sometimes it's darker then. You know, because your eyes are still adjusting. Then play, press play. Turn on the. Well, no. Leave the lights on and press play. Sometimes. If you need them, but turn on the lights, press play. I'm gonna do the rest. What I'm gonna do is create a safe place. As I like to say occasionally, I like to pat it, rub it, and, uh, I don't know, pat it something, rub it down, safe place, you know, so you see, I'm smoothing out a safe place for you here, where you can set aside whatever's keeping you awake, whether it's thinking, overthinking, you know, just general, you know, anything with the brain, you know, with the thoughts, let's just say thoughts, let's not overthink it, let's say thoughts. Maybe could I simplify? Can I complicate this intro by simplifying it? So whatever's keeping you awake, I want to take your mind off that. Whether it's thoughts, feelings, uh, physical feelings, or emotions, uh, like uh, or something in between all of those things, it could be something you know, could be uh, noises inside, you know, stomach stomach growling. So that's also a sensation. Could be a person delay list, you know, poor list making, snoring partners, travel, change in routine, seasonal changes. That's what we're in the midst of now. Uh, but whatever it is, I'd like to take your mind off it. And the way I'm going to do it is I'm going to send my voice across the deep dark night. For those of you on second shift or third shift, you know, the, deep, the, the I'll be sending across the figurative deep dark night. Hopefully you've got some good curtains or a sleep mask uh, so that, you know, that would help with the metaphor. But uh, either, either you know, cover pillows over your head, whatever it is, I'm going to send my voice across the deep dark night. I'm going to use lulling, soothing, creaky, dulcet tones, pointless meanders, uh, like... Uh, d- 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 Word, word dribbles, dribbling words, dribbling right out of my mouth, pooling in my mouth. Then I'm trying to contain them or, you know, contain their exit from my mouth. But sometimes they dribble. Uh, it's like, you know, uh, spontaneous invention. So this time I'll talk about it. Like I did try to come up with a word bib about 40 episodes ago or so to catch my word dribbles. That did not catch on for some reason. Like, they uh, think, like, there's this place called Sand Hill Road down in Palo Alto. And they used to, I don't know if it still has the reputation for being a place where you go for investments. But I, I've acquired a Sand Hill Road uh, 
the reputation where it's called not being welcome. And with the word bib, I was just trying to shout out about it. Like I would go in one of those corporate parks and I thought this was good. You know, I said, well, I'm looking for some advantage because I tried that one looking for investors, but they have those gatekeepers, you know, cause these are companies. So that didn't, you know, that backfired. They said, well, what are you calling? I said, a word bib. And they said, have you tried a children's? And I said, this is for adults, for adults that spill their word, the dribble. Do you dribble any words? Uh, sentence fragments. Do you ever have any sentence fragments fall right out of your mouth and it's uh, all over your clothes? So then I tried going to the corporate parks there myself and saying, hear ye, hear ye. Here's probably a better idea. Don't wear a sandwich board. Like uh, the second time I did not wear a sandwich because then they know, you know, right away. If you have a sandwich board, usually I don't want to like rail against sandwich board wearers. But for the most part, that's like a wacko alarm. They go right for you. Um, A sandwich board. I don't even know why it's called a sandwich board either. I would assume because people would sell sandwiches with the board. Uh, but po- it's like a poster board with uh, like some sort of foam core. I think that's what they call it nowadays. Give me, a you know, one of those foam cores. And that's what I said at the store. And then I said, you know, I need this with some sh- shoulder straps. And they said, are you doing a sandwich board? What are you, is this your Halloween costume? I said, no, no, no. This is for a pitch, a new pitch I'm working on for word bibs. And this person, I don't know if, I think this, I don't think this is, this was, was it, what store was it? I can't remember what store this was. Oh, yeah, uh, sandwich boards g- galore. And a foam core. Anyway, not important, but I said, yeah, I'm going to, like, here's how, here's how I do my pitches. I'd pitch it on the podcast to people that are asleep with, the, the, you know, the uh, unrealistic expectation that Chris Saka or someone, but someone, you know, that would just give me the money, less intense. I don't need to answer any questions about it. You know, that they would just say, okay, word bibs, holy moly. You see, you know, the, the, that market, this is an untapped market. And, or the date mo, date moi, any of the other ideas that I've, that I, I guess, uh, maybe I should come up with a mediocrity steeper. They say, well, tea's popular. You know, I have a few different tea steepers. And, I've, you know, the, that's usually what they say. Your ideas are steeped in mediocrity. Orig- original but mediocre. That's the Sandhill. Because they also, that was nice of them. They gave me a report card. There was just one company. And I forget the woman's name who ran that fund. But she was nice enough to give me a report card. Because this was my second time when I said, hear ye, hear ye. Uh, but I didn't say it like that. I had a you know bullhorn, and I, you know then I talked about the word bib. That was my pitch. Oh, but here's a pitch for you because surely you're here for a sleep podcast. It'd be pointless meanders. That was one of them. Uh, adventures steeped in mediocrity and you know mundane. You'd say, well, what kind of sco- what kind of adventure did Scooter have in his 14 minute intro this week? Well, he uh, stood outside a. a I can't remember if he was talking about his Halloween costume or I think he was talking about a sandwich board. He didn't say what he wrote on it. Uh, I forgot to, by the way, I forgot to have anything written on the sandwich board. That was another sign that I was, you know, they, they got rid of me fast. Uh, 
except for the freaking high school kids. They wrote on the back of the sandwich board um, stuff about me, but I couldn't see it because it was on the back of the sandwich board. But yeah, I don't know. It wasn't really an adventure. He just went to an office park and tried to get a sell word bibs. And, uh, and they say, some people would say, why don't you kickstart that or go fund it or whatever? And I'd say, no, it's too much. I'm looking for someone to take the idea. I want, you know, I'd like 60% ownership, 60 to 70 to 90% of the dough money. But, you know, that's it. I'm just giving the ideas out. I, actually, I'd like a word bib, like uh, mediocrity steeper. I don't need that. Like, I could, I could, you could, you could pay me for it, the idea. Uh, but I'm actually trying to, un, you know, I'm trying to, like, twist the, you know, I've steeped enough in that. Uh, I'm good. I'm good. You know, you know, take de-steep, de- I've been ste- over-steeped, you know, I'm leaching tannins or whatever. Uh, tea-based humor you could think of. And it was, I thought I was talking to the audience, and I got so that's an example of a pointless meander. Uh, take your mind off stuff. Let, let me posit this. While you were picturing me down on Sand Hill Road at the office parks and the, the CEO of the great, I think it was called the, uh, I don't know, I think it was the Eagle Fund. They gave me a report card. That was nice of them. And I think if the intention, I don't know if they were laughing, you know, after they gave it to me. So if, the, if they were laughing, wasn't nice. But if the intention was, uh, what is that called? The good kind of criticism, constructive criticism, um, probably might be helped. You know, it might, might have been a kind report card. Um, or it could have just been, you know, two, you know, it could have been one of those misguided ones where now I just keep trying to pitch new ideas. Once I, the mediocrity steeper does not seem like it's worth, uh, you know, that much of a hassle. But, you know, the next idea after that, since word bibs hasn't taken off, you know, maybe they'll want to invest in gingerbread press. My publishing might get to be, and they said, well, why don't you just do an imprint scooter? And I said, well, Maybe I said I don't know what that is, but you should maybe not. I said that sounds I don't know. I mean, actually, believe it or not, creative brain. I'm in the middle of a podcast intro that I. But it, while I was talking about all that, hey, hey, listener, sorry, I'm back. Uh, by the way, welcome. This is your first few times here. This is a pretty strong dose of the podcast. Uh, but but have you been thinking about any of the stuff that's been keeping you awake? Because that's the purpose of the show. So the way the show works. Usually we have, you know, the first uh, four or five, six minutes, you know, we set up, we do the credits, we do the one thing that's sponsoring the show. Usually I like to recommend something. Uh, then we have an intro, 12 minutes. All this will be time stamped. A lot of people love the intro. You don't need to love the intro because it's time stamped, so you could skip it. But the intro is about 12 minutes of this kind of uh, meandering, misguided metaphoring of the podcast. It you kind of ease you into the old uh, sleepy. Don't sleep in a bathtub, but don't. This is a metaphor, but a sleepy bath, the sleepy bath of this podcast. What about self-purifying bath water? How, oh, that's called a hot tub. Sorry, I am. Um, said that was that was good. That that was maybe that was from the report card. Maybe I've got like a constructive criticism brain going. So a podcast meant to take your mind off stuff. Then we'll go into an episode here. We'll have a guest on, and they'll kind of talk about some stuff for 40, 50 minutes. 
Uh, then we'll close out with some thank yous. And there's there's different timestamps in the show. So so if you're new here, just give the show a few couple couple few tries. Um, see if it helps you out. You're under no pressure to fall asleep. You're under no pressure to listen. And there's also no right or wrong way to use a podcast. That's why I'm talking about the timestamps this particular week. Because uh, some people, they get woken up towards the end, so they'll set their sleep timer for, you'll, they'll look where the thank yous start, and they'll just set their sleep timer to end right before the thank yous start. Or just set your sleep timer for whatever, 55 minutes or so. Uh, some people want to, some people don't like the intros, so they'll just start straight at the story. But some people, I guess there's a few people out there that don't like the intro is, is, is not a traditional podcasting intro. It's a sleep, it's, it's also, it's a, it's got some sleep methodology in there. Uh, so I don't want anybody, like, you don't have to listen to the intro, but I've heard some people saying, oh, it's, a, it's like a 14 minute infomercial or something like that. And it's, it's just not, it's like a, like a meandering, it's a micro, my, I don't know what it is. I do. I, I do, but I always try to explain it. Four hundred and sixty something episodes. I'm still trying to explain what the podcast is and what the intro is. Well, you know, you'll miss out on you know sam sandwich board adventures. Maybe that'll be a book by Gingerbread Press. Uh, sam the sandwich board adventurer. Sandwich board adventures. Sandwich board adventurer. And then it would be funny if I'm because I'm trying to get venture capital. You know, a boom. So that's about it. Like, if you're new here, I'm glad you're here. Like I said, give it a few tries. But podcast episodes an hour, so just kick back and and drift off. Uh, ideally, like my voice will just slowly, you know, more. Like I'll go from making no sense to very little sense to you'll wake up, your alarm will go off at the tomorrow. Uh, but I've been there, lying in the deep dark night. That's why I make the show. So let me tell you, I'm really glad you're here, and I really hope I really yearn to help you fall asleep. So thanks for stopping by. Uh, before we get to the story here, if I could just remind you to use our uh, link if you're going to be shopping on Amazon for the holiday season. Make sure to pick up some Badger Bomb, sleepwithmepodcast.com slash shop, S-H-O-P. You'll get those same great prices, great Cyber Monday holiday shopping stuff. You'll get all your Legos or your Playmobil, or whatever toys you choose to purchase, or, you know, like the stuff for adults, because Santa's supposed to bring the friggin' toys. Uh, But just in case, you know, if you're you're a parent and you have kids listening now, you know, buy your kids extra toys, holy moly, and use our link. Then it's a win-win-win, sleepwithmepodcast.com, except for the parents. You'll have happier kids, sleepwithmepodcast.com slash shop. Get over to Amazon. You know, get 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 it going. Sorry, I get that. I get that. You know, pre-holiday fever. Thanks. Hey, so I'm here. Welcome to another episode of Sleep with Me. Uh, I don't know where I'm like, but I'm here with my neighbor Ray. So, this is like, if you if you've, you haven't listened to a lot of episodes, I have this neighbor Ray Perkins, who he's an older adult. I don't know again Ray's age. I would guess, uh, like, he's in here, so he can't really guess someone's age. It's uncomfortable. Somewhere between 55 and 100. I don't know. I don't think he's 100. Ray, are you 100? No, he's shaking his head. Uh, But to say Ray is an optimist, to say Ray is charming, those would be true. Ray is the most, uh, I like to call him the most well-adjusted person I know. 
but that wouldn't be saying much, but probably maybe even for the most part, I mean, Ray, you know, Ray's a human. So you got, you know, Ray's got some things going, but, uh, really nice, friendly guy. And one of the things when Ray comes on the show for the most part, it's because Ray loves theme parks, uh, particularly Disney parks like Disney world and Disneyland. But I think tonight, ideally, I never know, you know, I can't control Ray because he's my neighbor. But we'll talk about a different, another theme park tonight, uh, hopefully. Right, Ray? So, like, uh, without further ado, I'm going to turn things over to my neighbor, Ray. Oh, hello, 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 everybody. This is your neighbor, Ray, your friend, Ray. And it is so good to be back here in your ears, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls and friends beyond the binary. I'm your friend Ray. I'm Ray Perkins, by the way. Pr- pleasure to meet you if you're new here. I don't know how many new people are here. Now, S- Scooter is, uh, I-, I like to call him Little Andy. Sometimes I call him the pod boy, our little pod boy, Little Andy. Uh, but I've been his neighbor now for, for, for quite some time, and uh, I have a great affinity for this young man. And then he became the pod boy when he started this podcast. Of course, he didn't tell me about it right away. But, you know, I have a keen eye for these things. So I say, because he was always, and ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, friends beyond the binary, you should pat yourselves on the back because you really have affected this young man. I mean, because he used to come home, you know, in various states of disarray, we'll say in a polite way, with disarray, it's a... My name is Ray, but even when he wasn't in disarray, he was a little bit of a little bit of a grouch would be an understatement, and he would like to he would pretend that one of his best moves. Well, he has a lot of moves to avoid talking to people like me. He, he, he the fake phone call, like uh, he'll see me and then he'll be like, "Oh yeah, yeah." Anyway, and then he would try to turn away. And just give me a wave. But many times, you know, I knew he was not on the phone. He'll do the, uh, he'll see me out of the corner of his eye, then do a stop pocket check. I forgot something somewhere. That's another move he uses to avoid talking. Uh, Acting like he's interested in something either on his phone or where he's out of my eye line. So he'll pretend like he's looking at a bird and just walk right by me. And I know it's, you know, it's just the pod boy. I, I, I wish he would love the world as I see the world with love. And your friend Ray's no Pollyanna. I know the world's not, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a place with rough and sharp edges, but I like to view it uh, with an excitement and a palpable. But, but I got to tell you, speaking of excitement, oh. Oh, my friends, by the way, it's so good to be back in your ears. Thank you for having me in your ears. Uh, this is your friend Ray, and it is good to see, good to be talking with you again. I'm just so happy to be back here. But speaking of delightful was this summer that I spent with this young man, Pot Boy, and his family that he said, leave, him, leave them out of it as much as I can with the talking. Uh, But this summer we went down to Orlando, Florida, and we spent some time down there. And I talked about it a few months ago, about all the hotels, because one thing the pod boy loves to do is save money. And he loves to figure out the deals. So we talked about that a few episodes ago, how we had to change hotels almost every night to save money. 
but also the poor pot boy. He thought that would be exciting. And it was, there was some, some fun things about it, but it was, uh, I think he even realized the time you want a hotel room when you're on vacation. I mean, think about it. Any vacation, whether you're with a family and you want, you have a young one or whether you're with a like a romantic partner or whether you're even flying alone, you're really the nicest time to have a hotel room is when you're supposed to be not in there between 11 and 5 p.m., especially in Orlando in the summer, because you could take a nap, you could get cool, you could, you know, if you, if you could make some sweet, not with the pad boy, but, but, you know, you could make some sweet nothing, if you know what I'm saying. You know, you could take a shower, before, you know, or you could combine, don't combine a nap in the shower, but you, the other, you know, all nice things you could do. Anyway, I, I, but so the pad boy and I, he said that the listeners are really looking forward to hearing about Harry Potter land. And he said, Ray, you got to, and I said, but we went to the water parks. Shouldn't we talk about the water parks? And he said, no, skip the water parks. And next time we'll record, we'll talk about the water parks. I think he also likes how I say water park. So he said, Ray, mention the water parks, but don't. So I think this was a cheap one for him to get me to say water park. Well, oh, so we had this time. So let me think about how did we get to the Harry Potter land. And let me set the stage for all of that. I remember we took an Uber because we were, of course, uh, spoiler alert, we were changing hotels. And now this is when, you, when you're working with the Pad Boy that you have an adventure, like the adventure is good because we were staying at a hotel near the Universal where the, where the Harry Potter land is. And this would be a pro-am tip for all you that I learned from Scooter. So Scooter, so the, the Universal, they have their own hotels. And now they have more than a few hotels. But the, the, the three, there's three of the hotels that cost a little bit more money. And what Scooter did was he found out that if you stay at those three, one of those three hotels, you get uh, to go to the front of the line the day of check-in and the day of checkout. But Scooter also said these hotels, they obviously cost more money. So Scooter ran all these sort of friggin' crazed searches trying to find the one day in two weeks that was the cheapest rate in one of those three hotels. Uh, then he figured out if you get some sort of pass, you get another 30% off of the room. So he got a room for one night at this this nice hotel, but at this lowest rate he could possibly find. It was still, uh, you know, Scooter doesn't like to pay over $150 for a hotel room. And that's out the door. And let me tell you, if you run a hotel, don't don't ask Scooter about paying, paying for parking or a resort fee because, he, you know, you could consider the reservation canceled. So I think this was right around that, that he, he had found a way to get it down around that price. And then he was already worried, like, about the resort fee and the parking. You know, because it is a bit like buying a car. You say, well, how much is the room? And then they say, well, we got to, it's 150 plus the taxes. And Scooter said, no, 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 it's either 150 or get hit the road. But he had already dealt with all these things before. So we had staying at this hotel. But Scooter, you know, he gets he gets uh, intense, and then the, we we had gone over there, 
And I'm not, I'm wondering if the I don't think the hotel room was ready. It was not because Scooter had work to do. So we went over the hotel. We checked into the hotel. We got the passes so we could go to the front of the line. And we were with his little one and her mother. And we we all got our passes. And then we uh, took a I believe we took a boat. Uh, Scooter's not in the room. But they have a little water. Oh, yes, because Scooter talked about this on the show. So they have a little water taxi that goes from the hotel to the Universal Park. Now, it doesn't actually go to the park. It goes to, like, where they have the club, like, the restaurants and the nightclubs and those things. But it goes close there. And and, uh, and that was the first. And, and this is good for me because it, it starts to get me in the theme park zone. Now I'm not walking or taking an Uber, a bus, or a car. I'm in, I'm, in a, I'm in a little boat so I can say, oh, boy, Ray, here we are. We're shipping off to another world. Uh, but so we, we, we got in the water taxi and the one observation that was made was that the water was a strange color blue. And now Scooter refused to ask the boat captain, is it because the water, is the water colored this strange color, blue green, I would say, or is it, uh, is it uh, the, the the bottom of the water, you know, because it's a man-made, uh, these were canal-like things. But, oh boy, we were having a time on this, uh, this, this boat ride. And you go down a little canal and you pass a couple, of, I think you pass one other hotel. And then you pull in and, and it was, I, I believe it was like a, in the morning, like 10, 11 in the morning, we will say. And then we went into the park, and it was already pretty busy at this Universal Park. It was very, uh, very busy. Uh, what can I tell you? And then Scooter, he also has an application that he would pay for that tells you what rides to go on in what order and uh, what, what the wait times are. But when you're with a little one, she says, she's not a little one, by the way. She's a young lady. She's nine years old. But when they say, oh, there's the Gru ride, can we go on the Gru ride? They say, well, it's a, that, that's not what you do. When you go in, you don't go on the first ride. But then any child said, well, I'm here at the park to go on a ride. And it was very hot, as I said, it was very hot. So then we went into the Gru ride, and you're supposed to go to the front of the line, but this is very busy. So this was a bit of a buzzkill. Even, even Ray, I'll admit it, like we got into this line and it's heat and it's waiting. And we're saying, what are we waiting for if we have these passes here? And then you feel guilty because the line was, I think the regular line was 120 minutes, two, two hours to wait in this line uh, to go see Guru. And and, uh, and it was one of those, uh, what are those called? Uh, it was a theater where you watch a 3D movie in chairs that kind of move, but they, they just they don't move. Uh, they have motion. They don't not they do not move. And you know the lovely Steve. This was the Despicable Me ride, and you have the lovely Steve Carell. I believe he plays Gru. And there was it was good theming on the inside and lots of funny jokes. And then we, you know, the minions are very cute. Kevin is my favorite minion in case you're keeping score. And Kevin, I think, is the most, uh, Kevin may be the only named minion, at least the one, only one I know about. But so we waited and then we went on that ride and uh, it was exciting ride. Very good, uh, 
I think uh, I just remember going through a factory or something. But then what was a little bonus afterwards, you know, all these rides, they go into the gift shop, just like a Banksy exit through the gift shop, they say. That was the Banksy movie. But we we exited before we got to the gift shop in the exit mini chamber, middle chamber. Uh, there was a dance party with uh, with minions. And then even Scooter was was ready to dance with the minions. And then unfortunately, when we got there, it was time for the break. But we, you know, it was fun to see minions dancing. Uh, so we did that. And it looks from the outside, it looks like Gru's house, which was cool. Now, after this, I get a little mixed up. Like, I believe what we have, like uh, this, the other big rides. Now, we, we are there with a nine-year-old, remember? So this was when things got difficult because there was a there's a, a Transformers ride, and I think that is probably the next ride we went on. Uh, we may have. I'm trying to think. Ray, what did we go on next? It was either I believe it was a Transformers ride. Now with Transformers, they're a little bit bigger and louder, and even for a nine year old, they're a little intimidating. And so we went on that ride. And that line was not very bad, and that ride is uh, was one of these kind of rides that I think Universal specializes in, which you kind of learn, which is you're in a car, and the car is moving, but there's also three-dimensional uh, movie screens that your car and physical sets that your car moves in between. So kind of like a hybrid between a uh, roller coaster ride and a just a three dimensional movie, and this was very well done. It was it was, uh, but it was a little intimidating for the young one. Not t- not not anything you know, but she said, "Oh, well, I don't know about that ride." And let's see, but I think Bumblebee was in the ride, Optimus Prime, uh, Star Scream, Star Screecher. Mega, mega, mega brain. There was some sort of thing that sucked stuff. I think that was called scavenger, scounger, some such thing. And your job is to rescue the blue spark. And as far as getting away, I, I even like to judge these cues. You know, I like to get into the zone. And this one, the universal cues, the waiting in line, that's what it's called. Uh, they're just all right. Now, Disney, I think the Disney people have gotten, I'm sure it's internal debate about what you're going to spend your money on. But they still have an upper hand there. But I don't think Disney has very many, or if any of these rides like this. Universal may have too many, in my opinion, but they, they, they're, they're quite exciting. Uh, but that one, it tried to get you in the zone. There was buttons you could push. They didn't do anything. And then there was TVs with cameras because you're waiting. And I think the yeah, bad Transformers had t- taken over New York City. But the, the ride itself was very, very good, very good, uh, very loud. This is a loud place, this Universal. Also, at some point, this is when Scooter would go off the rails with the soda because he bought one of the unlimited soda cups at some point not long after this. And then he would never be the same. But so we went on the Transformers ride. Now, if my memory, this is only if my memory serves me, but the next ride we went on was the Mummy ride. 
And this one was even tougher on the young one because this one is a roller coaster indoors, but also, I mean, very impressive. Oh, my friends, like this one, it is a roller coaster, but with kind of like moments like a little bit like Indiana Jones in the Disney or Pirates of the Caribbean, not so much like Pirates of the Caribbean. Uh, but there are parts like that where you're like, am I on a roller coaster or a car or boat? Uh, but just a little bit too much, uh, you know, again, very loud. And it goes upside down, which I don't think the little one liked. And if you don't like going upside down. Uh, but, 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 oh boy, Ray, Ray liked that ride. Uh, I liked it a lot. That was a good ride. Now, another thing, this these parks here at Universal, you got to remember is that these parks uh, that you can't really bring any things on the ride uh, because it's, the rides go so fast. So you always have to put things into a locker uh, outside of the ride. So the ride, the ride is normally free. The lockers are free, but if you have a bag or a backpack, it can get irritating because you constantly have to stop and put everything in this locker. So, but, but, but they make it pretty convenient. It's just, it's just one extra thing you got to get used to doing that Ray was not used to doing. Now, not like I'm an old man with a fanny pack, uh, or a sling, but I like to have things, you know, to, to charge my phone. And with you, when you're with a young one, you like to have a bag so you could get, you know, make sure all the needs are met. So after this, it was a little bit hard because we lost the trust of the young one because he said, well, I don't know if I like these rides anymore. I won't be going on the Mummy of Transformers ever again. So we said, okay, okay, that's that's our bad. So then we went, uh, we said, well, there's a little E.T. ride. That should be easy on you. So we went over on E.T., which is an older ride where you ride on a bicycle. Scooter dropped his water bottle on somebody's feet, and then he didn't know what to do. So that was awkward, because he had a giant uh, metal water bottle, a humongous water bottle. So this was early in the trip before he became a soda, a soda lunatic, and then he said, well, what do I need water for when I could just drink soda? So that was embarrassing, and Scooter was very stressed. But the E.T. ride is very pleasant. It's very strange, beyond strange, this ride. If you have done any sort of hallucinogens, you may have ridden this ride. Or if you've ridden it, it'll be... We've gone through Scooter and I and his brother, and we tried to plot it out. And no offense to Steven Spielberg, a genius, a genius, but... uh, a uh, strange ride, very Disney-like of the Disney, they call them the dark rides, where you just ride through and you see things and they sing. And But I said, what is this with the singing with the little ETs? The, the little ETs, why are they singing? And they, because I think we had gone to save the planet. Uh, so it was just, it did, I said, there's no singing in E.T. as far as I know. Does it, did E.T. ever sing? Where the uh, Reese's Pieces? Uh, but you do ride a bike, and then E.T. says your name at the end, and that's some older technology, but it's in, then E.T. doesn't always get it correct. I think he called uh, the young one Sababa, some, some such thing. He said, thank you, Ray. 
like it's more robotic than that. But it did sound like E.T. at the same time. But E.T. sounds a bit like a robot. Now, of all the things, that, that ride does have a pretty good cue because you're indoors, but you're in a forest. So, uh, but there's usually not a wait for that ride anyway, which is nice. Then we didn't have to wait. Now, I believe after this, we went to see an animal show, though don't quote me, but I, I believe we went to see like a performing animal show. Scooter does not like those things. Scooter, you know, Scooter can't sit still. And, you know, he doesn't really like to laugh. And But it was one of those, you know, cute little animal shows with a lot of trained animals, very talented animals at this park. You know, they had dogs, they they had cats that performed. I didn't, I, I couldn't believe my eyes. Many cats performing. And there was cats performing with birds. I mean, not exactly together, but on the same stage. And of course, you got otters. I mean, give me an otter show. I love the otters. And I think they may even had a seal. I don't know what the star of the show is. Usually it's like a bird, like a two, like a, some birds and dogs, uh, the stars of those type shows. A pig, they had a couple pigs that were funny. And then they had audience participation, which is always nice. And uh, the, But then there was also advertisements, which I said, what is this? There was an advertisement for a movie in the middle of the show. And I realized it's a brand thing and all that, but I said, well, I'm not here to watch a freaking three-minute trailer of a movie uh, that, I, that I went and saw with Scooter later, and I did not enjoy Scooter, did not like that movie either. Uh, and it's a little bit of a tie-in. Uh, but we went that now after that, and after the animal show, we went into Springfield from the movie Simpsons. They have a Springfield set up here. Now, at first, this was very hard on Scooter because right on the water, they have a bar where they serve Duff beer. And so that was very hard on Scooter. I mean, he, he, uh, he was in, he, you know, he had to, he, he had to be keep it constantly distracted and constantly drinking soda because he cannot drink the alcohol. But not as hard as, not as hard. He didn't really get bummed out, but he, you know, he, and they also have Moe's Bar. So that was hard going in there. But Scooter just ran through there. He, he, but then he had, he did get in an argument in there, but, but we'll get to that. Not a big one. Uh, but so we went on a little ride where you, the, the aliens from Simpsons, they have a little ride and the aliens tell jokes and you kind of spin around. Uh, like on, uh, like arms, like in little UFOs and the little one in Scooter and I went on that. Now at this point, my friends, it was brutally, brutally hot there. So it was very, oh boy, was it hot. And then, uh, we, uh, we went, uh, we had lunch and that was horrible. Uh, Scooter was, that's when Scooter got in an argument uh, be, just because it was so busy and hot, and it, w w of all, most of this park is very, very well run. But the Simpsons, they have all these different places to eat from the show, and it's very popular. And so they try to like uh, to show you to your seat, and you're waiting in a long line. And it's just awkward because it's like your cafeteria style. So a lot of people aren't used to, you know, just people People can be really human beings sometimes, especially at these parks and the standing. 
or the bumping and you say, I got a tray full of soda here. Why are you bumping into me? Or, you know, the kids are in different stages of meltdown or unsupervised running into my legs. So that was tough. But when we did get the food, it was, it was, I don't think it went in, in, in any way. It was fun because you could order different things from the show. And this is when Scooter made his soda purchase of unbelievably, unrefer- always fillable soda. And immediately he was wondering where he could, like he drank his soda before he ate his food. And then he said, I need a refill. And there wasn't a refill machine, and it was so busy. So he said to the one of the workers, where can I get my soda refilled? They said, go into Moe's bar and tell the bartender. And Scooter made the sound, you know, because he didn't want to do that. But then he went in, and this was like a regular bar, a Moe's bar, and a Moe's tavern, whatever it is. And regular bartenders, they don't want to refill sodas that they're not going to get a tip on. So him and Scooter, they had a little bit of a thing because Scooter said, I need a refill on my soda. And they said, well, I'm going to have to charge you. And then I believe Scooter said, well, you could talk to, no, you know. And they said, well, that's not our policy. And then I think Scooter said, well, you know. And then they said, so, but the soda got filled up and Scooter was watching. So they didn't do anything to his soda. Luckily, I think that, you know, kept Scoot out of Moe's bar forever. I mean, and also he said, you know, hopefully I don't, you know. So then we finished eating there. Then we went on the Simpsons ride, which is a very fun ride. Holy moly. It used to be the Back to the Future ride. And then it became uh, the Simpsons ride. And it's it's an older ride, so the, the graphics are a little bit older. And it's a giant motion projector. So you sit in a car. And then it's a big projection on the screen, a huge screen. Uh, But very, very funny, very fun ride. Oh, what a fun ride. And very funny Simpsons jokes while you're waiting in line. And Sideshow Bob and, you know, everybody's favorite uh, protagonist, uh, antagonist from Simpsons and Homer. And there was smells, and it, it was a good, good, we, I don't know how many times we've been on that ride, but then we had won the young one back because now she had had E.T. and then the Simpsons ride and the little spinning ride. So, And we may have gone on that thing twice in a row. And then we went on uh, Men in Black, which is a ride where you go, and uh, that was very much like a typical Disney ride where you're shooting at the aliens from Men in Black. Uh, like a like a shooting arcade back in the old days, or an arcade game, a video game, console game, I believe we would call it now. But you're in a car, it's a dark ride, as they call it, when you're driving around a metropolis, whichever, I don't know if it was New York City or Los Angeles. I guess it was New York City because they had the... Uh, uh, flushing meta, but anyway, you go through and you're supposed to save the day and you're keeping score. And Scooter and his daughter are very competitive people, so then they were trying. Now Scooter, he won every time. He he's very good at a uh, 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 pretending to shoot aliens. Uh, so aliens out there, don't bother Scooter. And that ride is fun because you have. Uh, Will Smith and Tommy Lee Jones and Rip Torn, the voice of Rip Torn's always nice to hear. 
And so we went on that ride. And then, my friends, it was time to walk over towards Harry Potter land. Now, there's two Harry Potter lands in this park. Oh, I should say the Universal, because there's two Universal parks, Universal Studios, which is the park we were in, and then uh, Monster, uh, what is it called, uh, Islands of Adventure, which is next door. And so in uh, Universal Studios, they have London, Harry Potter, London. And then the uh, Universal Adventure, they have uh, uh, Hogwarts. Uh, But you can buy a ticket and you can take a train, the Hogwarts Express, of course, between the two places. But they also have the exterior of London. So we walked over there. They have the night bus. The night night, And my friends, I haven't read any of these Harry Potter books or movies. But this little one, she was so excited. It was a joy. So she said couldn't believe that the night bus was there. And then we met the night bus driver, and he was very funny. And pictures were taken with the night bus driver, and it's a London waterfront. And so many details. There's this giant fountain and these giant lamp posts with the sort of carvings and decorations and things. Uh, there's a red phone booth, which you could call and find out secrets about the night bus and things. That was fun. Oh, there's a night bus even had like an animatronic uh, little thing on the bus that was talking to the night bus driver. That was funny. And I think it was even inactive, like the audio animatronic thing must have had a camera somewhere so they could make fun of like uh, talk to the people. So that was very nice. You can't go on the night bus, but you could look at it and take your picture there. And then you go in the phone booth and also outside, I don't know the, I think Dobby's the name of the character or something, but you yell up to a window because there's these like London brownstone type buildings. And then I don't know if it's Charing Cross Station or what, uh, that's the exterior to go into London. So you can't even see into this Harry Potter land. It's very cool. Uh, but she called up to Dobby, a snobby or something, and then it opens the windows and it looks out at you. And everyone was delighted, and then she was a little afraid to knock on a door. Then we knocked on the door, but nothing happened. Scooter, at this point, needed to go get soda two more times, run to machines to get soda. And then, believe it or not, Scooter, at some point, Scooter had to go back to the hotel to uh, to, to work on the podcast, which uh, we, we, we'll get to here. But we'll get into little Harry Potter. So we then we made our way. Now, I was waiting to hear. I had heard there was some sort of walking through a wall delusion. So I was thinking it was there. But I think you just walk around some corners. And then you come out, and it is so impressive. My friends, this place is, uh, you you do gasp. Literally, you gasp when you walk in here. Like, because you're already in this manufactured theme park world, but then you go through here, and your senses are cut off, and you're in this uh, uh, Harry, Potter, Harry Potter version of London, as they say. That was my, my oh, my friends, that was my little Harry Potter. But you see, you see this uh, Gringotts Bank with this uh, giant uh, lizard on top of it. 
And there's just shops. It is so detailed, my friends. At one point, we will go through the details because I'm just going to give you a little overview here. But you look down and up the, up the street is the Gringotts Bank. Then the Weasley shop is right there. And I couldn't even believe just the one shop. It's like a three-story shop. There's like a giant uh, three-story figure uh, coming through the roof and tipping its hat or some such thing. And every window is decorated and they have jokes and different like things you could purchase or imaginary things from the movie. And oh, the kids, as soon as they see it, they are shaking. Holy, and they go in. She went into the Weasley shop and shopping around. And then there's a couple of the shops near Weasley's. I don't know what, what else. The, I mean, I see there was shops for everything. You just, just like the movie. I mean, you're pretending you're shopping for your cauldrons and your broomsticks and your robes. I think there might have been a robe shop. And then across the street from the Weasley's was a restaurant we would eventually eat at. I don't know if it's three broomsticks or the other one. Uh, but also to the right is another area, which we did not go in this time. But I think where you could get some butter beer, you could get the, this where they have the shows and it's nicely over, covered over. There's like enclosed train tracks running above you. And I don't even know if there's a real train in there, but every once in a while you'd hear train sounds. So that was very impressive, too. I'd say, well, hello, like... uh like you could hear a train coming, but I, I said to myself, is that a real train or just a train sound? I don't know, my friends. Uh, but then you could walk down the street and there's there's just different things from the movies. You could, in like Scooter had said, you could just spend so much money, like, uh, but in a joyful way, it's like spilling out of you. Now, of course, his little one wanted to go to the wizard, the wand shop, and I guess they have a wand shop show. So we, she wanted to get Hermione Granger's wand, Hermione, Hermione Granger. And first we went in the shop, but then Scooter actually asked a question to someone standing. He said, where's the shop? And she said, if you come right in here, you're just in time for the, the wand show. And then you go in and you're immersed in a world, my friends, where you're pretending you're in the back of the wand shop and you're having a consultation. And all the people that are working there, very even the ones that aren't characters, are characters, and they're really helping you get ready for the show. So she was kind of like, there's all these wand uh, things and there's magical things for you to look at, little uh, animatronic things. I think there was like one where Wanda accidentally, like there was brooms cleaning a room out of control, but you can't quote me on that. But then you go into a room where you meet with a woman. I think the wand, the the, the queen of the wands is some such thing. I'm sorry, but like the she's in charge of the wands. And now every kid can't do this, so it's a little bit disappointing, but at the same time, it's magical. They pick one child. I don't know if it's at random. But she picked a young man and she said, come over here, what's your name? And then the, the a wand chooses, she tries to pick out the perfect wand for the boy. 
And there's all sorts of magic happening in this room. Like it's literally like you're meeting in a wand consulting room. I've never been in one of these things, but it was exciting. And so you're meeting and you're finding out and and the boy, you know, they have a couple fake outs and then they say, well, this is the wand for you, young man. It's got, you know, a little bit of ash and, you know, the tail of, you know, what a bezel bub or some such thing in there. And, you know, they save the day and then everyone claps and cheers and the kids are a little bit sad they didn't get picked. But what are you going to do? Uh, then we bought Hermione Granger. We I almost did another London. Uh, we bought Hermione Granger's wand. And they give you a map and they have all sorts of interactive things all around the park there for you to interact with. So you can so you do the wing, uh, wand in front of a window. And then a certain thing happens and it reveals and it's all so much fun. Oh, boy. Now, also, like I said, my friends, on top of this building is this uh, lizard. I think I can't remember what it's called. It's from one of the movies. uh, And it breathes fire, like literally breathes fire every certain number of minutes. Uh, It does like this thing and it sounds like it's going to sneeze and then it breathes fire. It's all safe, but you can actually feel the heat and it's very cool. So then we were running around with the little one with a wand and Scooter said, well, I got to go back. I got to take a call for the podcast and then I got to get an episode released. And, you know, of course, we didn't want to do anything without Scooter. So as soon as he left, we bought ice cream at the Floaterine's Fortuitous uh, Ice Cream Parlor. And they had this, oh, no, 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 we we, we got Butterbeer. Butterbeer is N-A, no, no alcohol in the Butterbeer. But we got some butterbeer, and it was delicious, frozen butterbeer. And, uh, and then we, we was, for the next time, we were saving the uh, Nocturne Alley and then the uh, ride on Gringotts Bank and then the ride to the other park. And then I think we ate at the restaurant. So we'll talk about that another time. But uh, so we drank the butterbeer and then we made our way back through the park and it was brutal. Now at this point it was raining, getting ready to rain and thunder as it does in Orlando. So we made our way slowly drinking a butterbeer and uh, the little one and, 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 uh, and we went to see Shrek 4D, which was interesting and funny movie, Mike Myers and, uh, Eddie Murphy and uh, an older 3D movie, but still very funny, very good movie. And then we exited the park and it was raining, but or it was getting ready to rain. And this was one of these great moments for me because I got to walk back to the hotel. Now, the little one and her mother, they took a boat back. But I said, I think I'll walk. And you walk along the canal and there's all these trees and it's landscaped, and you pass the the one hotel, the Hard Rock Hotel. They had meant to go in there, but I just did not did not have the time and the energy. And then Scooter texted me that he had had a hotel, and uh, we went back. Then there's a butterfly garden there by the Hard Rock Hotel that I walked in. There were some butterflies in there, and there's people walking. And you might say, Ray, haven't you walked enough? And then the boats were going by. 
And oh, I like just sitting. I like, you know, I sat on a bench for a little while. I listened to the sounds of other people being happy. Oh, that makes me happy, my friends. Just like, like here talking and knowing some of you are listening and smiling along, and many, many more of you are just resting with uh, visions of uh, uh, butterbeer running through your head. Um, with, with me and my, my, my handkerchief in my pocket wiping the sweat from my brow and saying things like Harry Potter, Harry Potter. But so then I walked in and then after the butterfly garden, there was a little bit walk, a little bit too much exposed to the sun. Then you go under a bridge. So I said, well, you need to grow some trees here. And then you head back and it looks like a little harbor where this hotel was, you know, with a little bit of, uh, a little bit like a harbor, and then the rain and the thunder came, and it was it started pouring, so that was exciting. But then Scooter had already got into the room, and then he was saying he was going to get on the phone, and then it was time for a nap for everybody. My friends, oh, did we get back? It we they said, well, well, Scooter, everyone went to the hotel room. I was talking to to this person that was riding driving the boat. You know, I said, wow, this boat. Is it, uh, is this all it's cracked up to be or what? And she said, well, it's, it's not bad driving the boat, but it's not great either. And I said, wow, hey. And then I went and got myself another ice cream. There was a, a gelato shop there. And I went and got gelato. I said, well, and then I said, well, I, I asked the boat driver. I said, what did you do? Do you ever have a gelato, uh, and she said, I prefer pistachio gelato. So I brought her a little surprise gelato. And, you know, Ray made, I made a friend for life, I believe. You put a little pistachio gelato. And I never, I, well, I did have a taste of that. It was, it, it, I, I never, I was like, I never had a taste for pistachio gelato. What, what do you love about it? And then she said, well, I'm, you know, I've got one more boat trip. Why don't you come along? And then we went, you know, I went on the boat with her. And again, I just soaked in all the other people that were going, heading back to the park, heading home from the park, and people were soaking wet. And eventually, you know, I got back. I, I met up with Scooter later, you know, after I, me, my, my friend and I, you know, we did uh, And it was a wonderful afternoon. And that was, so that was our first dose of Harry Potter and the Universal Parks. And then, uh, you know, the next time, my friends, I'll catch you up on the next part of the little trip I had with little Scooter, little Andy. Oh, but it's so good to be back here with you. Thank you, my friends. Thank you for listening to the pod boy. Thank you to all of you who spread the word or try to support him and help him do the show. And you know, that, that, thank you, my friends. Oh, my friends, good night. I'll talk to you soon. I want to thank everybody that reviewed the podcast over at Sleep With Me Podcast.com slash iTunes. Uh, Nocturnal. Uh, Nocturnal. I think this one's just funny, though. Uh, they said, thank you. Can't get past the first five minutes. Not that I want to fall asleep. It just happens. Thanks, Nocturnal. And then NAB Melbourne. 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 Uh, from Australia, works possibly addictive. A smile each time a new episode appears. Really is a calm, safe place to go and put stressful thoughts aside. Uh, thank you. And then this one, that was from Australia, obviously Melbourne. 
And then from Canada, Chai is something they didn't they don't like my voice or my stuttering. Thanks and good night. Uh, Geek the Gamer, unbelievable. Never thought I'd go to sleep so fast. 10 out of 10. Thanks, Geek the Gamer. Uh, from the USA. Then another Canada review, Sunny World 85. Excellent. Excellent podcast to listen to when you're trying to sleep and having some difficulty lately since not since I discovered this podcast. I've been going to sleep, or since I've been discovered this podcast, I've been going to sleep much more easily. Give it a shot. And here's something random from random person twenty two twenty two eleven eleven five. Most boring thing I've ever heard, so it works great. This podcast, thank you. CAC thirty seven uh, says great podcast. It works. I'm hooked. I put so much effort in. Don't know the magic of how it works, but somehow I'm asleep before the episode's over. Uh, got a lot, a lot of stuff interrupted my sleep, and now I can fall asleep in 30 minutes and stay asleep for a solid amount of time. Thank you so much. Uh, Tricon says, Wizards confirm this is magical powers. Only uses a couple nights, so it puts me right to sleep both times. Love the sound of his voice, sense of humor, and stories. Feel like an adult being lulled to bed like a child. Thank you. Yeah, this one's worrying, but it's Ramsey C instead of Ramsey. B, you know, Ramsey B probably would be more trouble. This one's from USA Effective, amazing in the strangest way. Pretty skeptical when someone told me about this, but boy, was I wrong. Always fall asleep quickly, and I don't know if I've ever heard the beginning of a story. Thanks for putting me to sleep. Uh, then we have Lol Boy, L-O-L-B-O-I-I from Australia. Fall asleep in no time. Love this podcast. Helped me with my insomnia the last few months. I'm going to sleep in five to ten minutes. Thanks. Uh, well, thank you. Simulated reviewer. That's funny. This is a real reviewer, but it's a simulated reviewer. It says, guys, a genius when it comes to putting the mind to sleep. Can't make it through an episode even when I try. Five stars. Thanks, simulator reviewer. Nickname four. Or nickname six. Actually, I think it's nickname six. V-I. That's six, I think. Five plus one. More than sleep. Here's a good review. Thanks, nickname six. Um, MBZ87, unsure question mark. Bit confused. Had some, you know, the, this uh, caused me some dreams, and I'm not sure about the podcast. Uh, but MBZ says, kudos to it working for the majority of listeners. So thank you. That's honest review. Uh, this comes in from K Stubbs. Yes, it works. I've been listening since January 2016. I can say it works. Sometimes it's a little too funny, but uh, I'm dealing with a lot, and this podcast is invaluable to help me get to sleep. Uh, pain, anxiety, or woken up and uh, need more rest. This is the only reliable way I've been able to find to take naps during the day. Give it a try. If one episode doesn't work, try one with a different theme. And, you know, they say you're one of the kindest people in podcasting. I know. Thank you so much. So thanks, K Stubbs. Uh, Caitlin K33 says, Addictive, be warned. I stumbled on this at 2 in the morning when I couldn't fall asleep. Now I sleep with it on every night. It helps if you're like me and you need something to drown out your mind racing and shut off your mind. It's much harder to keep thinking with this on. Thanks, K K Caitlin K. Amazing. That's Cursed R. Cursed R. Cursed R. Uh, podcast is genius. Thank you. 
Uh, Mitchie77 from the UK, blessed sleep, found this a bit dubious at first uh, to, if it would work, but it does. I tried listening to radio and other podcasts, but I usually get absorbed and I stay awake and get cranky, but not this one. I uh, haven't got to the end yet. Thanks, Mitchie. Ashley0982 from Canada, even if you don't have insomnia. I have no issues falling asleep, but as a mom, I sometimes wake up in the middle of the night and have, to have trouble falling back to sleep. Not anymore. Love this voice and the way it lulls me back to sleep. Thanks. Uh, digital Earn. Uh, digital Earn. I uh, love, love this podcast. Narration is great. Voice tone. Stories are funny and cute. They love the Amazon lullaby. Perfect to listen to while trying to fall asleep. For them, they have bad ringing in their ears. Can't stand silence. It's great to forget the anxieties and the other thoughts that prevent you from falling asleep. Thanks, Digital Turn or Digital digital Earn. And finally, from Dime of Air, uh, brilliant, brilliant podcast, truly helped me sleep. Don't know how he has the perfect mix of boring and funny. Enjoy the episodes now. I listen during the day, not just to sleep. Thank you, Scooter. Well, thank you, Dime of Air. And thanks, everybody, for reviewing the show. It's slash iTunes. Good night.